Talk Brunch. Served hot. Oh, yeah. Here we go again. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dara here, your host as always, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. Episode 569 with Destin Soglow Frazier. <laughs> 69. He said 69. Yeah, I can't believe it. So, so many of these. Oh, man, we are back. I feel like we never leave. What was it, like one day? We were here one day. We were here all of the other days. But now we're it seems to exist for a day. Yeah, pretty much. Holy shit. Is there a lot to talk about? Because tonight, I don't even know if we'll be able to get through all of it in one episode. We're going to be reviewing the SmackDown before WrestleMania, AEW Rampage, the NXT Stand and Deliver pay-per-view, WrestleMania Night 1 and 2, the WWE Hall of Fame Induction Ceremony 2023, the Raw After WrestleMania April 4th, NXT After Stand and Deliver, and of course, Tony Khan, his big announcement on AEW Dynamite. That doesn't even count for the news or the fact that WWE and UFC have been merged by the Endeavor Group and what this means, as well as a bunch of controversies, a few dark stories, some unfortunate deaths, trailers, and all the fun stuff that we usually have. I bet I'd still have a lot more, or a lot less gray hair, rather, if I, and I keep saying, I should script that beginning, rather than trying to think of all of the shit that's going to be on the program, right? And looking around like, oh, what are we going to do here? But, you know, we don't really have time for everything. But yeah, thank you to everybody who's joined us this past WrestleMania week for all of the watch-alongs. And, of course, thank you to all of you listeners on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Player FM, and all other places popular podcasts are found. Of course, all the links can be found on TalkBrunch.com, live feed. If you don't want to wait a week on delay for the audience, twitch.tv slash TalkBrunch. And we made it. Jesus. It's late. We're uh, we, to put that. I'm gonna say to put into perspective how nuts this weekend, this entire weekend's been. If you look from the the Thursday go home episode of Talk Brunch into Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Rex rant on Monday, and then our 2K23 WrestleMania edition on Tuesday. Yeah. Looked at all the views. One thousand three hundred and fifty fucking seven. Holy shit. Yeah, and that doesn't count the the uh, audio. The audio is like always way higher than that. Oh, the audio is terrifying. I'm glad we were able to make some sort of uh, motions, considering how packed the landscape is. We have a couple of announcements tonight about stuff that we're going to be doing, stuff that we're going to be trying out. This has the potential to be a two-parter, possibly with another episode tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, depending on how much we can get covered today. So we'll be crossing our fingers on that one, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, a lot of you hung out. That was really cool. Much appreciated. Let's start off the traditional way with the first talk brunch after mania, right? How do we usually start off the we usually start off with the rock, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the rock's apparently gonna be starring in a live action Moana. Yeah, I heard about this earlier in the week and I was like, oh yeah, that I guess that movie's getting live action now, cool. I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen the actual one. 
It's one of those Disney CG movies, right? I remember seeing it. It looks sort of like yeah. event. It looked. It reminded me of Adventure Island. Like if they made Adventure. You ever played Adventure Island for Master System or Wonder Blur for Nintendo? It's like it's like if Adventure. <laughs> no, I've seen it. It's like if Adventure Island gone ethnic. You know, that's what I. At least is oh, what I got from the, from the train. I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. That I looked. I was like, oh, Adventure Island, ethnic. Very cool. All inclusive island. All inclusive island. There you go. I could have a wrong impression of it. I mean, who doesn't like? I love Wonder Boy. Before people try to make this into something that it isn't, like everything that I say, you know, it has to be villainized and shit. Anyway, The Rock has the announcement. Let's check it out. See what's happening. Aloha, everyone from beautiful Hawaii. We are here on the island of Oahu, where I did a lot of my growing up. As you know, Hawaii means so much to my family and me, and the traditions of our ohana, or ainga, as we say in Samoa, were shaped by these incredible islands. The Pacific Islands and their cultures inspired a very special story, one that you all know very well. And that story is, drum roll please. Moana! Why would they think that we all know it? We are so excited. <laughs> I think it's when we all got kids. Live action reimagining of Moana how could we re- reimagining something I never saw the first time? The music, the dance, Tafiti, Pua the Pig, the village, the beautiful, powerful ocean. What a rush. And one more. What's that, guys? Oh, yours truly. Hey, hey, the chicken. Kidding. Hey, hey's going to be in it. But of course, Maui will be in it, too. As many of you may not know, the brilliant team at Disney Animation, my partners, we found so much inspiration from Maui in the mana and the presence of my late grandfather, the legendary High Chief Peter Maivia. He would walk in, light up the room, the energy, the tattoos, the hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, thank you. Sorry, I get caught up in the moment. So as you guys can see, perfect timing as the sun comes out, just how deep this story is for me. Because in a way, when I bring Maui to life, I'm doing it in the spirit of my grandfather. So. Uh, it's still very early in the process. There's so much more work to be done, but until then, there is one more thing that I need to kick this journey off right. Hey, girls, do you want to get uh, that special thing that Daddy needs? Wow, you guys are Daddy's daughters. You are so strong. Thank you guys so much. We're going to go in the ocean. Yes. Oh, look at the love I have. Is Daddy Maui? No! You guys want ice cream? Yes! See, so Daddy's Maui. Yes! <laughs> wow so basically i just looked it up this moana thing it's, over, it's almost like eight years old huh god it's been that long since that came out i feel like that came out yesterday i feel like you we know? just talked about on the one about opening rock segments yeah because he was the voice actor holy shit time flies that's interesting I wonder how long it's going to take to make this. It's going to have a lot of CG in it, right? Is it a Disney thing? I don't know if Moana's Disney. Um, I believe it is. Because, I mean, if it's Pixar, they own that too, right? Or they own DreamWorks. I forget who owns what now. So many people. It's Disney Studios. Everybody I just it up. Disney Studios. They love to make everything cartoon into real people. Isn't it funny? We grew up with a Disney that turned everything real people into cartoon. And we get old with a Disney that turns everything cartoon into real people. <laughs> you know? Like... And doesn't do a good job at it, I might say. You know, do a pretty miserable job, actually. But either way, for those of you that are into that kind of stuff, there it is. 
But don't worry, because if you're not into Moana, we have something with real people. Because <laughs> there is one person who is in Barbie, the movie. The fuck? And his name is John Cena. And that delay was on purpose to give you a moment to reflect on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's just look at the trailer. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. No, he's not Ken. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Oh no. Hi Ken. Hi Ken. How many Kens are there? Is he a Ken? Looks like there's multiple Kens. I thought I might stay over tonight. Why? Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. To do what? I'm actually not sure. Like, what is this? Are we looking into a physical doll world? I don't see John Cena anywhere in this. Is he even in the credits? Oh, there he is in the credits. I see his name. Right, he, he, he's there. He's on the, like Dana Brooke. He's on the run sheet. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm coming with you. How small must his role be? He's not in the damn trailer at all. I literally go nowhere without them. Looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would This looks like physical torment. Now, I don't want to bury it or anything. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both oh, of us off? Beach. Nobody's going to beach anyone off. Oh, is there more? This trailer seems long. Come no, on, that was it. That was a little, you know... That's all I'm going to say. Different? No. You know. That's my answer. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sticking with it. Burn it before it hits theaters, Quest. What's up, Quest? (laughs) It's Warner Brothers and Mattel Films. Get the real quick. I don't even know what his role was. He didn't make it into the trailer. How disappointing is that, right? That is unusual stuff. So, it was WrestleMania week. I don't know if you guys were aware. But Rey Mysterio had like a mask made, a custom mask. Do you know the story behind this mask? I do not. I know it was drastically different from ones I've seen before. It looked kind of like Muda. Oh, you're going to love this story. I bet it's not, I bet you won't even expect where it's going. Let's watch the video. Oh, first. fuck. I, just... I don't think I've ever won a tux before. Maybe when I was like five years old. 
This is for the Hall of Fame. Does it show the guy presenting the mask? There he is. Okay. That's the guy. How can I break this story down to you? You wouldn't think I'd be talking about that with a mask, right? That that frightens me on so many levels. So this guy's name is Masahiro Hayashi. He created the mask. Just remember him. You've worked so hard always for many, many years. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm very honored. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be great if when Ray, like, you know, like when Ray was a, when Ray's kids were babies or like toddlers or whatever, he would take off the mask and they'd be like, where's daddy? And they'd start crying. Like, you know, the way, like when a kid, like, <laughs> like, like if you, if you get a beard or shave a beard and your kid loses his shit, like, wouldn't it be great? They're so used to the mask that he takes the mask off and they figure, where'd daddy go? <laughs> anyway, I would rib my kids left and right. You kidding me? Looks good, man. He's a really good mask maker. He's awesome. Oh, but of course. The mask looks like DLC. The guy's very talented. This is my first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on now. The night keeps getting better and better. Okay, so let's back up because. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I know, I know, man. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all either. So how can I explain? 11 years ago, Io Sky and her boyfriend, Kasushigi Nasawa, both got arrested at Narita International Airport on drug charges when they were coming back from Mexico. At the time, they denied... Uh, the charges what pa- what happened was there were a couple of fans that gave them paintings let me see if I could show you these paintings this gets crazy I shouldn't have even spoiled that it gets crazy even though it probably by default already is now right right just the fact that we're always talking about drug charges and the origins of a mask in the same sense like we've already crossed crazy at this point so these are the paintings that they gave Eosky and her boyfriend at the time. Uh, so apparently contraband was found hidden within these paintings. Luckily for them, the charges were dropped and uh, Eosky publicly apologized. She promised to regain the trust of fans, employers, and coworkers. Uh, a few months later, a couple months later, 
uh, Takuya Sugi, a Mexican wrestler, held a press conference. Now, this is the guy I believe that is giving uh, the mask to Rey Mysterio. And uh, in this press conference, he admitted to being the one that hid the drugs in the paintings. His strategy was to get Io Sky and Nazawa in trouble. He's, according to him, Masa, Masahiro Hayashi uh, apparently so, no, so this was a person Masahiro Hayashi is the guy with the mask he was the guy who was a AAA representative he commissioned uh, this to happen so it was the other guy who slipped the stuff in it was this guy who ordered for it to happen and the reason he did it was he promised him a contract extension as long as he slipped drugs into these paintings What so, uh, fuck? I guess he was trying to bury E.O. Sky, but then eventually he admitted that he did this and he had, he had this guy be the one who planted the drugs. I know, right? You would think this is a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> the I silence think, what is the hell? This sounds like a Scarface spinoff gone terribly wrong. What the hell? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> All this time, and then for two seconds, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the guy who made Ray's mask. The fuck? He's the you know what the bad part about this? I almost, I don't know why when you mentioned drug charges and they're talking about that mask, somehow I thought it was going to link up with like the mask relating to the drugs. like. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not doing Fallout stuff today. But, uh. Quest <laughs> said, El Chapo, how are you working? <laughs> they said, check your mask, Ray. You said it was heavy. Oh, shit, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where my brain went. <laughs> that's a red flag, Ray. Check that fucking mask. Last thing you want to do is cross into Mexican borderlines with fucking with a drugged up mask that motherfuckers rip your mask off nobody will feel bad for you how what a crazy thing to do right <laughs> they were trying to put eos guy in prison Jesus. oh what the hell's the story behind that right i mean besides the, the obvious part of the story what was the heat try to get somebody to be put in freaking prison right damn Lord. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe Ray doesn't know that story. Is that possible? <laughs> I would hope not. Ray don't listen to Top Runs this week, man. <laughs> He'll have to resist the temptation. Once you hear about the mask, you skip like 30 minutes. Incredible. Anyway. Holy shit, the weekend. What should we get into first? We should have to cover something. <laughs> Start at the beginning. Fuck it. Start at the beginning. There is no beginning to this. this. These things were all happening simultaneously, one on top of the other. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing we're not going to do thorough highlights to is Ring of Honor. That's going to take too long. We have too much here to be able yeah, to there's cover. Too, too much happened on our way. So Tony Khan madness. dropped that on our lap. There are stuff that we are going to have to inevitably talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
uh, SmackDown. <laughs> All right, well, let's roll with SmackDown. This was wait, 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 wait. There was no SmackDown. This was WrestleMania SmackDown. You got to get it right. Look, just because they put the job by Battle Royale on, don't mean they get to add a WrestleMania. <laughs> SmackDown episode 1232, WrestleMania SmackDown, came to us from Los Angeles, California's Crypto.com Arena. I wonder what the hell this used to be called. I don't remember no Crypto.com Arena. It, now they're just making shit up, you know? <laughs> it was just a dot-com arena. Yeah. So basically, we open with the Usos in the ring. We're one night away from the biggest tag team championship match. But tonight, I'm actually pretty conflicted about what we have to do tomorrow night because I remember bringing my son on the road with me. You guys would hang out with him, play with him. And I remember thinking those, it only got worse at the Royal Rumble when the two of you look at me when I'm talking to you. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here today, but I am. I hear it in your voice. You guys know what's going to happen tomorrow night. You're my brother. You're not my brother. This right here. This is brotherhood. Blood's not the only thing that makes you family. Loyalty makes you family. Maybe I need to remind you something, pal. I was loyal to you from day one. We are taking your tag team championships from you. You guys can go back to just being the Usos. It's gonna be the same thing with you two that it always is. You will be standing in the ring with the greatest of all time. Hey, this right here is Bloodline Mania. After that match, when the smoke clear and still undisputed tag team champions. Oh! Oh! The Uso is unshakable tomorrow night. Unbelievable matches together. Why are you looking at them like you're so angry? <laughs> Fatal four way matches, one individual from each team. Build a little momentum, put a storm cloud in that pinfall or submission. We'll win this matchup. Iron powerhouse team of the Viking Raiders. How quickly, you know, we just start downing people and rolling them out of the ring. You would think their health was on zero. What were your thoughts on this? It's a fun little preview into the main match. I kind of like when they do stuff like this with like half of the tag team will um will fight the match. Yeah, that makes sense. It was a uh, a lot of this was just stuff that it felt like wasn't gonna fit onto WrestleMania. So it used to be the Staples Center King Quest, and they called it the Crypto.com Arena because there's no stock in Staples anymore. Okay. You know, nobody uses pages. What the hell they're gonna need Staples, right? Montez Ford looking good as always. Ricochet, beautiful shooting star. I kind of wish that we would have. I don't. I never got the whole thing of having one partner in and one partner out though. But anyway, Ricochet goes over as you see there. To kick off Friday night SmackDown. Roman Reigns. I like how that was it. He's just gonna sit down and have no words. <laughs> now it's time for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. The thing that I'm always most excited about in the whole wide world. Or as it was renamed this year, the We O Lashley match. 
Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, Luke Gallows, Joaquin Wilde, aka Zima Ian got to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, Dolph Ziggler, Carl Anderson, Johnny Gargano, LA Knight, Ivar, Xavier Wood, Santos Escobar, Elias, Mustafa, Dexter Loomis, Cruz de Toro, Angel, Butch, Bronson Reed, Cedric Alexander, Baron Corbin, Angelo Dawkins, Humberto, Madcap Moss, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, Otis, Monse, Mansoor, Rich Holland, Rick Boogs, Ashante Dallas, Top Dollar are all the people that are not getting a WrestleMania paycheck. Oh yeah, they're also they're also in this match. Holy shit. They're also in this match. So there's something that you can see. And you know, like I said, I never liked this. To me, anything that, that has a battle where everyone starts in the ring is nothing more than a fuster clock. You know, you can't really get good sequences or tell really solid stories in this kind of stuff. You know, I appreciate the like the last like five, maybe six people. WrestleMania has more than enough time for them to be able to put something like this on the main card. Zio, Zio with the resub. What up, fam? Thank you for that. Oh, it's pregnant. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing good. So I thought that this was. I thought that this was gonna be a Bronson Reed match for sure. He was the one that made the most sense to me. I don't know how Bobby Lashley could benefit from this. There was speculation that there was supposed to be something with LA Knight and Bronson Reed in WrestleMania, but they scrapped it for God knows what reason. Let's be real. With everything that's been going on, I think we know the reason now. Not yet, because that doesn't happen until Monday, believe it or not. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe there were some sort of wheels turning on this. I don't feel like this does anything for Bobby Lashley's career. He already did stuff like fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. This really, just, like like I said, this just felt like a, well, since Bray fucked him over, we owe him. Yeah, and because he kind of looks like the statue. He's most, most swollen the statue. <laughs> After that, we had a fatal four-way match. Once again, the same thing, right? Half of the tag team in, half of the tag team out. So we got Natalia with Shotzi, Shayna Baszler with Ronda, Sonya Deville with Chelsea Green, Raquel Rodriguez with Liv Morgan. I guess I can see it be. It's like it's like giving a preview to the match without just having just the actual match. And we never found out what happened to Carmella. Carmella just got replaced by Sonya Deville with no explanation. They just swapped one in, swapped the other out. Yeah. I heard a, I heard like for like a brief second a rumor of her possibly suffering like a career ending injury. I don't know yet though, but hopefully not. I don't know. We've been pretty good at noticing career end ending injuries nowadays. Right. Like where would that have happened? Sony Deville gets it. I mean uh Raquel. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I said Sonny Deville. Sonny I don't know what alternate universe you live in it now. <laughs> <laughs> this was the dopest thing ever. This was crazy. I can't believe that. They're back. The new LWO with none of the cruiserweights from WCW except Ray. <laughs> but whatever, it's another generation. I still like it. I'm happy. Yeah, you know? it's cool. 
That's a massive honor for Legato, the fact that they get to be, they get to carry on that, that, that faction's legacy. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus against Imperium's Giovanni, Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser. A tag team match just to sort of feed them, I guess. I don't know, I don't know what the point of This was. type of match annoys me. Yeah, what about it annoys you? Drew and Sheamus are opponents at WrestleMania. Why the fuck are they teaming? You know they like to do that that whole thing. Like, that's such an annoying thing. Because then I'm not even paying attention to the actual tag team. I'm sitting here like, okay, time to watch these two argue for 10 minutes. Back in the old days, or even back in the Attitude Era, what you would do is a month before WrestleMania, you would have the two people competing at the main event wind up winning the tag titles. And then a week or two before the main event, you have them have a miscommunication with the tags in the ring where they lose it. Let alone have them to see that. Yeah, thought out than this, where it's just like they don't get along. Let's make a team. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You know, <laughs> because at least the team benefit. Like we got to be tag team champions. This is just hey, I got to slap your shoulder. <laughs> What's silly is that they made it seem like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre were really good friends that had like some some stuff going further back, you know, and then all of a sudden they became heel and they hated each other. But then they became friends that are cool with beating each other up and now they hate each other again. You know, it's like stop this Ross and Rachel shit and let's either stay in a group or leave. <laughs> either fuck or fight. No. <laughs> yeah, pick a side and get to it already. Los Angeles, Inglewood, Hollywood. What do you want to talk about? WrestleMania is here. All my cards are on the table. No ace left in the hole. I become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. The actual day of WrestleMania for myself. I am the most prepared I have ever been. What do you want to talk about? We could talk about literally anything. We've talked enough. The fighting needs to start, you know what I'm saying? Feeding for money and alcohol to let... Might be a, it might be a hair too adult for, for Fox. You let my audience come with me. Thank you guys so much. And I'm not alone when I say something is broken inside. Roman Reigns is an 11-year, tens of millions of dollars investment, and it only started paying off in year eight. There's something else that Roman Reigns likes to say. He said, everybody thinks that they're the guy until they meet the guy. I'm not just Dusty, son. I'm not dashing. I'm not dust. I am the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns got such a wild reaction just for walking out, right? His existence warrants a pop. This was actually was my favorite. Like, his music feels like an event in itself. This was my favorite encounter between the two of them, just because it came down to that just ended the way it began. I don't care about any of them. You see, it's not their turn. Cody Rhodes, acknowledge me. And that's it. You know, how cool of, a, of, a, of an ending, you know? There is nothing left to be said. Nothing, yeah, like you said, nothing left to say at that point. That's what I loved about that, the idea of that. There really is nothing left to be said there between the two of them, you know? I thought that was a cool way. That's a go-home show, if you want to get people that, hyped that, That's what we call the I'll See You Sunday promo. Yeah, exactly. Really good stuff. 2.389 million viewers. 
So pretty solid numbers there. They Good. did higher than last week. They won primetime network programming in the key demo um, at 0.64, up from last week's 0.53. Of course, I mean, it's WrestleMania season. Everybody's going to be hype, and they're going to, you know how it is. Back when there wasn't as much wrestling as there is now, we used to just look for indie shows to buy to watch on iPay-Per-View because it's like everyone's just in despair. It's almost like Christmas season, you know? <laughs> right. Like you're just so into it that it's just like you're just in the in the spirit of the season. There were so many indie shows under the tree, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I don't know what order we should go in. There is so much stuff because of the WrestleMania season. We should probably cover more than one thing, right? Good yeah, lord. Yeah, knock out a couple in the same shot. Yeah, knock out a couple in the same same shot. You know what? Why don't we uh Believe it or not, why don't we cover night one of WrestleMania to start? You think we should do that already? Yeah, mix it up a little bit. You know, like we don't have to go. I don't know if you wanted to go in order or not, if you wanted to do Hall of Fame stuff or if it was necessary or how you felt. We could always still go in order. But that would, that would mean Rampage. No, I'm kidding. We don't have to do Rampage. That right. <laughs> Ain't no room for Rampage this week. I mean, we could talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame first. You know what I mean? We don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Because the Hall of Fame was really, really special this year. Yeah. So Hall of Fame. I want to want to talk about the the people that were actually there and just put some highlights up of the inductions and stuff. Spartan, what's up, fam? How you doing? Spartan Jesus. I always tried my best to honor the fans who show up every week who love WWE, including one young woman holding up a sign. Stacy hasn't aged. That Bret Hart would just look my way. Yep, that was me. I was a super fan first, and I will always be a super fan. Good to hear from you, man. I saw an ad for a dance oh, yeah. contest to be the next WCW Nitro Girl. I was a dancer, so I thought, well, if I enter it, I make it to the finals, maybe I could meet Bret Hart. <laughs> Never in a million years did I think I'd win, that I'd make a career out of it, that my life would change forever. And never did I think that the little girl from Baltimore who sat in the stands wearing her NWO shirt would have the biggest pinch me moment of all, being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was nice seeing Stacy. Yeah, it was a longer speech than that, but we don't have time for all of that. But what I do have to see if I could bring up here, you guys got to bear me for, with me for a minute. I had Conan's induction. So oh my god! I the way can Conan, he just do everybody's speech? The way Conan put over Rey Mysterio was incredible. You know. Like, I have to give so much credit. Hey, Conan ain't got a WrestleMania moment, whether he realizes it or not. Yeah, I'm, you guys just got to bear with me because I'm actually fast-forwarding through the actual Hall of Fame instead of the highlights on our program to just bring that part up because I absolutely love that. His, his induction was as good as Ric Flair's induction of Muda was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the truth. Ric Flair was awful. Ric Flair's pretty bad on speeches. I would never want him at like a wedding. You know what I mean? Or even like I'd rather funeral. have Hillbilly Jim do my eulogy. 
Yeah, like Ric Flair's a mess. Can we just put like Conan's speech in the Hall of Fame? Like, just... I mean, I I love Ric Flair, but he is a mess. He went out there. We'll get to it when we talk about that part of it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's because that comes up first. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and and it'd be weird to go from a high like that to Ric Flair's speech. How not to induct somebody? I got a phone call from Kevin Dunn, and I said, he said, I need to talk to you. And I go, okay, Kevin, what have I done wrong now? Because I've had a few calls like that. Uh, let me run this on a different player. Obviously, that's out of sync. We're just with our shitty luck, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, nah, Rick, the Ric Flair stuff, he starts naming random Japanese wrestlers. He pulls out like a list, like a Kill Bill list. I'll bring it up in a second. He starts naming Japanese <laughs> wrestlers. Kill Bill list. <laughs> the, these are the wrestlers that I wrestled that happened to be Japanese. Some of them didn't even have anything to do with Grey Muda. Some of them Grey Muda never even met. But he was just kind of like, and it, he didn't segue because a smart person, when you're doing any kind of content, even like shit that we do, is you kind of try to connect everything together. That's a fucking segue. You somehow segue that back. So he could have done something like been like, I faced a lot of Japanese wrestlers and then named all of them. And at the end been like, but none of them were as good as Muda. All right. Right. They're one that stands above all. And that's the one we're honoring tonight. But his shit was more like, I faced a lot of Japanese wrestlers. Yep. A whole lot. (laughs) It was just like, you know, give you great Muda. (laughs) Yeah. Ric Flair did terrible. All right. I'm bringing it up on something. Or did you say he Wikipedia before speech? (laughs) Okay, I got it up. Just give me a moment to... Uh, all right, there we go. But we're not going to do it. I said, well, what does that mean? It means that I'm sending Harley Race with you. I said, hey, so, so are you implying, Bob, that the guy could beat me? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Rick. Let's go, let's go, and, let's and go. Sasaki, who both have stretched me, they had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. See, he just doesn't talk about the, Japanese people. The Japanese kids are tough kids guys they aren't i thought when i broke in and he opens the speech we should have left it he opens the speech saying i thought they would want sting to do this are you kidding me? like i don't think they really wanted to hear an you guys name during the fucking hall of fame i'm not lying i can ask the steiners the young boys trying to get the business trying to get a break i was like what the fuck is he talking about no one knows countless push-ups and it would get in the ring and they beat themselves. How come we always have somebody in the Hall of Fame that needs to be pulled off the mic? Even in the 90s. <laughs> there's, there's always got to be a Mr. T at least once a year. Like, bro, you're inducting Muda. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that is sauce talk. You're right, Quest. Someone needs to look at the glisten on his forehead. Yeah, he is on the south. Yeah, he is shining in red. The commitment to fitness. And the work ethic they bring to our sport is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, shocker, they called him in the office in Atlanta in 1989. Think about how weird that must be for Muda, though. You know what I mean? Like, think about how (laughs) weird that has to be. Because put it to you this way, okay? Imagine if we were celebrating you one day, right? And 
like we, I yeah. just and I was coming up to give some sort of a speech and I just started randomly talking about like Martin Luther King and I was like you know black people have come a long way man Martin Luther King had a dream Malcolm X put together a freaking uh, a resistance you know where I said whatever wouldn't it be weird people look at me like Rick have you lost your fucking mind like that this was about destiny yeah but he's black too that's what he essentially did because he just started naming Japanese people like Mood is polite, but he might have been like, "Why the fuck are we just naming random Japanese people?" You know that would explain Mood's speech being so short. No, but I mean, he doesn't speak Rick English. Eat up all his time. He doesn't speak English though, and they didn't get a translator up there, even though they have Eo Sky and Oscar. So he said, "I do not speak very English, but thank you," and that was it. Nice talk, my Antonio Noki. North Korea, of all places. Didn't mean to interrupt it, but I just had to bring that little metaphor in there before we continue this. <laughs> you did not invent a moonsault. So you can have an appreciation how batshit crazy this was. Don't tell Sean I said that. I'm afraid Sean will hear that and cut me off again. Anyway. Oh my god. Terrible. Boo! <laughs> How dare you fuck up Moon's induction? On a personal note, there's the one cool thing he says. Shut the fuck up. There's the one cool thing he says I gotta put in there. They should let Oscar do it. I wasn't sure I was gonna say this, but ten years ago, I left my son in his care, and he took care of my son. As if you were his own. I will love you forever. A lot of people took care of his son, huh? Hello. I'm Great Buddha. I don't speak English very well. I just want to say this. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, WWE. Thank you, Claire. I'm so honored to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I love this work. Good luck, everybody. Flair was out there like 10 times longer than this guy. But yeah, as part of Jesus, that was kind of cool seeing uh, Asuka basically fangirl out from Muda. Yeah, yeah, when she's, well, we know that she idolized him, just like Tajiri did, just like yeah, a lot of that's people. That's why she does the miss in honor of Muda. You know, Sonata's another one that loved him. And yes, if you were watching, he had one in the chamber. <laughs> Wouldn't have been some shit, speech too long. <laughs> Let's see. Like I said, I'm not doing all of them. Tim White was inducted. 
unfortunately already gone. So they had the family do a speech for that. I want to get to the Rey Mister because Conan did such a good job. Dude, Conan was the freaking MVP of this whole thing. Conan was amazing. Y arriba Mexico! An eclectic and beautiful crowd. Way different than when I first broke into the business more than 35 years ago. It's like one of, probably my favorite induction speech ever. Oh, yeah. Easily. It wasn't as diverse back then as it is today. There sure weren't guys raised size back then. Boy, have things changed. I can see superstars of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds here tonight. What a beautiful sight to behold. I can tell you Ray was a hard sell to promoters. First of all, when I first met him, he was 12 years old. He was a surfer, laid back, always in surfer shorts, very scrawny with long hair, probably weighed a buck 15, maybe, prob- That's what I had to work with. I had to convince promoters to use that, all right? So the guy was a buck 15, maybe, probably, not even sure, soaking wet. He had rosy cheeks, dare I say, he was very cute. (laughs) That kind of sets the stage for what I had to sell to promoters back in the late 80s and early 90s when bodybuilders ruled this industry. He was definitely an anomaly. As you can imagine, he was not an easy sell. But I was going to P.T. Barnum and Colonel Tom Parker him to anyone who would listen. First stop, Hollywood, California, the independent scene. I would bring him with me. The venue was usually a bar in Hollywood. The place was 18 and older. Ray was 15. And the guy at the door was like, how old is this guy? This is my favorite part. The doorman would say, tell him to take his mask off. I would say he doesn't speak English. He's a mini luchador, and he's very sensitive about his looks and his features. Plus, it's his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to get a minor in. (laughs) Being the worker that I was, none of this was true. But as usual, Ray shaked and baked it, and the same guy who wouldn't let him in was taking pictures with him, so I knew I was under something. Next stop, Mexico City, when Antonio Pena, the founder of AAA, told me he wanted new talent and instructed me to find them. My first two prospects were Rey Mysterio and Psicosis. Yo, I brought Ray to AAA and Pena looked at me and said, are you serious? I go and look, I know, I know it looks like he hasn't hit puberty, but he's special. (laughs) Thank God he listened to me and the rest is history. Next stop was Paul Heyman and ECW. He asked me about raising psychosis on a trip to Singapore. I said, with all due respect to the rest of your roster, they're going to blow everything away that night. Let me just throw out this caveat. What Polly understood then is that talent has no weight, 
height or gender, you're just talented. Polly called me frantically. The show wasn't over. I could hear people screaming in the background. I knew he was still at the building. He goes, can I have him next week? I said, sure. That match turned out to be a classic. Next stop, WCW. Like I had to do in AAA, I had to sell Ray Mysterio to Kevin Sullivan, who probably had to sell it to Eric Bischoff. Mind you, the tagline moniker in WCW was, where the big boys play. Ray was anything but that. <laughs> the first thing Kevin said was he was too short. And I had a good uh, relationship with Kevin, so I said, you know what? You're vertically challenged yourself, but look how far you came. That's amazing. Kevin said, brother, I outweigh him by 100 pounds and I'm three times as wide. I was like, look, I know he looks like you couldn't tear up a chicken out of luau, but that's good because this guy, kids are going to think he's one of them. Plus, think about all the merch he'll sell with that mask. He's something special. He's not a brawler like you. Ray is a generational talent. If you don't sign him, I guarantee you, you will regret this in perpetuity. That's such an awesome line. He looks at me, and he goes, I'll give him a tryout match, but if he ain't what you say he is, then don't ever recommend anyone else. We get the WCW. Thank God he had a match with Dean Malenko and not someone bitter. I know Dean is out here somewhere, man. Love you. Someone bitter who didn't respect Ray. I could hear the comments out loud disrespectfully in the locker room. Oh, are we starting a kids' division? Andale, andale, arriba, arriba. That's fucked up. I told Ray what was happening. They're making fun of you, bro. But right now, you're repping AAA, Lucha Libre, Tijuana, and Mexico. <laughs> Give these cats your A-plus game and educate the ignorant. I'm glad they put Ray in there with D. Malenko, who made Ray look like a million bucks. I was at the monitor. It started off with me, Public Enemy, Disco Inferno at the monitor. We were popping out all the cool stuff. Then DDP, Marcus Bagwell, the Steiner brothers, Sting, Macho Man, they all came around. It was a monitor sellout. And as you know, the boys never put anyone over, especially themselves. That is true. <laughs> but in Ray's debut match, he got a standing ovation. I was so proud he made such an impression that three weeks later, he debuted and beat Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. I'm so proud to see this shy, raw, talented, humble kid reach the heights he has. Because of that, Lucha Libre is now in every promotion in the world. You see masks from England to Japan, and it's a cultural phenomenon. Ray kickstarted that movement. That's Ray the Luchador. But let me tell you about Ray, the human being, is just as good. He's done so many charitable and altruistic endeavors. I've seen him give homeless people food and talk to them in the streets. When I was in the hospital, literally on my deathbed, he said, I got you, and he did. Thanks to him and his wife, Miko Madre, Angie. I'm alive today. Te quiero.
Te amo. Aliyah también. When you have the type of talent that revolutionizes the sport worldwide and breaks the blueprint and paradigm for what a superstar is supposed to look like, you know why we're honoring him tonight. Let me tell you, talent ain't nothing if you ain't disciplined. That's what sets him apart. As Victor Hugo said, there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. And it was his time, and tonight it's his time to give him his flowers while he's still active. What you're witnessing tonight is a legend, an icon in real time in the city of angels. How apropos, because he is an angel. He's an incredible family man. I've often asked if I could be adopted. Maybe I could replace Dominic. <laughs> that was so fucking awesome. Oh, that was dirty. I asked Ray and Angie what was the secret to their long marriage. They said communication. They are so right. If you can't communicate, it's like winking at a girl in the dark. Nothing happens. I love his freaking metaphors, man. Always loved his metaphors. If I were to be reincarnated, I would want Ray to be my best friend again. Ray is the type of person who leaves an indelible impression on you and in your heart for life. For life. He has an infectious smile. Ray, you are the pride of Mexicans and Mexican-Americans and Latinos. I love you, bro. Stand up and show reverence. You are about to see a legend in real time. The one and only, the only one, a beautiful human being. I'm honored and grateful. So happy you picked me to induct you, carnal. Mucho respeto para ti. I call Ray the scarecrow. Why? Because he's outstanding in his field. Your 2023 Hall of Famer, Ray Mysterio Jr. That's amazing, right? Oh, I got chicken skins. <laughs> what a fucking induction, man. And I, and I remember I mentioned during the walking along, I love that he did the proper thing and said not just Ray Mysterio, but Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah, he gave him his lucha respect. Because so his good, uncle man. was the original Ray Mysterio. So good. That's how you induct somebody. He's right. He, he couldn't have said it better. Ray Mysterio proved, okay, you're six foot, eight foot, whatever. You're 300 something pounds. Cool. I'm five foot nothing and I'll show you out. I love how Dom doesn't even make an eye contact. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. He stays in character. I'm not going to mess up the storyline to get emotional. <laughs> right. This is incredible, man. Right, this, right, this, being, being the heel in the storyline kind of worked out, worked out for Dominic for what he does next. This is probably my favorite Hall of Fame of all time, and it wasn't a big class. You know, like, I watched this twice, man. It was so good. Yeah, it was a small class, but it was an impactful class. Exactly. It really felt like you really felt the power of this Hall of Fame. It, it felt like you had potential headliners almost all over the place. This is the best WrestleMania week we've probably had in, like, the last decade, you know? Oh, easily. Like, I don't really know when we'll see another WrestleMania week that this solid where everything was good everything the week so you guys are going to see when we talk later on today about all the different shows but everything was as good as this everything was incredible everything felt larger than life and had the pageantry to it that you just wouldn't believe excellent man there were a lot of there were a lot of freaking uh 
posers that just dip in there for WrestleMania and dip out. Like I say about the Super Bowl, I'm not a, too much of an NFL fan, but I've always said I don't like when people just come to watch Super Bowl, but they don't watch football. Kind of felt that way with WrestleMania. Right, like some people just dipped followed. in. They weren't really here for the Hall of Fame, not really watching the Raws or the Smackdowns or uh, the NXT stand and deliver. Even the Ring of Honor, they just feel like, oh, WrestleMania, because it's some marquee name that I could say I'm watching. I matter. Hate that shit. You know, this whole thing was worth it, guys. Don't just watch the one event. Like, the whole thing. Experience the weekend top to bottom. That's the point of it. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a festivity, you know? Not just that one show. You chill out with your like, friends. This is the, the build-up. You, you can't actually appreciate WrestleMania unless you experience it from beginning to end. Exactly. I don't know if we can do the whole, his speech is almost as long as Conan's, but thankfully they, WWE released a thing on it. We'll hear if his, yeah. uh, hopefully their excerpt got what they needed to. See, this is how you do a long speech, Flair. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're just I'm staying on mic with a list and gibberish. <laughs> During that WCW time, I had the opportunity to reconnect with someone that I had met when I was 12 years old, and that was Eddie Guerrero. I highly recommend you guys go back and watch this whole thing, though. Oh, that's actually the wrong link. <laughs> this is the one you want. For anyone who wants to see this excerpt of it. Tijuana, Baja California. I was just a fan, wasn't even wrestling yet. Had a chance to meet Eddie. He wrestled with my uncle one night. And uh, man, it was the same Eddie that I ran into years later in WCW. His heart never changed. Always had the same heart. Orale. She said, wait it out. Stick through it. This is my favorite part of the speech. She was studying medicine at the time, and she literally put her medical career aside, got a job, and would send, and would send me money. and would send me money so I can pursue my dream. Everybody out there, get you an Angie. <laughs> Last and certainly not least, I personally want to thank the WWE Universe. A todos ustedes. Hear me out when I say this. I truly believe that none of this would be possible without all of you, the WWE Universe.
You guys have made the name Rey Mysterio immortal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The one part they didn't put in the highlight that I really like was when he said that Angie and I have a saying, we thank God for everything we have first and Conan second. <laughs> because if it wasn't without him, no, like, I thought that was fucking awesome. You know, because it's that true. That was amazing. Well, Conan was responsible for a lot of the Lucha Libre talent coming into America, and he definitely helped push Ray. Well, for sure. One thing that was kind of dope, we, uh, I mentioned back that Dominic playing the heel worked out for him. Um, him and Rhea left basically early in the speech because Dom was legit getting choked up. He was struggling to keep it together. Is that what happened? That's what it looked like because if you catch one of the shots, like Dominic looks like he's getting, he looks like he's trying to kind of hold it in. Well, let's have a look here. The heat he got yeah, for walking out. The heat he got. Mijo. See, he's trying to keep it together. <laughs> I'll take care of business tomorrow. Yeah, he got a vibe for that. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, my God. But it's like outside of the fame, how cool does it have to be like you get to watch your dad go to the Hall of Fame, and then you get to wrestle him the next night. Yeah, right. Mr. Hall of Fame, all I see is a deadbeat dad that I'm going to beat tomorrow at WrestleMania. I can't wait, dude. Seriously. See you there, Kevin. Bye. <laughs> that was great. Incredible. What a night, right? Oh, some of the top tier stuff right there. But overall, yeah, Ray's speech was absolutely incredible. Yeah. He, he, he changed the entire wrestling world. Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Talkbrunch.com. Served hot. WrestleMania season is the best, right? Woo! Not always, but this year damn sure was. So we're going to talk about Saturday night because it was split into a two-night event. But The Rock hyped it up a little bit. He couldn't be there, so he brought it via satellite in typical Rock fashion, right? That's what he does nowadays. So let's hear from The Rock. All right, big, big weekend going down. Right now, it is WrestleMania weekend in Los Angeles at the iconic SoFi Stadium. This message goes out to the WWE Universe. Well, first, the WWE Universe. He always looks like he's ready for WrestleMania. Who 
are our anchor. You don't get ready. He stay ready. All able and very lucky and privileged and honored to be able to do what we do to perform for you uh, in that famed squared circle. WWE Universe, have a blast at WrestleMania tonight, which is Saturday. Uh, the show's already started tomorrow, Sunday. Um, and I know this morning, by the way, was a big, big morning for NXT. All the performers of NXT, uh, including my daughter, Simone, Ava Rain, baby. She made her big debut. So proud of you, baby girl. Uh, keep up the great work. And um, so congratulations to NXT and now WWE Universe. Have fun. Enjoy WrestleMania. Everybody is performing for you. And again, you're the reason why we get to do what we do. On to the WWE performers, the pro wrestlers, the women and the men who are my fellow brothers and sisters of the squared circle of this business that we love. It's so deeply rooted in our DNA, in our constitution. Um, as I always tell you guys when we speak, um, go out there, create your WrestleMania moment, make history, and two things that I always underscore, move the crowd, and the rooster will agree, move the crowd, and have some fucking fun when you go out there. Excuse my language, but have some fun. Move the crowd, have fun, connect with that crowd, because even though what we do is really intense, um, if you have fun energetically, the crowd knows inherently that you're having fun too, and you just pull them in, and then uh, it is just, you're, you're creating, again, that incredible, iconic WrestleMania moment. So you guys go out there and kick ass. Speaking of kicking ass, I gotta tell you, I'm so excited for not only all the matches, but especially the main event uh, with my cousin, Roman Reigns, the universal champion, and to my family, my Ainga, my Ohana, um, the entire bloodline, Jay, Jimmy, Solo. We're so proud of you guys. Kick ass, electrify uh, SoFi Stadium. Do what you do. It is in our blood. And who knows? Maybe, just maybe, down the road, I'll see you in person. Maybe. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and, of course, his opponent, uh, a man who I have a tremendous amount of love and respect for, Cody Rhodes. He's my boy. In a way, we grew up together. Our families were together when we were kids. Uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Soul Man, Rocky Johnson, when they were partners, would hang at each other's house all the time when we were little kids. Uh, but, Cody, your journey is so incredibly inspiring, not only to WWE Universe, not only to your fellow brothers and sisters of the locker room, but also to me as well. So very proud of you, brother. You guys go out there, tear the house down, fucking crush it. Sorry for my language. I'm getting excited, but I cannot wait to watch. Um, and also, uh, WWE, I'll, I'll, I'll say behind the scenes, behind the curtain, uh, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of WWE employees uh, who are not in front of the camera or forward facing. Uh, I know how hard you guys have relentlessly worked for this weekend. Uh, so thank you in advance uh, for your work and congratulations in advance for what seems to be uh, already an incredible weekend. So WWE in Stanford, WWE boots on the ground production wise in LA, down in Florida, all around the world. Uh, again, team WWE behind the scenes. Uh, congratulations and thank you so much for all your incredible work. Um, and, um, and I'll just end this with the most appropriate way the people's chant knows how. If you some you know, I, I gotta save it. I gotta save it. I'll save it for down the road. 
Uh, let's enjoy WrestleMania weekend, baby. SoFi Stadium, People's Champion. I'm out. Love you guys. So you know what I was thinking? Like that that could be WWE, what they're basically procrastinating. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but at some point down the road, The Rock's going to come and try to take over the bloodline back from Roman. Roman's sort of like Scar, and he's sort of like Simba in like a weird way, right? Where it's like he's, he's treating the bloodline guys like shit. They sort of became like a mob. Like The Rock, yeah. they're going to have that storyline where The Rock comes back, and he's like, what did you do to my family? You know, that kind of shit. That's, that could be what they're holding out for. Just want to see my family. But he was right. He was on the money with this one, man. WrestleMania this year was incredible. There were very few low points the whole time. To think it was as long as it was, and we just sat there, and it was just amazing. You know? Yeah, like it had really just a couple of hiccups here and there. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely did. But, I mean, I... I it's kind of cool, know. though, that you think, like, his family was all over this WrestleMania card. Yeah, they really were. And without further ado, here is our review of night one wrestlemania saturday came to us from inglewood california's sofi stadium massive sofi stadium with that beautiful stage snoop doggity dog with the miss in common snoop has been in over 80 movies snoop is a WWE Golden Champion. It's more about these champions tonight. Fire it up! First match of the United States title straight out the door. John Cena and his kids. To think from Evolve World Champion to Wrestle Freaking Mania. <laughs> right? I don't understand how any of you marks can hate Austin Theory. I'm glad that you brought that up because something that I've wanted to talk about was specifically that. What the problem that's happening is that we have a lot of fans that are so casual that they don't really understand what it actually means when a wrestler has made it. When a wrestler has gotten over. A lot of people are going, oh, Austin Theory didn't didn't win the title and he didn't do this. Austin Theory ha- is, has the top title in the company and is in WrestleMania facing John Cena. At that point in your career, you're good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's pretty like, much he, he, he like, made it. Cena came back to fight him. Not the world champion, not anybody else, not the headline, the show. He came back to fight Austin Theory. They're not going to waste the spot unless they're going to keep this kid. Like, we were talking last year about whether or not he's going to make it. As far as I'm concerned, this is making it. Not everyone's going to be the world champion all the time. That doesn't mean from a career standpoint, this guy hasn't already succeeded. If he's on TV a good majority of the time, involved in a good majority of storylines, and facing top-tier talent, then you've succeeded. And, like, I love the people who leading up to this WrestleMania, when you would ask them who they thought should win, all oh, Cena could win. They could bring back the Cena Open Challenge. Oh, Motherfucker, geez. Austin Theory is here every week, twice a week, three times on Sunday. What the fuck is John Cena going to do when we haven't seen Cena in, what, six months? Yeah, so he taps out, he like, taps he, out he, there, he, but people the ref bump. bitch about Roman and Brock being champions and hardly being here, and then want Cena to win this match. Yeah, so the ref bump is the reason he taps and nothing happens there. But it still keeps John Cena strong for whatever reason. They didn't want Austin Theory to win clean. 
It's like people need to get over themselves and actually think before they speak. Next up, we got the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team at Braun Strowman and Ricochet against the Viking Raiders Eric and Ivar against the Street Profits Angelo Dawkins and Montez Four against Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis. No longer Otis, right? Because he's sexy man. Now. Everybody's in there this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Better than just having that singular shit we had. <laughs> oh, this was fun. This was a great match. All over the place. Yeah, definite way to warm up the crowd, I think. I think that was very solid. I think this should have been the opening match, if anything. This seems like more of an opening match. Maybe they just wanted the John Cena thing to happen early for whatever reason. But I definitely like the fact that all of the teams in here uh, work out very well. You know what I mean? Eric and Ivar, they have a better look to them now that they have the whole thing going on with Valhalla over there. You know, Street Profits. You know, the Street Profits this year, it's been their best year. And as far as, uh, especially freaking Angelo Dawkins, who's really come into his own and gotten into better shape. And then, of course, you got alpha academy who both of these guys i by miracle in that weird tag team they were able to grow together because you have otis who is going back to sort of being more of a character which is what he always needed and you have chad gable who's almost like the second coming of kurt angle in a lot of ways or he has the potential yeah. to be. that spot is wild there, that crazy freaking i don't even know what the hell that would be we gave a tower it, of it doomsday. was basically a crossbar uh, it was basically a, a doomsday tower it was a tower of doomsday that's what you called it that's what i called it yeah tower of doomsday pretty solid spot everything was wild i just love though that Dawkins stopped Strowman's bullshit. Like these guys, like that's so fucked up. <laughs> we go and, back and that, that is fucked up. <laughs> like Ricochet ate the shoot. Ricochet got the shooting star counted, and then he held him there. <laughs> One, in our live chat, one hundred percent of you voted that the Street Profits were going to win that. So congratulations. Look at that, he does a Shawn yeah, Michaels entrance. Everybody hates because he's good. No. Well, there is the, uh, the I don't know why people thought the Prime bottle was going to be Jake Paul, even though we know that KSI and Logan Paul are the two guys who dress up. People thought that Jake Paul was in the fucking Prime bottle. You know what it was? Because everybody thought it was going to be KSI. And then we were like, wait a minute. No, we might get let down. They think we think it's KSI. <laughs> this was cool. Look at that, that boss outfit. That last boss. got a million HP for your ass. Right? Yeah, let's go back and talk about that a little because we talked about it in the watch alone, but we didn't talk about it on here. Because <laughs> people, can I even get a still frame of that shit? It threw me off until you put the logic into it. There were a lot of people like, haha, look at Seth Rollins' outfit and everything. And I was saying, when's the last time you played like a game or an RPG where a boss came up to you like that? And the main character was like, look at his outfit. Haha. Usually when you see somebody like that, they're ready to whip your ass. They're like 10,000 HP. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's wearing that final boss outfit where he's dressed extravagant Rollins, for your ass whipping. Seth Rollins looks like Logan Paul isn't going to fight him again until at least 35 hours of, of gameplay. Pink Jeff Jarrett outfit. Underneath is a lot like the old school Jeff Jarrett outfit. You're right when he used to be with Tennessee Lee. So 100% of you voted for Seth Rollins to go over here. You got no Logan F- Paul fans in the house. Well, we like him. It's just he ain't winning this one. Huh? You know, that being said, Logan Paul's fantastic at this. You know, they lucked out. Why, he fits right in. He's so good. <laughs> He's a natural. I consider him one of the guys now, man. I and mean, you know, I'm normally I wouldn't be open to that kind of shit. He's perfect. 
Yeah. And once again, just like every time we've said before, this being only his fourth match, every single match he pulls out. So that was fucking nuts. He fits in more in wrestling than his brother does in boxing. And it's like his brother's like, terrible. Back to that. that motherfucker jumped from the ground floor all the way. That's a five-foot vertical leap. You got to be careful, though, because a lot of people have tried that in the indies, and they wound up coming back down on the turnbuckle. Well, apparently Logan Paul must be better than all the people on the indies. No. <laughs> careful. You don't want to get IWC heat. Let's be real. They, they, they supported that one match. I'm not too worried. That's a heel spot, even though Rollins is the baby face. If I'm going to stomp your fingers, motherfucker. I know Rollins is like one of those faces where he does heel-ish shit. Yeah, like come out singing a, ch a, a chant with a last boss rope. <laughs> you would think yeah, Logan, Logan Paul's, Paul's the baby face here. He's the one struggling. And you know, it's like they don't have to half-ass with him. They just go, and there he is. Jake Paul. I'm sorry, not Jake Paul freaking out. KSI? Everybody kept saying it was Jake Paul. He's darker than Jake Paul. No. He took the bump. Look at that. The streamers would have flown. Yeah, CM Punk's not using it, and I, I don't know where Kent is right now, so why not use the GTS on, for someone? I mean, hey, I guess Kent would be okay as long as somebody without glass, bones, or paper skin uses it. So. That was a cool spot. Super kicked him out of the air. Continuing in this match. Pride. Yeah, Paul was going coast to coast and got stopped halfway. And the blackout. Goodbye, Paul. Crowd loves that song. They're all whoa, and poor KSI. Look at him on the ground, unconscious. Look what they did to KSI. He's a flat prime bottle now for coming to WrestleMania. See, he's what happens when your kids leave the prime out. He's yeah, don't leave the prime out. You gotta leave that shit cold. Oh man, but yeah, it freaking once again, an incredible performance by Logan Paul. Like. It's ridiculous that this was only his fourth match. Six-man tag team match. Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus, as you heard, which 100% of you voted for against Damage Control's Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky out of prison. She also has a, a rap sheet like Dom, right? At least now we know the backstory. <laughs> Why is she it was set up. It's different. Why are the Legends getting the NWO entrance? I think it was actually supposed to be a Marvel-esque entrance. Yeah, but why? There's no one in Marvel that's in black and white. That'd be more like a Frank Miller thing. I think that's what they were going for, like a Frank Miller vibe. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, also like a Zack Snyder, fucking Frank Miller. I don't know why, though. They're not superheroes. Oh, God, that bump so rough. Move that announce table. That's before the match even begins. Is the man leader Trish Stratus? They are by default superheroes, sir. <laughs> From what I'm understanding, damage control seems to be a polarizing act. 
It's become one of those things kind of like John Cena was and Roman Reigns used to be, where you either completely hate them or you completely love them. Like, they literally are... Oh, yeah, because there's people that were like, this was never working. Like, Like, people, there are people at this point that can't stand the three of them, just as much as there are people who think they're over. Unfortunately, right now, that's the only act in WWE that has that, where everything else is over. So, I mean, they're kind of might be in on the chopping block, which we'll talk about a little bit. Like, people just aren't resonating with it. I don't think Creative likes it either. So, look at that. That's the old Ambrose finish right there, right? The original freaking uh, Dirty Deeds. Yeah. Triple super kicks. Look at this. I love Bailey and, and Damage Control. I don't know what the problem is. It's because people just want something to hate. Lita came out to dress like she was in Abu Dhabi and shit. She had to cover her neck and after everyone was a fucking turtleneck. You know, I get that they're middle-aged now, but uh, Trish, at least it worked. That was an homage to her final match. That's what she wore. I remember her taking a bow in that very outfit. But I don't know what the yeah, hell. Yeah, that was uh, her final match. Also, her WrestleMania 21 attire. Yeah, I, I don't know what Lita was doing. That was rough. But hell, it's WrestleMania. Even if you die, you'll die glorious. We don't have to be as careful here. Becky with that wild ass leg drop. You live forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you live in you live in immortality. That's why everybody becomes so damn daring during these kind of matches. <laughs> Look at that slap contest. Dana White will be proud. Look at that dude again. You kept getting thrown out. Yeah, satisfaction. Oh, Bang! She takes it on her knees like a pussy though. I do like the Bailey to Bailey though. Eo with that wild ass moonsault to the outside. Thank God you got caught. And we've got to have that moment where both teams come into the ring and they exchange blows and a bigger grip. Something twist of fate from Lita. Poor Eo taking the job, of course, right? Both of them get hit with the moonsault though. Look at that fucking avalanche manhandle slam for the top against Bailey. They really want to bury her. I don't know. They hate this team. They're glorious. Stop it. Yeah, I don't know. I get it. I listen to the marks. They don't know anything. They like syringes of dicks. So. so Bailey tweeted and she said, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. And we nobody knows what that means, but we do know that she was pulled from Raw last night, which is why, spoiler alert, when Damage Control comes out, it's just EO Sky and Dakota Kai. There's no Bailey anywhere to be found, and she's not even mentioned on the show. No one has any idea what the hell's going on. No what, AEW. What do you, <laughs> what do you think it'll be? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I'm really not sure. Like, I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna happen because it just seemed, it seemed like she was leaving, but it also seemed like she was taking time off. Like, I'm not sure. It could be that maybe they just want to get her away from damage control because, like I mentioned to you, they're a polarizing act right now. Yeah, probably stick her back on her own. I I don't like that though. I don't feel like they were given a fair shake here. No, they you weren't. Rey Mysterio versus his hijo. Dominic Mysterio. And look at that. Bad Bunny's out there. We want to make this a full Hispanic affair. Look at Dom coming out of prison for this intro, right? <laughs> this looks great. Ex-Con Dom. Look at the way they bring him out. of This is ridiculous. You thought that boy was on 60 days and in it, the way they did it this. comes out masked. Look at this. What a fucking WrestleMania intro. They take the cuffs off of ex Dom over here. 
it was crazy though because when he had that mask on he looked just like Ray. it was scary yeah this got one of the pops of the night oh yeah hit the music here not even this one though the one that followed after they played eddie's music and that arena came unglued and he wears a great muda mask look at how cool that looks the shape of it and everything yeah, this is the one i was thinking of earlier it looked like muda Oh, and look, this match was brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Because when and I'm watching a Hall of Fame wrestler's kid, I'm thinking of fucking cereal. And I believe the person that was dressed like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch out there was uh, So Aruka. Hey, you should have got the Soul Snatcher within the Crunch suit. No. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get to WrestleMania, right? Fuck you, do it, right? <laughs> All right, I'll dress yeah. up as a piece of cereal, but can I hit somebody with the soul snatcher? We got to start somewhere. There was a point where Charlotte Flair was one of the girls that was by Triple H's throne. And Alexa Bliss. Yeah. The Hardys carried Mabel at one point. Like, come on now. 100% of you want for Dominic going over in this. That was great. He whipped his son's ass literally. <laughs> Whip his ass for who he's been, Ray. I love that the mom's like, that's good for um, you. That's good for you. Go ahead, go ahead, right? Dustin. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say like King Quest was saying. Um, he heard that Ray played Eddie's music because LA was Eddie's last WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, if he would have played Eddie's music for any other reason, it would have still been just as appropriate, though, right? That's a funny thing about it. <laughs> I love right here where where he look at how he hit Leo with that with that cup. He got so much of that on her, she had to spit it back out. <laughs> How can you do that to your sister? I'm not on trial. Family feud, so to speak, is dominant. Seen him after everything that Ray has done. Oh, this match was excellent. Yeah, very solid stuff. Ah, he got slapped by mom too, beat by dad. All kinds of shit going on here. What a family affair. Beautiful. Dominic looks so good out there, man. I'm glad that he's really coming to his own as a wrestler. Oh, I mean, look yeah. who his father this, is, though. So big like, surprise there. Nothing like nobody can ever take this night away from him. Oh, that back bump there. All kidneys. <laughs> yeah, here comes the LWO, the new LWO to fight off Judgment Day. Keep this fair, right? Red Arrow suicide dive. Mm -hmm. Eddie Guerrero frog splash with his close two count there. Thank God you don't want to end with it any finish, right? That'd be some shit. Removing the turnbuckle like a scumbag would, right? Surprise, so bad bunny. This is cool because bad when he bunny. put his jacket down, we wondered why he folded the jacket up like he was going to a meeting. It's because he had the chain in it. Bad bunny takes the chain. He winds up getting 619. Frog splash. And that is it. Ray wins. You were 100% wrong. <laughs> those of you that voted live in our chat room. For those bozos, Dominic gave this up to join Judgment Day. Smackdown women's title match. Charlotte versus... Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. The moment that we've all been waiting for. A rematch three years in the making. Love her WrestleMania attire. Looks so awesome. 
And of course, Charlotte has to come in one of her iconic robes. Was Rhea was chasing history in uh, in this match because if she were to win, she would have won every single championship available to the women. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's so cool to see how different the match that Charlotte and Rhea had this time around versus last time. It shows to, it goes to show how far Rhea's come and how much more experienced of a veteran she is in the ring versus that first time. You know. Oh yeah. Like this was a match. You know. I like the violence and the fight at some point. You know. They were a little rough with each other in this, which is really cool. But you could just tell she's more comfortable in her skin than the first time around, you know? Very good story being told here, too, because she kind of grew into the character, you know, with her experience. Like, this is a Rhea Ripley that's evolved, like, two or three times over since uh, the last time they fought at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Good knife edge chops there. Very loud. Love that reversal. The way she hit that DDT. I wish he sold that DDT. I swear, we are like RVD each, each DDTs. Double big boots, double down. Nice deadlift fall away slam there. Charlotte is great as always. That was wild. That exploder suplex, avalanche exploder suplex off the turnbuckle like that. Holy shit. Understand champion's advantage. Rhea wants to keep this in the ring with Charlotte up. Charlotte down. Take so many face plants in this. One of them caused a nice German suplex there, too. One of them caused a. That one right that there. One. That German <laughs> fucks her up. She lands on her whole face. You'll see her face afterwards. That's I mean, hey, it ain't ballet like they say, but she landed on her whole fucking face. <laughs> I've never seen somebody eat a German suplex landing on their face like that, bro. I'm, she's lucky she's not what? dead. Accidents happen, but she's lucky that, that we didn't have to stretch her out a corpse. Like, I still can't <laughs> believe her that the impact of a German suplex was taken by her face. The front of it, bro. The fucking front of it. And then her body bounced off the mat after that. She bounced off her face. <laughs> so much happened on that one suplex. Look at her face. Oh, he is fucked up. Of course she is. She took a fucking German suplex on her face. <laughs> that is the face of a woman who took a German suplex to the face. I'm surprised that she's not worse. <laughs> Charlotte's not small, okay? <laughs> a fucking German suplex to the face. Holy shit. <laughs> Just the way her body looked, man, <laughs> with her ass up like that, it just looked like this crucial ass bump, you know? <sighs> Look, it's be a finishing move in some places. Oh my god. And of course, her crazy ass freaking moonsault, basically Koto Ibushi's triangle moonsault there. Oh, Spear, you almost wound up hitting Jessica Carr. Thank god it didn't, but you wound up taking the, the headbutt. I love that moment when it's like she I hit her with my best shot and she's still here. Hits her with the Texas Clover Leap. Look at that. People were unglued for this match. Gets to the ropes. Big! 
And with the same move she won the NXT Women's title with, that super riptide, she's new champion. Avalanche riptide for the finish. New champion, course, new generation. And of course, Charlotte at ringside can't help but smile. Mm -hmm. I hear Charlotte is gone now. I hear that she's going to be taking some time off, you know, which a lot of people were yes, like, oh, you know, she's not happy with WWE. I don't know if it's that. Charlotte is a 14-time women's champion. She's like her. What is her father as a Hall of Famer? 15-time? 16-time? 16. Yeah, she's like two away from her father. She has a Hall of Fame career already. Charlotte's been here for years, man. She doesn't have to wrestle And I've, I've heard Charlotte's just kind of getting to where she's starting to wind her career down a little bit. Yeah. That's what I mean. She's again. That's what I'm, I'm alluding to. You're 15 time, 14 time champ. Whatever. It's like, it. She could be one of those special attractions, like a John Cena or a Rock or a Brock Lesnar. You don't see all the time. I hate to say it because I love Charlotte, but she's at that point in her career where she probably doesn't have to wrestle all year long. You know. It's like when you're one of the when you're one of the only girls in double digits, you don't have to be here all the time. That's the reason why sometimes I kind of don't like short title runs because after a while it kind of puts a throttle on their career what's she gonna do have another run for the next couple of years what's she gonna be like a fucking 25 time world champion <laughs> you know she's had a big run man we'll see what happens though because well, gonna be traveling happy. the girl got to be one of the best matches at wrestlemania weekend the fuck you mean she's not happy yeah because i hear she's gonna be traveling the world on andrada so we'll see we will see Okay. They sold 66,113 seats for night one. At least that's how many were set up. And there were still several hundred available. So, how, once again, we know that, the, that their attendance is gimmicked. It's also storylined. But talk about drastic because we know that the seating was 66,000 per night. There was like another 14,000 or so out of nowhere. You think we don't pay attention? That's what I will point it out. The numbers are a gimmick too. The only thing that would be better than those numbers is if you had a match tonight. And I put out an open challenge and no one responded. I challenged this idiot last year. It's not my fault they won't let me fight him. Sup, Snoop? Pat McAfee. Why don't you let me beat your ass? And I cannot make matches official. I can make that match happen right now. Why can Snoop Dogg make this match happen? Isn't that a weird thing? Cause Cause he's he, so that means you could just make matches if you're Snoop Dogg and host yeah. WrestleMania? <laughs> he has the power. Wow, that's amazing powers we have. We just write whatever the fuck we want here. But yeah, I guess Snoop Dogg decided that this is a match at WrestleMania. Who's target with Snoop? <laughs> Match happen right now. Snoop really goes into business for himself, and there we go. Let's, Pat McAfee. Let's be real. In any circumstances, Snoop Dogg walks in and make a match. We having it. Yeah, even if it's at the mall and there's no wrestlers. All right, fuck it. <laughs> we'll do whatever. Listen to Snoop no matter what. What's that guy again? That's Kronk. No, no. I don't know who that was. Vince Vince didn't have to show him how to do a clothesline. I don't even know who that was. How many friends does Pat have? It's Pat. He has all the friends. 100% he went for Matt, Pat McAfee winning that match in the live watch along we did. Look at this. 
This guy did a performance. I don't know who he is. I don't remember who he was. But look at he his hair. He's a little Uzi Vert, one of these mumble rappers that, you know, don't know how to wear pants. Yo, who's that girl? Her name's slipping my mind. The one that fights against the Justice League. She's in like a, a super a super villain team. He has the same hair as her. You know a girl I'm talking about. She's evil in DC. I know the one. Somebody's going to be fucking messaging it to me. It looks like that girl who fights the Justice League. He, he's even dressed like her. If you ever want to just feel bad, understand we went from the rap game being guys like Snoop Dogg, Eminem, 50, and now this. He looks like Ace Ventura in When Nature Calls. In Quince Orchard! In Quince Orchard! You got it off Wish. <laughs> and here's the part about it this shot doesn't show the pink camo pants. Well, that's that are right. down under his ass. Like, bro, you know what that used to be to prison, right? Like, in Quince Orchard. Daddy it makes me, you wear means, pink camo pants. What the fuck? In Quince Orchard, it means white devil. And then he goes, in Quince Orchard, in Quince Orchard. He said, he said, let me guess. White devil, white devil. Oh, you speak Quachutu? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you shouldn't be in the rap game and look like I can kick your ass. Anyway. Thank God we didn't have to watch the, apor- the the fucking performance because this is highlights. Oh, thank God. We have like five shows to cover in the time of one WrestleMania, so let's move on from his hair. Here come the Usos. WWE Raw slash Smack Team tag team title match with the Usos, Jimmy and Jay defending their championship against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. KO Mania slash WrestleZania. Look at those shirts. In history being now. the first ever tag team title main event. WWEshop.com if you want to look like that. You better get that shit. Get it now before it runs out. It's kind of funny because when you think about it, the way Kevin Owens described it, basically one of them wearing their shirt backwards. So this was a good match. These guys all know each other very well. One thing that I will say that was very clever about booking this two nights, and this is one of the first times that I see a necessity for two nights, is that they were able to focus the video package and the storyline leading into this on the on the drama between Sami Zayn and being in the bloodline and his friendship with Kevin Owens. That way, the following night's Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes video package focused more on Cody Rhodes' climb and Roman Reigns' story of running, of being the longest champion. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like two storylines that are intersecting, but they're also parallel you know so it's like yeah that's dope so i love the fact that the part of the storyline that involves him being an honorary use and his loyalty and everything they kind of usher that part over here so that if you remember the following night not to jump too far ahead it it basically becomes all about roman and cody they don't have to talk about Sami Zayn or any of that other shit in that uh in that aspect of it exactly that was amazingly well done yeah, I like the fact this was a great idea to have as the as the main event for night one. Usos looking good as always, loving their WrestleMania attire with the red and black. I've noticed they always wear white at WrestleMania too. It's a kind of cool little thing, recurrent thing I've noticed. Yeah, very solid. Cole Owens with a signature cannonball here. I'm fine. I'm so glad we're getting NXT slash Ring of Honor Sami Zayn to perform because now people take him seriously. For a while there, when he was wearing that fucking Fidel Castro shit, he was just a character that felt like anybody could kick his ass, which makes no sense. Like, how could someone who was like. As, as formidable as he was in Ring of Honor, be someone who anybody could kick their ass at the same time. Hardly anyone could kick his ass when he was El Generico. And that was a comic character. You know what I mean? So it's like that kind of always drove yeah. me crazy. Like I'm used to hardly anybody being able to kick his ass. And he's gone up against a lot of the greats. So really cool portrayal of him. 
Yeah, that table yeah. exploded. <laughs> like the fucking WrestleMania sign flipped over. Everybody thought that was a wrap there. Look at they were so Cole happy had when it wasn't. Call of the night when he hit that one D. Yeah, what did he say again? He was just like one D. Nobody's ever kicked out of the one D, basically. Yeah, very protected move. Well, like, he almost blew his voice out doing. Another close one. Look at the people. Everyone standing in this arena. Double super kicks. Double super kicks for you too. Superfly splash. No. This was wild, man. The finish was beautiful. Not one, not two, but wait for it. Three. Three over kicks. And there's a pause between two of them. That's it. World champions, man. Let's go. That motherfucker said, you will remember me after this. So proud of them. What a great storyline. Oh, you know? it was incredible. Like they'd mentioned before the fact that like LA was one of the places they cut their teeth on the Indies. And it's fitting that like like I, I mentioned before during the watch along, they'd never been tag team champions before this night. They win their they both win their first set of the tag team titles together. Like that is a perfect ending. That was absolutely perfect. For sure. At the top of the ramp. Kevin Owens told uh, Sami Zayn, because remember you heard him talking as they're celebrating. He said, none of this would happen without Super Dragon and PWG. So let's hear it for Super Dragon. <laughs> Super Dragon. If you know, you know. It's an old joke. An old, old oh, joke. That was incredible. Yeah, King Quest is right. Sami's uh, the first uh, Muslim superstar to ever main event at WrestleMania. Really? Yep. Wow. Good call there, Quest. And that was WrestleMania Night 1. Good God. Night 1 was so good, man. Night 1 was nuts. This this is the reason, this is one of those times that I could definitely see why there was a necessity for a Night 1 and a Night 2. Yeah, because people would have been exhausted after that. Like... <laughs> They needed a break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The time in between night one and night two was recovery. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we have that's pleasant. I don't want to get into any negative shit yet. <laughs> you know, like there's so much negative shit to talk about. So much heat out here. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. The <laughs> The dirt sheet part of the show, probably, I'm not going to lie to you guys, it has almost nothing that's upbeat. A lot of listener discretion advice shit on here, to be real with you. Yes, kids, it's one of those shows. It really is one of those shows, I'm not going to lie at all, bro. It's not even a joke, it's an accurate statement. Like, it's it's probably one, it's funny how all of this stuff flies under the radar, because WrestleMania week, I guess everybody thinks they can act crazy. Matt Jackson. <laughs> Matt Jackson's the safest that I could get here. I had to jump to one of the bucks in order to get out of like the fire. You know, Matt Jackson talks a little bit about his injury situation. That's something safe, right? Good. God bless you. Yeah. 
uh, a, tor a torn bicep. It's a partially torn bicep. Um, after consulting with multiple doctors and wrestlers, other people in the industry who have suffered the exact same injury, I've decided not to do the surgery. Um, instead, as I said, we're on our way to LA to start other forms of therapy. Uh, these other forms of therapy shall turn what would have been months out on the shelf to only just weeks. That is the hope. I feel pretty good. I don't know if I'm just a freak. Dana says I am. Um, but I feel pretty good. And my arm feels pretty good. So, the hopes is, let's get, let's get in there. Let's do these other therapies. Let's do the PRP. And let's get me back in the ring ASAP. That is the hope. After I do this, uh, tomorrow, actually, I've heard uh, a, tor a torn bicep. Right, that's pretty much bicep. the end of the clip there. Yeah, so I don't know about this. Uh, I mean, I guess he knows what he's talking about. If other people have advised him to do it, right? Right. Makes sense. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah, we got a heavy news week. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to have keep the festivities of WrestleMania without getting into the heavy shit. But the heavy shit is like all over the <laughs> place, <laughs> man. You'll, you'll see like once we start going down the rabbit hole, we're gonna, how we're going to have to juggle this. Like, it's definitely one of those crazy ones. But uh, an NXT tag team has requested their release, and it was granted. Well, it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to Dave Meltzer, it was granted. If you're talking to Dave Meltzer, it wasn't granted yet. It's official, but not official. Official, you know what I mean? It's um, how do you say what um, it or means? You know that it's official, but it's only probably they could change their mind. You know how Dave Meltzer is. That's what, <laughs> That's what he said. Anybody else that would have just found like mindless dribble, but the second you said Dave Meltzer, would make perfect sense. That's exactly how he is, man. But anyway, that motherfucker yeah. says everything and nothing all at the same time and never at all. And never at all. Yeah, those schism guys don't like that they got their grizzledness taken away from them, and they both asked for their You're release. Fucking do I? <laughs> yeah, they want to leave. I don't know if that's the reason. I just made that. I have no idea. I'm gonna assume until I hear otherwise, that they didn't like the fact that they took their grizzledness away and put them in schism and now they want to fucking leave. I, I mean, don't know it anything. Would make perfect sense. Like, if you could think of grizzled any... and NXT UK tag team champions to shiny baby face and, and schism. If you could think of any other bad contacts, shit that happened to them. So... If you could think of any other bad shit that happened to them, go right ahead. First, Melsa said they were granted their release. Then he came back later and said that it wasn't official, official, that he first heard that it wasn't official, but now that he's hearing that it may not be official, but that it might be. Yeah. Then we know they asked for their release. That's that part we know. Whether they were granted it or not is the part where we don't know. We do know that they did have a set of NXT tapings that they were seen at. So I don't know what they'd be doing at tapings if they were, if they were granted their release, unless they're going to write them out in a storyline where they take a job or something. Who knows? Joe Gacy's gonna kill him off. While we're still on the topic of releases, Enzo Amore. Apparently, he got released from MLW. I don't know how the hell you get released from a place nobody wants to work in the first place, but congratulations on that, man. That shit takes talent. That's a WrestleMania <laughs> moment. According to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, he was saying that uh, 
the company decided to sever ties with him and that the situation claimed that Enzo had to climb much of the upcoming creative and wasn't interested in working with some top talent in the company. Um, and there were also issues with him putting over talent at upcoming shows. Uh, Enzo then tweeted and he was like, hilarious. I never signed the deal. I had a handshake. Do you want screenshots? I can just take you to court. Actually, hello. Thanks for everything. I had fun. Hashtag MLW. I don't know who exactly who the hell he was talking to here. But afterwards, he released a video. Lucky us. Seriously, oh, you know, wrestlers write tell-all books, okay, and bury people in them, and they still get jobs, and they're on TV, and that ain't what I'm about to do. That ain't me, yo. I ain't. I, I'm not the one. I ain't about to talk shit and bury people. I just want to get out in front of this thing and let it be nonced, okay? <laughs> like, yo, I was at the 2300 Arena when a stack of advertisements saying I was fighting for the MLW title was dropped on my table, and I sent that picture of the flyer to the owner i'm like what is this bro i'm fighting for your title and he's like oh yeah sorry it slipped through the cracks i'm wearing too many hats here at mlw i totally forgot that you said you never wanted to fight for the title here oh you forgot bro i was born at night but not last night dude don't play yourself okay i'm not fighting for that title but you played those fans when you put that advertisement out there for something that i never agreed upon i'm not under contract with you and so when you send me creative direction to bury a guy who just beat cancer like look i do a lot of things on the microphone i talk a lot of shit like that ain't one of them man sorry cancer is a sensitive subject and i didn't want to bury a guy who just beat cancer so there was nothing left for me to do at mlw i put over microman on the way out the door like a certified g that i am and I laid down one, two, three. They wrote me off TV. But don't try to catch me with a headline saying that you fired me when I've never been under contract with you. I've just been a man of my word, bro. I got my balls and my word. And I don't break for nobody. Hey, don't. Yeesh. Should I quote that? My balls and my word? Sure. Fuck it, right? I love when I see him like jump between gimmick and shoot though, like when his accent changes up. I have to change that now, don't I? This is an official quote. <laughs> my balls in my word. <laughs> what a good promo. <laughs> That's great. There you go. My balls in my word. Yeah, wow. So they had they wanted him to, to talk shit about a cancer person? That's fucked up. Like, you know, just because nobody watches you don't mean you can just do anything crazy. Like I give him props over sticking to his gun. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> you would think MLW of all places would have empathy for things that are dying. You know? Hey man. The Nile's not just a river in Puerto Rico. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> All right, Enzo. <gasps> Wonder what he does next. Rick Steiner. It's unavoidable. Uh, yeah, we gotta do it. Rick fucking Steiner apparently what happened was he's being accused of using abusive transgender slurs uh, at a convention right at WrestleCon 
Giselle Shah, who you see in the photo here, sent out a tweet that says, I have been bullied all my life and never stood up for myself because I'm scared that I would get beat up physically, mentally, or emotionally. The bullies in my life have always silenced me, but that ends today. I was at an autograph signing event today at WrestleCon, and while I was walking to my table, I hear someone yelling, you're a man, you're a dude, you're a piece of trash, you are filth. Get the fuck away from here. I kept my head down and kept walking as I did not want to acknowledge that hate. When I arrived at my table, I spoke to another Impact Wrestling talent who was at the signing with me and mentioned the incident. It didn't sit well with me and I wanted to know who was saying that because it's unacceptable. So I decided to take a walk in that area and I hear that the same person saying the same derogatory comments. I look at the person and it was Rick Steiner saying these statements. I was shocked and could not believe that this was even happening. To have someone saying these comments who a lot of people look up to and consider to hear was quite shocking and disheartening. I was in disbelief, so I asked him, excuse me? He kept repeating those hateful phrases and started yelling at me in pub a public setting. It was inexcusable and unacceptable. Uh, another disappointing part of this whole incident was that there were other wrestling legends who just sat there, turned their heads away, did not want to get involved or just stand up for what's right because it involved quote-unquote one of the boys. Judging from that experience, it was more important for them to watch something wrong go down as opposed to standing up for someone who's being bullied and doing what's right. I'm not writing this because I want sympathy. I'm writing this because I'm done being bullied to silence. Today is International Transgender Day of Visibility. What day is that? Give me a minute here. April 1st is Transgender Day of Visibility. Not for what the fuck that's April Fool's? You guys chose you guys chose April 1st to be your transgender day of visibility? <laughs> no one saw the flaw in that? <laughs> <laughs> you want to transgender recognition and you chose April Fool's Day? This is what happens when you don't think things. There's 365 days on the calendar. Who would want to share <laughs> April Fool's Day? This is the kind of shit, and I've said it before oh on this show, this is the kind of shit that makes me believe in God. Not miracles, <laughs> not water to wine, not parting the Red Sea, not resurrections. Irony, man. Blatant irony that you couldn't fucking write. You couldn't write this shit. Like, the oh, best oh, writers oh. in the world. Who in the world would do Make it April 2nd. Make it April 2nd. April fucking March Fool's 31st. Day. <laughs> March 31st is fine. It's not that day. Anyway. You set yourself up for bullshit at that point. I'm standing up for myself and for other people who go through the exact same situation on a daily basis. I want everyone to know what kind of deplorable person Rick Steiner is and that this cannot be tolerated. This keeps happening because people let it slide and do not take any action. If you do business with these types of people, then I will not then I will not to do business with you. I'm assuming you meant do business with you. I want to thank all my impact peers who were present during the incident and tried to defuse that situation. Unfortunately, a member of that same peer group was also verbally accosted by Rick Steiner being called uh, F-word after derogatory sexual slur earlier in the day. And I'm very fortunate to be working alongside such incredible people in a company that is no room for hate, bullying, or judgment. We're not just co-workers, but a family. Um, so, of course, I guess this is where I give my opinion. Rick Steiner is 100% out of line and in the wrong, and that's a scumbag move, okay? Look, I've said before in here, I'm a firm believer in free will. There are a lot of things in today's society that I don't necessarily agree with. That doesn't mean that you have the right to 
make anyone feel bad or speak derogatory to them or scream at them or put them down publicly or even privately you shouldn't you just shouldn't talk shit about people man everyone's allowed to live how they choose to live whether it aligns with your virtues and morals and whether you like it or not if this person is not bothering anybody then there's literally no reason for you to be a fucking asshole and be screaming across the entire WrestleCon. You make you give wrestlers a bad name, you give the fucking fans a bad name, you give conventions in general a shitty name. You know, there becomes a stigma behind people like us and fans and everybody else because of the fact that you did some stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, you're entitled to your opinion, is my opinion. You're entitled to not believe or believe in whatever you want, whether it be religious, political, sexual. You can have your own value system, man. That's why it's America. But you have no business being out there just screaming at people like that. There's nothing, there's no scenario, not just trans people aside, there's no scenario where this would be acceptable, whether it was a gay person, even if you were screaming out the right thing. Even like, let's just say to you, someone well, by there was like a... um. A biological woman and you were just screaming you're a woman you're a woman the people would still probably be having the same issue because you're just kind of just being harassive it's not even about the screaming but what you what he did was disgusting just because this is an unprovoked situation there's no footage of this which is kind of strange i'm not saying that it didn't happen i'm just saying it's just weird that nobody broke out the camera at the moment that the scene happened including the person or anything nobody was there to really witness this again not saying it didn't happen we're gonna wait to see what the verdict is on this but i'm saying that assuming that this did happen and it is the way that it went he has to understand that it's 2023 you do not have to believe in everything that everybody is or does or what they want to or anything but you do have to respect people you can't harass people you know what I mean? You can't scream derogatory or slur or, or slurred phrases at people, man. That's like a shitty thing to do. And it's also stupid being somebody who's in the public to do something like that at a place where you're signing autographs and where you don't want to get banned from. That was a foolish move. That just goes to show ignorance on two different levels. In your life and in the world today, you're going to come across people of all races, sexual orientation, religious, political backgrounds. And that shouldn't basically allow you to judge the person or have hatred towards the person based on these things these are very small dimensions of the grand scheme of what a person is and even if you don't agree with it there's like thousands of religions right maybe hundreds i don't know i don't count them i don't agree with all of them that doesn't mean that if i came across somebody who was like a different religion that i would be like hey you know fuck that person or whatever that that's their stuff you 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 basically you have to respect that there's nothing Let's just say you were having a conversation with somebody and you were having about their religion versus your religion, which I highly recommend again. But if you can have some civil discourse, then that's different. An open discussion about religion and the differences in the virtues and everything else. If you're having a civil discourse conversation about agreeing or disagreeing or something, that's fine, man. But for you to just fucking scream at somebody because they don't, their values and their beliefs and their system doesn't align with your own is fucked. You know, like I said, just to reiterate, there are a lot of things in today's society that I don't necessarily agree with, whether it be politically, sexually, religiously. There are a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with. That doesn't mean that I'm going to not be friends with somebody based on their sexual orientation or their value system or anything. And that doesn't mean that I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, respect them and not for nothing. I would. I'm surprised no wrestlers did something because at this convention, I don't give a fuck that that's Rick Steiner. I would have said something. It's about respect. This isn't about your beliefs. It's just human fucking decency, man. God, why start trouble where there is nothing? 
Don't start no shit, won't be no shit. You know? Yeah, exactly, man. It's just weird, and that's something that I hope people will get into their head on all sides of the agenda in today's world, is that you do not have to agree with somebody else's position in life for you to respect them. You just have to find the willpower in your black fucking heart not to scream across a convention at them. Good Lord. Like, we don't have enough shit to worry about. You know what I mean? Yep. Didn't mean to put Enzo back there. Sorry, Enzo. This has nothing to do with you. I was just really mad. <laughs> you know? I just don't like people who start shit. No matter whether I agree or disagree or what their stance is on things, I don't agree with shit starters because at the end of the day, and like I've told you many times in the show, Dustin, whether somebody is gay, trans, Jehovah Witness, even a brony, if they want to hang out with us and play freaking Diablo or Fantasy Star or run some Fortnite or just joke around in the chat, we're not going to hate on them. You know what I mean? I don't have to agree. I don't like bronies. I, you know, I have brony heat now. I don't I don't watch My Little Pony. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be like, you fucking brony. You fucking My Little Pony, brony. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that because just because I don't like it. Hey, you like brony, man. You like My Little Pony. I'm sure there was some good episodes. There's probably some good action that I just never came across. That's your thing. I'm not going to just... Why would my life have to be so devoid of pleasure that I'm going to go up to someone who, who's, whose morals and values don't align with mine and just fucking shout at him? Come on, Rick. And your son's going to NXT stand and fucking deliver before you do this. It's the day of the Hall of Fame. This was early. He went from screaming at this person, allegedly, to then going to the Hall of Fame to attend the Hall of Fame. You brought that energy to the fucking Hall of Fame? Damn, man. Assuming... Because we don't know. I find it amazing that somebody didn't camera this fucking maniac assuming that's what he did. See, that's the point that bothers me. Like, some shit like that, I can't see anybody not whipping out a camera. People whip out cameras for the dumbest shit nowadays. Like, you need to tell me nobody was like, hey, this is fucked up. Like, bro. WrestleCon responded to this and said, WrestleCon regrets the events that took place at yesterday's convention and apologizes to Giselle Shaw. We aim to promote a safe and inclusive environment for all LGBTQAI+. What is that? How come this thing keeps getting longer and longer? What's AI? Do they mean like AI like Cortana? And Alexa? AI? Wow, this is way longer than the last time I looked. Anyway, members of the wrestling community, the issue has been addressed and we hope all the remainder of the convention can be a positive experience for all. Chris Jericho then chimed in and said, hey, don't even worry about this. Rick Steiner has always been a bully and has gotten away with so much because he is a Steiner. Makes me laugh because I fell for the same shit when he bullied me, Eddie, Chris, Oscar, Hoovy, etc. at World War III in 1997. I got your back, Giselle Shaw, and if Rick has issues with this, I'd love to discuss with him anytime. It's 2023, dude. Grow the fuck up. Whoa. Well, Rick Steiner, I hope you're happy. You you freaking rattled the cage for no fucking reason, buddy. Just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. You know my stance. I've never agreed with people being forced to have to be, have to believe in it. Like if believe in anything, whatever the thing is, that's their prerogative. But that does not mean you get to fucking say whatever you want either. Yeah, if it's not affecting you, like what are you doing? You know? Everybody, we're all people, bro. <sighs> See what I mean about dark news? I didn't even get to the worst shit, man. <sighs> you know, I didn't even get to the worst shit, honestly. 
You know what? Another person who had an issue at WrestleCon. Melina. I haven't heard too many details about this one. Just that there was some kind of an issue. There was a physical altercation there. Basically, uh... There's no video footage here either. What, did everybody leave their fucking cameras at home at a convention? She attended She attended SmackDown on Friday night before returning to the WrestleCon Hotel, and then she got. She acted out in a loud manner. She got into an argument that led to a physical altercation with another individual, and she was asked to leave the hotel where WrestleCon took place. And she wasn't invited back to finish her signings or any of that. So, yeah, this, this, this convention sounds like it's just a mess. I don't know if it's poorly managed. What's going on? What is this, the fucking plane ride from hell? Of conventions? It's fucking AEW con? Like, what the fuck? They can't even have... We can't even have to not talk about controversial shit in WrestleMania week, right? We're supposed to be all happy. And this is some of the most terrible... I haven't even... Oh, my God. Horrible. (laughs) Horrible. At least the wrestling in WrestleMania was good because everything else was just... mm. The more con- I saved the more controversial shit for the end of the show. What a freaking week, right? Oh my god. This week is legendary. Gonna tell your kids about this in the future. Oh, this one was a doozy. Absolutely. I suppose we should cover some more WrestleMania. I hate when I lose my remote, because obviously we need it for this. This is the most depressing feeling. You're fucking around and wake up and you can't find it. That's awful. Yeah, I lose it constantly during the middle of this show, and it's literally what controls the Tron in here. <laughs> I'll be like, oh shit. Worst time to lose it is when you're alive. Fuck. Okay. We really got to measure this up, man, because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. (laughs) So we're going to talk NXT Stand and Deliver, which was the previous few hours before WrestleMania Night 1. This came to us from the Los Angeles Crypto.com Arena, of course, because that's where we're having the entire WrestleMania weekend. And uh, you actually get to see The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson. What the hell was her name again on this stupid storyline? Ava Rain. Ava Rain. You get to see her first. This is her first official in-ring performance, right? She was on the kickoff. That's right. This isn't was her weird? in-ring debut. Isn't it weird that they put The Rock's kid on the kickoff? Yeah. When you really think about it, right? Like, was this punishment for him not showing up at Mania? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm going to just jump across the kickoff and get specifically to the match because it doesn't matter a bunch of talking and stuff. I did like this commercial, though. The Miz did a great job with this while we're doing kickoff stuff. <laughs> right. Remember what your life coach says. You are awesome. And you're going to crush it. Yes. Miz, they're ready for your WrestleMania performance. <sighs> They call me the A-lister. I am the most must-see. 
superstar in all of the WWE. And that is why they asked this guy to host WrestleMania. Nice, babe. WrestleMania is coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> WrestleMania is coming to Hollywood. Do you feel yourself succumbing? It's coming. Coming, it's gonna be good. The biggest of all, bigger than stupendous, bigger than my balls. Two enormous blockbuster nights of trend-setting stars, mind-blowing action, and unparalleled entertainment are coming to Hollywood for WrestleMania 39, baby. Don't believe me? The proof is in the pudding of our past. Drake a slam to the man by Hogan. Remember that Trish Stratus took you there. HBK retired flair. Tina Army lookalikes. Zipline takes motorbikes. Charlotte Flair choppered in. Stonebrook's gunner gets the win. Espears fully into fire. Taker Street. McIntyre wins inside the Thunderdome. Becky Tubell takes it home. Rock bottoms, King of Kings. Shock fans, Kobe wins. Snoop Dogg, Pitbull, Joan Jet. What haven't we done yet? Well, we're about to find out. When WrestleMania goes Hollywood, yeah! <laughs> that was so over the top. Oh, fucking man. <laughs> so that was definitely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking man, what a great performer. Oh, yeah. Man, these freaking kickoffs are long. Hey, at least they brace us with a match on this one. Too. Yeah, right. That was that was spooky. Did you do that? Yeah. I guess that's just the way the music was. I creeped the fuck out of me. Right? I was just like, whoa, did this hurt? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah, good match. I love the Chase U group, man. I And I don't like schism. So it works out, you know? <laughs> I guess that's the way wrestling works. That's when, you know, wrestling working right. I like the baby face. I mean, I like Joe Gacy. So. <laughs> yeah, but that stable sucks. You know what I mean? Just because we like everybody in it. No one in it really particularly sucks. Oh, no, I don't like everybody in it. I just like Joe Gacy. Schism's just a featured artist. <laughs> I like the Grizzle guys. I'd like the Grizzle guys if they were the Grizzle guys. They're just the guys. Yeah, but overall just, not they bad. Just they are existing. Let's jump ahead a little bit here. There we go. Simone Johnson in her first part of a match. Bitch is huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is the Rocks kid. Oh, they tease it. Look at that. They know everybody wants it. They caught me too. I forgot that happened. <laughs> that was great. Look at Chase now. Oh, this was a fun little opener, though. This yeah, nice way to get the crowd warmed up. This is it. Talking shit, bitch. 
she is someone now that has overcome her fears of Ava. And you see Thea Hale. I remember when we watched this, like, every second, it was like, yo, she's huge. Nice knee there. A clean suplex. He looks good, you know. I'd like to see more of her in the ring. She did a pretty good job. I mean, you could still some about her movement. You could tell she's green, but she doesn't look bad. You know? Yeah. She looks like the good kind of green, which is like, okay, you're still kind of getting used to actually doing this stuff. That's it. She, she's that she's that give it time green. One hundred percent of you, one hundred percent of you in the chat voted for Chase U and Tyler Bate to go over Schism here. And you were correct. Yes, you were. Dear Hale, man, also really good. Small without being Riho small. You know, because Riho's not small. Riho, Riho's mi microscopic. Yeah, she's she's still a little more meaty, you know. Riho, Riho's clothes way more than Riho. Yeah, I'm glad they gave Tyler Bates something, even though it's a little bit unusual that he's part of Chase U. You know. Yeah, I mean they're exploring definitely an element of Tyler's character we never really got to see, which is kind of the more comedic aspect. Yeah. Oh. Rough. That did not look fun. Yeah, the way he draped over the ropes there. <laughs> Still amazing strength. <laughs> Fucking nuts. Hot tag for Andre Get Chase. Get in there. This shouldn't have been on the on the kickoff. I kind of feel like this is something that should have been reserved for the main card, you know? Yeah, like open the show with this. I also thought that this was a winner take all where like one group would have to become part of the other university. I didn't realize that it was only Chase U who put their university on the line, which is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, because you like you just like the concept of schism being in Chase U. Yeah, I like them having to sit in the school, like in the classroom. <laughs> I was looking forward to that shit, man. I guess not. Nah, man. Duke Hudson, man. He's actually really good in this, you know? Would have expected it. Oh, he did a great job. No, I never thought he would fit in. They put unusual people in Chase U, you know? Yeah, but they all seem to fit, surprisingly. There's like a variation of a dusty elbow that he does there. Fight, as Joey Styles would say. We're not about yeah, to say that now. Hey, hey, right? All the Red Bulls kicking at once. You said by any means necessary. All the Red Bulls. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, that, that's my running joke with Thea Hale. She looked like she chugged like three 20 ounce Red Bulls and they all hit at the same time. Yep, she was ready to go out there. She was like, I'm going to die on this mat if I need to. The bitch doesn't slow. I, I'm waiting for her to explode one week. Oh, right? uh, Tyler Driver 97 countered. 
Nice counter. Oh! That's such a cool sequence. He accidentally hits his own buddy, though. Oof. Nice break there. Good warm-up match, you know. Yeah, a lot longer than I remember, too. Open. Yeah. Poor Thea by herself there. Fireman's carry. Look at that wasteland, basically. The hell you doing, Way Barrett's old finisher there? This is like he using it. His DLC hadn't dropped yet. He started doing the bull hammer, right, with like a rolling forearm. Yeah. This was the this was the swerve here, right? Look at that! Everybody was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, turncoat! He joins the cult. Just to pop the crowd here. I'm not a turncoat. America! <laughs> I'm just sneaky. <laughs> and all the chase you stands together. Good for that, man. Glad none of you are scumbags. Look at that. Everybody knew to do bop and bip. <laughs> they all felt it. And everybody did chase you stops. Yeah. That's how a university is, thing. man. That's why they call it a university. That is a visual right there. <laughs> Chase you tags and two cuts is legal. Dive spot. The Fratliner goes back to the ring. Wham. The the Good night, Irene. And there you go. See you in Monday for class schism. No, I'm kidding. Chase you. Hell yeah. I could see what I would be to get the audience hyped for the weekend to come, you know, situation. Yeah, especially considering for the rest of the weekend, we were like, man, good thing NXT had a match on their pre-show. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go through some quick NXT stand and deliver highlights because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of content here. You can hear the NXT. We already covered some Chase U stuff. The athleticism of connect, but now oh, wow. almost centering the upside down. No. Good night. We had the NXT Women's Title six-way ladder match. Roxanne Perez, 100% of you went for her going over. She's defending her championship against Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Andy Hartwell, Lyra Valkyrie, and Tiffany Stratton. The surprise... Physical. Physical match. Yeah, the surprise of this being that Indy Hartwell goes over. Yeah, you know? as you're about to see here, Jay-Z comes up, pushes uh, Gigi off the ladder, and then... Chaos is too. Yo, 
the way Gigi sold this bump. Oh. Yeesh. She looks dead. <laughs> dead to hell. I want somebody to push her off that ladder so bad. Yeah, unfortunately, WWE doesn't do as good highlights as we, we have. Because you don't get to see the finish there. But yeah, Indy Hartwell goes over. Then you have the NXT Tag Team Title Triple Threat Match, which was Gallus' Mark Coffey and Wolfgang defending the championships against Brutus Creed and Ju Julius Creed and Ivy Nile uh, against Channing Lorenzo and Tony D'Angelo. 50% of you for Gallus, 50% of you for Brutus and Julius Creed. Winner going over being Gallus. Yeah, Gallus goes over because we get the return of Mark's brother, Joe Coffey, the, the guy who created Gallus. The original Coffey. The best part of waking up. <laughs> it's coffee in your <laughs> and Cormier was there because reasons. <laughs> mm -hmm. You had the North American NXT North American title fatal five way match. This was Wesley defending his championship against JD McDonough, Ela Dragnoff, Dragon Lee, and Axiom. For some reason, a hundred fucking percent of you thought that Dragon Lee was going to make his debut here and just leave with the NXT North American championship. Wesley retains. Very good match. Wild five way. Wild fatal five way match. I love the way he did it too because um Elia hits, I believe, uh JD with Torpedo Moscow, but as he's connecting, Wesley hits that uh, that, that backflip Pele. Yeah, I'm glad that this title is what it is. This is almost like becoming their X Division title in the sense that you get these wild matches for it, you know? Yeah. And Wesley's a very big I think he's one of the most busy North American champions they've had. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like every other week we're talking about him defending that championship. Yeah. This is a good division right now. Everybody in here is formidable. It's almost impossible to tell who's going to win. That is wild with the double Northern Lights there, right? Oh, yeah. That was... you did, the one thing we did point out is that Dragonall struggled in this match. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't as uh, dominant as you would have expected. But then when you look at who he's up against, you know, it was pretty balanced because he eventually does get momentum and he starts kicking some mass in here. Yeah, you know. it, 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 I guess more people, he's not going to be able to get revved up as fast as he usually is. But once he, he got going, it was hell on wheels. Yeah, but Wesley's run still continues, which is cool. I'm okay with that. It's not like a, oh. it's not like Wesley isn't good. There was really no bad choice in this match. No, not at all. Look at that. That is wild. <laughs> Lord. Dragonoff's still my favorite out here. Oh, I love that dude. He's just fucking crazy. And then this. This freaking death forearm. Yeah, all of his moves are like death. <laughs> Look at that close count that they had there. Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Wall in an unsanctioned match. 100% of you went for Grayson Wall going over here. I could sort of see why. We thought Johnny Gargano came from the main roster down to NXT to just sort of help elevate this kid. But nope. Johnny Gargano was just here to kick his ass, apparently. 100% of you were definitely wrong on this one. This was as uncomfortably violent as we expected, too. Yeah, still a good match, even though we didn't get this right. You know, the kid that is crazy. That bump right there is crazy. You know, the kid has, has a future. You know, I thought I've, I saw from the beginning Grayson Waller as being solid, even in that shitty NXT 2.0 that we had for a little while. I was like, this guy is going to be good. Look at they get like, Kansas he's not Ray always even gets winning, involved, but he's getting really high profile matches. 
takes him to task with that candlestick, boy. Family's whipping people. This this freaking WrestleMania. Look at this. Broke the candlestick on the guy. Ah, oh, look at that. You got double tag. Go watch them both. You hide my switch. I got the backup switch. Ah, the streamers go flying prematurely on that one. <laughs> I love how that's just worry. a bit now. <laughs> Wild coast to coast there too, right? I forgot Grayson could do this. Yeah, you got to do Hollywood shit in Hollywood, right? Action. I like, like the fact that it's a tightrope walk springboard coast to coast, right? That is beauty. Gargano, and that's it. His tenure's done. Look at this. You get a way reunion at the end, right? The whole family. Except for Everybody's Austin Theory. Here. Poor Austin Theory is not part of the family anymore. Look at that. She loves the way. Look at that. Everybody's champions now. In their own hearts, at least. And Indy has one, actually. They stay winning. They stay. NXT Women's Tag Team title match. Fallon, Henley, and Keanu James defending their championships against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, who 100% of you thought were going to take these titles. Thank God they did, because nobody wants to see this Fallon, Henley, Keanu James shit anymore. Either we Fire have, and Dawn versus Make Believe, because this is not a real fucking We have team. wonderful tag team champs now. They really will kick the shit out of you, you know? These women are scary. 90210 here was not going over. Yeah, this stupid Saved by the Bell shit. I even put it lower than 90210. At least they're fucking in 90210. <laughs> you know, they're definitely Saved by the Bell. I'm glad that we got new champs there. And then, of course, the NXT title match. Braun Breaker defending his championship against Carmelo Hayes, defended, uh, being accompanied by Trick Williams. Forsaken, hello. What's up, Forsaken? How you doing, fam? How's it going, buddy? Good to see you. Welcome to the party. King Quest says the witch bitches won. Hell yeah, witch Hold bitches. Up, we got to go back, though, because I, I love hearing the way that he introduces freaking uh, Carmelo Hayes, though. <laughs> Banger. This is after banger. I need for everyone to get out your seats. I need for everyone to get on your feet. Everyone stand and watch him deliver. One hundred percent of you voted in the live watch along that Carmelo Hayes was going to take this championship for Braun Breaker. You felt it was time for the Lakers to have a fucking championship. And since we're here in L.A., why not, right? So therefore, you were right. Carmelo Hayes does go over. Incredible match. Yeah, very solid stuff here. You know, 
We're going to talk more about Braun later on. Because we thought he was going to the main roster. Spoiler alert, he isn't, even though he's not champion. Or it doesn't look like he is. Doesn't seem like Nudges yet. Yeah. So we have a new champion. We kind of thought that Carmelo Hayes was going to carry it from here. You know? Yeah, it's very deserving. Yeah, absolutely. No complaints whatsoever on that. Well, that talent is taking him to the top, and he's soaring back to the top one more time. Hayes looking down. And, whoa. Frankensteiner. It was fucking crazy. Mutual respect for the time being. Secret handshake. <laughs> yeah, only we know it, and now everybody who watched on television. <laughs> It's not natural, they ain't real. The passing of the torch. The good way to end that weekend. For sure. I'm looking forward to his run. I feel like he's gonna be a better champ than Braun. And it's not like Braun was bad, but Braun was very uh vanilla. It's like there's a lot more character to Carmelo, you know? Braun's championship run delivered in the ring, but outside of it it wasn't the same. Exactly. NXT brought in an overnight average of 555,000 viewers with a point thirteen in the 18 to 49 demographic. This is the one after. This is the one that's going to come up later in the night because uh, obviously this was on Peacock. But yeah, wow, wild, you know. So we did NXT. I mean, we did WrestleMania night one. We did NXT stand and deliver. Everything's looking in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. We're gonna you know we're gonna jump straight into I think WrestleMania night too because like I said, there's a lot of wrestling to cover. We still have to talk about Endeavor merging WWE and UFC. But the sooner we get these WrestleManias done, believe it or not, the better. So let's just do what do you think night two? Let's do it. You know, because like I said, there's still tons of stuff. And uh, let's see here. All right. Night two. Once again, coming to us from the SoFi Stadium. Once again, starting with The Miz and Snoop. Welcome to WrestleMania Sunday. Welcome to WrestleMania. Part two. Tag team champions. Tonight, three titles are on the line. Fire it up. <laughs> First match. I don't care about the tail of the tape or any of that shit. But the first match of the night was the Brock Lesnar versus Omos match that everybody was nervous about. What were your thoughts here? Just a little bit. I mean, hey, uh, they gotta be kind of high on Omos to be giving him this is like his third high-profile WrestleMania match since he's been here. I told you before, I liked Omos, man. I like Omos. He works for what he's doing compared to someone like a Kali. That we used to have like at that size or a giant Gonzalez. I like Omos. He's a good worker. You know? Yeah, but then again, let's be real. We take the ring post over Kali or Gonzalez. I, I yeah, like for to be his size, like he does stuff that guys his size don't usually do. Yeah, I think they wanted the spectacle of it all. It was a short match, sure. But I think it was just the spectacle of a bigger guy than Brock Lesnar. And the fact that you got to see, look at that. You got to see him F5, that fucking guy. You didn't like that? <laughs> that was a sight. Why can you not like that shit? 
It's different seeing Brock struggle a little bit too. Yeah. Like Brock didn't get to throw him around that one. One hundred percent of you for some reason went with Omas winning. What the hell were you guys how much wacky tobacco was in that chat room when we were doing this watch along? Probably everybody thought Brock's gonna take a break after me. Yeah, you're fucking nuts. Fatal four way tag team match Natalia and Shotzi against Chelsea Green and Sonny Deville against Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. 100% he went with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler going over. Even though we all knew Ronda was injured and they were going to have to book this in a way where Ronda's protected and doesn't really get in the ring much or do anything. And guess what? That's exactly what they did. All of the rest of these girls in this match are working this, doing different sequences, and they leave fucking Ronda for the very end just to do the finishing with the submission. Unfortunately, that's the way that it had to be booked because if they wanted them to, to be the ones that go over. Which I really don't see why. There's no title on the line or anything here, right? Yeah, but just like the last four ways, it's just somebody's getting a tag title run down the line. Yeah, but then you, you worry about that down the line. It didn't look good to have them in this match like that. If anything, I would have let Shayna job out. Not like it's something they're, they're um, not used to. You know, but either way, everybody looked good. They they went out there. I'm not going to complain. I love that suicide dive with the rope being held out like that. I'm not going to complain about things that uh, because I didn't get a finish. I won if the match was good. You know what I mean? Everybody had a really good uh, match here. Look at that. Yeah, they freaking, did a good job. Yeah, definitely. Nice fall away slam there. Very solid. I love that freaking choke slam. Yeah, get her down. You have to chop her like a giant tree. <laughs> Trying to do a double sharpshooter. She's like, I'm a heart. I can sharpshoot as many people as I want. <laughs> I'm surprised Michael didn't cold and go. I've never seen her do that before because every time she does that, he says that. Nice freaking straight jacket sermon, Derman suplex. Or a double on the hook, as Corey Graves said. Look, she comes in at the end. Ronda did something. Yeah, I hope she gets better, though, because I'd like to see Ronda. It's a shame we didn't really get to see Ronda work her magic in this. Yeah, that was the other Because she can go, despite what the internet likes to say. Bobby Lashley with his big chocolate fucking trophy, but he doesn't get a match because Bray Wyatt's not here. Sucks for him. Moving along. <laughs> WWE Intercontinental title triple threat match. Gunther defending his championship against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Titus O'Neil's here for some reason. 33% of you thought Gunther was going to retain. 67% of you thought Sheamus was going to upset here. Gunther, of course, retains. Was surprised about that. Look at McIntyre with his with his toy power of grace called sword. That didn't look real in that shot, at least. Drew, of course, served his purpose being the pin guy. Yeah, let's get past the thing here. This was a great match, despite everything that we it were worried about about it being a triple threat match. This was an old school, hard hitting, big guy, heavy match. Some nice hard fucking sequences. Everybody decided they were gonna go stiff here. Irish curse backbreaker. Gunther with his big ass chops. Really fucking cool. Everybody got really into this. You know, it goes to show that you can have a methodical, slow-paced WWE-style match, and if done correctly, it's fantastic. You just need the right formula. So I think with here, the performance made up for the fact that we weren't really happy with them inserting Drew McIntyre in there. Because you know what? He earned his right to be in here by the end of this match. Yeah. You know? He, he showed that he was definitely in there to, to serve a purpose, which you put on a great match. Yeah. Sheamus with his 10 beats of the Bowery for superpowered creatures. Went for the Celtic cross, counted into a big boot there. He gets it later on, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I had fun here. I had so much fun. WrestleMania was so good. So lucky. Yeah, You're blessed. Just leave you around next time. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Everything was very solid, man. Everything was well thought out. And Gunther, course, really, Gunther. he's a future I mean, champion yeah, after this. 
Oh, yeah, he continues on fantastic year on the main roster. Yeah, he definitely is coming to his own. I like the white noise, avalanche white noise. Then, see, finally hits the Celtic cross the second time to a close two count. Ah, he that movie everybody fell for it. You guys thought he was going to go we'll go over with a with an old finisher, Texas Cloverleaf here, gets to the rope for the break, and then he comes in with a freaking headlock in the back, right? Sleeper, while he had him in the Texas Cloverleaf. Bro kick. They thought that was going to be it, but it wasn't because there's your buddy fucking you over as always. He can't believe that the buddy who's been fucking him over fucked him over. Thick dive. <laughs> Finally, the bro kick there, but no. <laughs> Claymore. No, everybody was going to go home crying if it would have been that. See, they don't want even the crowd was for Sheamus and for Mac. If they had to pick, they're like us, man. They would have definitely gone with Sheamus over Mac here. Bro kick. Yeah, because there's an actual crowd to cheer. Flying Gunther just came from off the screen. How scary is that? Look at that fucking power. I'll powerbomb you on your buddy. And I'll powerbomb you. Look at that. Use this friend against him, literally. That's how you do things around here. Dude, what a hell of a WrestleMania. Look at that. Two nights, second night, they didn't really lose too much momentum. Oh, wait. Asuka. I like that entrance. You only get a clip of it here, but the fact that she comes out this with all the other Oscars. Terrifying entrance. We have all the other Oscars behind. Very good chance. Oscar will be the one to defeat the EST. I'm on my own. Bianca Belair's entrance with all these girls. What are they called again? I forget the name of this little uh, It's Compton something. The Compton girls or whatever. One of them, the, the head contortionist. You don't really get a good shot of her there. But the head contortionist, that little girl's mother passed away that morning. And she came up there and still performed. Triple H got emotional during the post-press conference talking about, you know, that whole thing. That's, that's wild, man. Thoughts and prayers. That being said. You wouldn't have known anything was wrong with her the way she went out there. Yeah, because she wanted to perform. That being said, WWE Royal Women's title match. Bianca Belair defending her championship against Oscar. 100% of you. 100% of you thought this was it for Bianca Belair. I love how everybody has is like hive-minded. It's, it's hardly ever split. Everybody is, is sure. Everybody's sure of how this story is supposed to be written. You're, you're more sure. One the other. <laughs> You've all made up your minds, and I said, you're, you're like Vince. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about how. Nope. Nope. This is, this is what's happening. <laughs> we all think the same. Oscar to springboard missile dropkick looking great as always. Bianca Belair, man, she has one hell of a legacy. She got that to fight girl, a lot she, of great people. She's already, but she was already going into this as the longest reigning African American champion overall in WWE history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very solid stuff there. Yeah, love and this match because the ass kicker again. Yeah, once again, formidable. What a beautiful blockbuster, and then a little bit of Rob Van Dam there. Love when she hits that spot. She went for it a few times too. Mm -hmm. Finally, was going to get it. I love the KOD, man. But that's right. Get to the ropes. That way it doesn't happen. Missed with the miss. On Muda's freaking induction year, too. There's the KOD. Most protected move in wrestling right now. Goodbye. I'm telling you. It's like the female end of days. And with that, Bianca was guaranteed to break the record for the longest Raw Women's Championship wow, run. Because mm -hmm. all she had to do was make it to that Tuesday and she beat Becky.
Yep, damn right. That was wild. And and you know what? I guess it's it's believable that at this point in her career, Bianca would uh go over. You know. Yeah, I do like the fact though that like, because the one thing I I wondered leading up to WrestleMania was like how the whole concept of the mist was going to affect her. She never forgot about it, but she never let it bother. There's all the Oscars out there for her entrance. You get a crowd view. Her new song is incredible. Yeah. And for people who talk about like, oh, she's just a little dancing Oscar. All I'm saying is her new song is called You Can't Hide. Anybody dance with a fucking song like that? It's a good song. I like it. I like her entrance. I mean, I've never disliked Oscar. Like, what, what is it that they wanted? Like, everybody, like, everybody's like, oh, she's dancing. She's goofy. No, she's having fun. And it was her heel thing originally when she was a heel in NXT. She literally created her character behind Grey Mood. Don't they see the similarities here? No, because they're stupid. I like that she runs to the ring though when she does her entrance now. And no, whoever that was on the kickoff panel, it's not like an alien. Like he's more like a demonic creature. Somebody said she was like an alien, right? And fuck. Yeah, oh, the IQ. And I like too that Bianca Belair got to beat one of the best versions of Oscar we we've seen. Right after this match, Oscar tweeted. She said, I might as well go back to Japan, but I bet a lot of you guys, you guys, my friends will miss me when I leave WWE. Now I need the power of your anger. Let's bring chaos to the boring women's division with me. Shit emoji. Let's bring chaos to the women's division. Let's bring chaos to WWE. Oh, God. That sounds violent. <laughs> I guess she didn't like losing that match. She doesn't give a fuck about how many left and right. I don't give a fuck how many Oscars they gave me in my entrance. You know? <laughs> I wanted the title. The title. <laughs> they didn't give me that title. I want my title, Michael. Al Michaels. Oh, here comes the black eye. Oh, God. Oh. I have to get something off my chest. Yet last night, you had an impromptu match. So what, you want to do it again? What? You ruined my suit, and you tried to embarrass me. I don't come to your studio and show you how to rap. This is our city. This is our WrestleMania. I meant my bad. Comes the money. If they only knew what they were about to be popping for. Here is Shane. Shane O'Mac. Wind, up. Winded by the time he gets to the uh to the to the freaking top round. Listen to him. You have no idea how warm that reception with that meant to me. From one Oh my god, he is <gasps> you have no idea. <laughs> that boy hurt. <laughs> From one OG to another. One one O OG. And this was the funniest part of WrestleMania weekend. So Shane McMahon versus The Miz in an impromptu match. And guess what happens and here? Done. Right there, Shane McMahon leapfrog tears his quad in the middle of fucking WrestleMania. So, 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 so first, let's go back a little bit. We gotta go back. So Snoop Dogg looks better. <laughs> Snoop fucking Dogg is in better shape than Shane McMahon. The second thing is Shane's out of breath just doing his entrance. Listen to him one more time. You have no idea 
how warm that reception with that meant to me. That motherfucker's blown up. <laughs> when's the last time you what played? Hurt? When's the last time you played Bomberman? Because that motherfucker is blown up. Yo, you know the only thing that came out of Shane McMahon's existence in this? What? The memes. Uh -oh. Yeah, the memes. <laughs> you have no idea how warm that reception. Like this man is choking on air right now. <laughs> he is gasping. This man is not happy. That ramp is really long is all he's thinking about. I bet he goes to sleep and he has nightmares about that journey. That shit was like, yo, that shit was like Snake Road for him and he was Goku. <laughs> he is cutting this promo not because he wants to, because he has to. Yeah, he was on a journey, boy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this fucking poor guy who should not be in the ring at this point. From one OG to another... Can we get us a rep in here? It's time to get this thing cracking. So we're going to have the Shane McMahon match. He did a leapfrog and tore his fucking quad. And that was it for him. He can't get up anymore. And now everyone's like, oh shit. Snoop Dogg being the brilliant guy he is. This was unplanned, guys. He just realized that Shane McMahon was down and out for the match. And he just basically ad-libbed it. He improved it. Nobody told just, him to do this. No one told him to do this. He just—they just had to sort of figure out what the fuck this segment was gonna be because Shane McMahon almost had a heart attack getting to the ring and tore his quad in fucking midair to start off the match. <laughs> I would—I was—I was hoping to be sitting here telling you guys a fucking calling a match for you guys and being like, "All right, Shane McMahon started off with a leapfrog and then went under," but nope, I'm gonna call the whole match. Shane McMahon started off with a leapfrog and tore his quad. That's the match. So Snoop Dogg. Just he was blown up and his quad blew up. He decides he's going to punch fucking Miss, which I feel bad for because it's not like Snoop's trained in how to, like, you know, pull your punch and this kind of shit. And you could tell that he's not because it just looks like he punched Miss. Miss just has to turn his head with the punch. You know, like, wrestlers are trained. This motherfucker punched Miss. It's not like Snoop knows what to do here. You know? So I give him credit, but I give Miss credit, too, because he, poor Miss had the roughest night. He takes that fucking punch, right? And then Snoop Dogg, once again, keep in mind, he's not fucking trained. So here comes the people's elbow from hell. Oh my god. Because he really this goes like, across the fucking sky thing. like a superhero and comes down with his big ass boom. Look at that fucking shit. Poor <laughs> poor fucking Miz, man. I mean I, I give him credit for saving the segment. But look at he the, bro he he, he was so he was here. so fucking high in the air for that people. <laughs> <laughs> poor fucking Miz. The referee. That motherfucker <laughs> for the backstage she's right look at the ref she's like oh god he's so fucking high oh my god look at the ref face <laughs> she's like oh no miss <laughs> no miss <laughs> fucking snoop dogs not trained i give him credit no all nothing but love all the credit in the world that motherfucker gave him an, a, a shoot people's elbow he didn't pull it he didn't he didn't gimmick it at all Poor Miz took an actual... This is what it would happen if somebody fucking hit you with the people's elbow, man. Snoop just... Oh, my God. He took flight. Boy. Look at how high in the fucking air he... I can't believe it. I can't. He is at least four or five feet in the air. He's up to the fucking ref's head. He came off the fucking ground on poor Miz. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Shane. We had so many casualties of war thanks to you. This was all going good, and, and you came out for one segment, and these guys were having a fun WrestleMania for the past two days, and now fucking Miz is on the floor. He just got punched, shoot, punched. Had to eat a fucking, shoot elbow because your old ass couldn't Snoop stay home. in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Holy shit. Boom, oh, man. Oh, you need to check it out.
Oh, fuck that shit. Look at that pain. Look at the hurt. Look at the. <laughs> he saved the segment from Shane, who's getting stretchered out as we speak. Shane's gone. Shane got flown to Birmingham, Alabama, so that he could undergo surgery at the Andrew Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. So he has about six months to a year of recovery from a torn quad in midair like that. But poor Miz, I imagine, didn't have that great of an evening either. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I, somehow that added to WrestleMania. I can't even call it a blemish on WrestleMania. As much as that, that segment was fucked up, that added to the joy for me. The, the, the absolute insanity of the I feel fact like that it's that just went down the existence there. That was a blemish. Everything else is funny. It's a live Shane show, Terry's man. Quad, Fuck funny. Shane tired, funny. It's a live. It's a live show. And this is Edge coming out as a I don't know what, the Skull Man, Skeletor. That is some dramatic shit, right? Edge and his different dramatic entrances. Hell in a Cell match. Edge versus Finn Balor. 100% of you saw Finn Balor going over. The real winner of this was the Red Cherto. Oh my god. The Return of the Demon. Look at that. I love the fact that they used the freaking purple smoke because of the fact that it's still daytime out there in LA during this. They still want to get some darkness yeah. into the intro, so that kind of helped with it, you know? And of course, we got the return of the original Hell in the Cell, the silver one. Yeah. Very cool. Look at that red chairs. Too bad Cool is not here. He marked out for the red chair, everybody. During the watch along, he was blown away that the chair was red. For some reason, out of all the shit we have seen in this WrestleMania weekend, that was the takeaway from Cool. The red chairs. These now, they're really thinking outside of the box. Kendall, stick to the back. Look, man, ain't everybody got our talent, all right? <laughs> What's up, Loki? How you doing? Hello, Loki. Hello, purple table. Color-coded. This was a very stiff match. I don't know if they just decided that they were going to be stiff with each other and it was okay. Or, or what happened here. But this was like... I guess it's WrestleMania. You just got to make everything look official. You know, and yeah, apologize WrestleMania, later. Hell in the Cell, Campbell Punches. Yeah, man, they were fucking each other up in this. I was surprised. Look at that. The way he threw that chair there. Kill switch, Christian smiling somewhere. Now that ladder spot. Poor Finn. So Finn got his hands up, but fortunately that rung slipped through and caught him right on the top of the head. Like Quest said, the real kill switch. Listen. That ladder hit him so hard. Like, I don't think you guys understand how hard that ladder hit him. Gash on his head. This match was supposed to be much longer. But they had to staple him at ringside. They had to. I don't even remember what the whole process was that they did. I'm going to even warn you guys. Viewer discretion advised and everything before I just throw this up on the screen for a second. One of the worst I've ever seen. This was a nasty one. 
And that is, that's all you got. That is brutal, right? I believe we took about 14 staples to close them up. That's don't throw. I don't like certain things. We're gonna talk a little bit more because there were other injuries this weekend, but I didn't like that. I was like, gotta be careful, man. You know what I mean? Gotta be fucking careful nowadays. I get it's WrestleMania. Maybe I'm just maybe it's just my age showing, but I don't mark out for spots like that, man. I prefer something a little more safe. You know, Could really hurt say, somebody. WrestleMania, hell in the cell. We ain't got time for safe. <laughs> yeah, fighting fighting on top of the cell is safer than that shit. To be honest with you, you could concuss somebody that way. <laughs> they say they said if you want safe, go with the pre-show. The red chair. Ah, he goes, plows himself through that table. And doesn't tear his quads, Shane. Ah, the way he comes parachuting down. If I was Edge, I wouldn't have been in this match in the first place, Cole. He's finally reaching a breaking point, thinking of the suffering. The red chair toe, as I call it. We get to honor the Hall of Fame class from earlier in the weekend. The Kaufman family for Andy Kaufman. Great Muda. The fucking cameraman misses when he spits out the mist just before that because great job, Kevin Dunn. Tim White's family. And of course, the headliner himself, Ray Mysterio Jr. They just give them their flowers real quick. And that brings us to the main event. WWE Universal title match. Roman Reigns defending his championship against Cody Rhodes. 50% of you for Roman Reigns. 50% of you for Cody Rhodes. And there it is. Brody Lee's kid getting the weight belt. Whoever thought you would see him here, right? Dark Order at WrestleMania. This kind of felt disconnected from the rest of the pay-per-view because it just felt like they wanted to have pianos out there. This never like bled into Roman's song. It just stopped and then afterwards came Roman. It was just kind of like they just wanted piano people there. I don't think they needed it. His intro's badass without that. The greatest spectacle in sports. Yeah, that's why he came to WrestleMania because because um ten fucked him over. Negative one is in WWE, right, King Quest? You stupid. <laughs> Don't don't say it, Kim Quest. You know the Mars go crazy. They're gonna hate you forever. Cody Rhodes has been very open about what an emotional journey this has been. One hail of a main event here. The anticipation, oh the build up, and then finally the execution. Very cool, man. The crowd was unhinged for this shit, right? All over the place. Has competed against the best of the best in the world to figure something out. Well, here's the problem for Cody Corey. That is the world in which we exist. They took their time. Yeah, they really did. Very solid. Look at that Paul Heyman wearing the lay. Paul got laid, Mania. Paul got laid, yeah. This is why the tribal chief has been so dominant. Another elbow by Roman Reigns as he begins. What an atmosphere. Yeah, look at that crowd, man. They're so into this, you know? 
Again, like I say about technical wrestlers, they always have the prettiest drop kicks. All the time. Uh, went for the disaster kick, got countered into a power bomb. Beautiful sequence there with a close two count. Yeah, ropes throw, man. Have some respect. Yeah. Yeah, he's taking him to Suplex City. Roman has his own Suplex. It's Suplex Suburbs. Because <laughs> he might pick a fences and Bruce. Long, you know? A ramp bump. Who wants a ramp bump, right? I hope that that's softer than it back? looks, and they just put like a layer of freaking clear-looking tape on it. That's what I'd like to think. Who knows, though? Who knows what their tricks are? Maybe just take the pain like everybody else seems to be doing. Solo Sokol was out there. He's still salty because of how green Cody Rhodes has been telling him he is. You ain't ready. <laughs> you ain't about it, about it. You guys don't even know, but he hasn't just been doing this on the show. He did that at Wendy's. He was ordering, and he was like, you ain't ready. Like He's been doing it to everything that the poor guy does. It's terrible. Fuck that. The motherfucker was about to consummate his marriage. Cody walked in the room and said, you ain't ready. And here's a table bump for you. Look at the crowd going nuts. They thought that this was a win here, right? Solo has to leave. Be gone with you. See you later, Solo. This shit was so crazy tense by this time. Yeah. Pedigree. Gotta have a pedigree. Superman punched him out of the freaking either the disaster kick or the Cody cutter. And whatever that springboard spot was going to be there. Figure four. I think it was going to be a Cody cutter. His spear. I love his spear. And I'm not even a fan of spears usually. But his feet come off the ground. He's like a fucking missile. Everybody was terrified. Is this it? Is this it? No, it's not it. Ah, ref bump. You have to have a ref bump at a main event this dramatic. And of course, the Usos bring their faces into this shit. But here comes the new tag champs. Look at the ride everybody went on. Everybody was stressed out. Bionic elbow. There's Solo. He came back. He didn't listen to the ref. See? It's advisable not to. And that's it. Cody no made the 2K Ro mistake. No Roman Reigns. I mean, no Cody Rhodes as champion. Roman Reigns. He looks like he's going to make it to a thousand days as champion, folks. I mean, hey, at this point, he was 15 days away. So I couldn't imagine them taking it away from him now. You know, like he was too close to a thousand for it to be for it to be right to take it away from him. Mm -hmm, he really was. 
It's not like he was a couple of months, not like he was like six, seven months. He was 15 days away when this match happened. But what I do like about that, and I wish some of the internet would understand, what made that ending so cool, you're always going to wonder what happened if Solo didn't show up. Because he hit him with two crossroads already, and he was going for a third. Yeah. And a lot of people were and- crying that, oh, they ruined it because Cody didn't win. Look, the reality is that this is still a good storyline, and there's still a lot of stuff that they can do with Cody. He made his mark. He was at the main event of WrestleMania. He gets even, there's even more stuff going on with Cody that we'll get into. But he made his mark by being at WrestleMania. You and know Triple I mean? H said the best at the post conference. This isn't the end of the story, it's just another chapter. Yeah, there's a reason like, they call it road trips and not road destinations because sometimes the journey to the end is just as good as getting to the end i love the fact that there were so many people that are just not experienced with this kind of shit they were just 100 percent sure that cody rhodes no matter what because of the beautiful fairy tales ending to this great storyline that would tell thought that that was going to be the end even though this could have gone either way i knew for a fact that there was i mean we talked about it you've seen our predictions they're all over the internet so you know that being said one of my favorite things that happened did you see what this dad did to his kid who was a cody mark i just saw this before we came on this is one of the funniest welcome to reality son (laughs) this is the kind of shit that makes me wish i had kids man the moments where their little hearts will break (laughs) with where their little hearts will break because the baby face loses when they don't look at what he did what a what a fucking dad watch this this was epic this is like one of the greatest things ever And the kids say this is bullshit. He's, he cursed. He was fear. The confetti scared the shit out of him. He was mad to. Yo, that kid's a screenshot. Oh my god, the dad had confetti. That motherfucker was ready. He was ready right at the three count. Pow! Your boy didn't win. <laughs> oh man, that's the magic of wrestling right there, man. Oh my god, that is fucking. You know you great. got you know you gotta catch it like right with all the confetti around him, he's just devastated. Oh god. Pow! <laughs> fucking confetti party in your house, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What a way I'm to tell you right now. Don't let me have children because I'm gonna be this guy. Your favorite doesn't win. I'm going to be there with a confetti can ready to rock and roll. Too freaking good, man. Stacy was like, that's the kind of parents we would be. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sorry about that. That was a, that was a misinput. Grand Mysterio, just one night after you announced the rebirth of the LWO and one night after you were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, you had a victory, WrestleMania 39, against your son, Dominic Mysterio. Um, Would you call that a bittersweet victory? It's a victory that it counts in the record, but 
what I wanted to accomplish wasn't accomplished, and that's to teach my son a lesson. I would have expected beating him, him getting up, him saying, you know what, I'm sorry, Dad, or whatever, but no, I don't think the mission is complete, and I'm going to keep working towards that mission. So what is next for the LWL? Well, you saw what happened tonight. Dominic never rose alone. He always has his goons with him. <laughs> Latino, world, order, para siempre, for life. And like we said yesterday, we got your back. And that's exactly what they did today. They got my back. Very cool. I'm glad we have the LWO as crazy as that is. Oh, yes. Great. Second coming. So I was going to dress like Prime today, and then I saw you come out in your Prime suit. No one knew it was you, though, at first. No, no. I mean, I was saying you smashed it with the silver boots, though. Very unique. But, uh, yeah, no one knew it was me. I mean, I guess a few fans were speculating, being like, could it? Surely not. So I tried putting something on my story to be like, oh, I'm leaving L.A. just to trick some of my fans. But then when I came in, you know, on the stage, uh, out the ring, just being like, yo, what's up? Down the ramp, like, bouncing around. Everyone was like, oh, my God, this is, who is he? Who is it? Who is it? And then uh, it was so funny. It was one point where I was just blocking people's way. People were screaming behind me, being like, get out the way. You're too big. I can't see. Damn it. <laughs> so I, st I started kneeling to try and, you know, stop blocking people's view. And then I was like, oh, Logan needs help. So I came through, dragged him out. And then Seth, scary, scary dude, bro. <laughs> Gripping me up and everything. You had a lot of WWE superstars watching this match. Some of them thought it might be Jake Paul. Some of, they, yeah. they were going the gambit with who it yeah. could be. Well, honestly, it's incredible the amount of superstars I've seen. Like... It's crazy because I used to play like the early WWE games or WWE games and legit like I saw Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, I was seeing all these guys and I was like, oh my god, I, I would play on my PlayStation 2 and my PlayStation This guy is a character, oh, right? It was so oh, damn, a cartoon and a half. WWE superstars, like everyone here is so nice and awesome, so and they've just welcomed me so nicely, so. Well, I have to ask you, since you got the accidental frog splash from yeah. Logan Paul, could you see yourself back in a WWE ring? And who would you choose as your opponent? I mean, you never know. You never know. If I was to choose an opponent, oh my gosh. I don't even know who I'd want to. Bobby Lashley. You know what? I thought you mentioned Rey Mysterio. I thought that's the way you were going to go. No, I don't want... He's a legend. He's too good. I can't. He can't end his career, you know? Boss, yeah. I'm like, Bobby Lashley, put, put me in with the beast. Why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he like triple me. It's he crazy. He just won the Andre the Giant Memorial Royal Battle Royal last night. Yeah, I did see. So, you know what? I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> you want to go for the top. That's, that's where we're He said Kai wanted to die. <laughs> oh. While it might not have turned out how you wanted it to, congratulations on your WrestleMania debut. Thank you so much. It was, it's been an honor, honestly. Oh, man. He was fun. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul, happy birthday first off. I'll take it from here. Okay, 
Read who sent the message. Triple H said. And what did he say? Said happy birthday, Logan. No, I, after that. After that. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the bottom one? Yeah. He said that was awesome. Let's go. I don't even care if I lost. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I mean, fifth match ever on your birthday at WrestleMania. A incredible showing. Uh thank you for the follow, 11th Howl. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Talk Brunch. Hope you're doing good. We're good. Thanks for asking. I was going to ask you, where do you go from here? But I think you answered that question. Yeah, no, I didn't. I'm going to Dave & Buster's. Oh, good idea, I guess. The best way to celebrate. I love Dave & Buster's. My power card is full of points. Me, I'm saving up for a drone. Let's go. Um, and congratulations again. Happy birthday. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, um, go I will. His shoes untied. April Fool's. freaking guy man anyway that was both nights of wrestlemania inglewood california sofi stadium wrestlemania saw a viewership spike on peacock of 29 percent hours viewed and 32 percent in live viewing from last year so they are definitely up in the view count here wrestlemania was a success furthermore is being touted as the most successful wrestlemania of all time smashing viewership gates sponsorship merchandise and sales records according to stanford connecticut april 3rd 2023 wwe on the trading floor today announced that is the most successful and highest gross, grossing in history sold out the sofi uh again 28 percent Generated a gate of more than 21.6 million, breaking the previous record of 27% with 161,000 in attendance. Uh, and uh, they broke the all-time sponsorship and merchandise record. Sponsorship revenue eclipsed 20 million, more than doubled the previous record. Merchandise sales were up 20%. It became the most social WrestleMania of all time. Over 500 million views, 11 million hours of video consumed over two days. 42% increase from last year. And just in time to be sold to the Endeavor Group and merged with UFC, the numbers and the money's really rolling in here, folks. No question about that. So the sale finally happened, huh? Yep, the day we've all been waiting for. Not only is WWE sold, but it has been merged with the UFC by the parent company Endeavor Group. So let's talk a little bit about this. Basically, they officially announced that they purchased Endeavor, announced they purchased WWE. In the press release, they talked about, basically the statement says, We're Wrestling Entertainment. Today announced that they have signed a definitive agreement to form a new publicly listed company consisting of two iconic complementary global sports and entertainment brands, UFC and WWE. Upon close, Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in the new company and existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% interest in the new company. Together, UFC and WWE will have global reach and impressive scale. And and distribution on a combined 2022 physical year end basis. UFC and WWE achieved revenue of 2.4 billion and a 10% annual revenue growth rate since 2019. 
uh, the CEO of Endeavor, Ariel Manuel, went on to say, this is a rare opportunity to create a global live sports and entertainment pure play built for where the industry is headed. For decades, Vince and his team have demonstrated an incredible track record of innovation and shareholder value creation. And we are confident that Endeavor can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing UFC and WWE together. So we are finally here. You know, we're finally at the point. What do you think of the merger? The fact that this is a UFC WWE thing that we got going on here. That was something I would have never expected it to be a place like Endeavor. I thought I said in a previous show that that was one of the more likely places. I figured that would be a perfect fit. And like I said, they could definitely utilize WWE's uh, production. Their cameras, their graphics, you know, would be an upgrade. They have the best technology in the world. That's why WWE looks better visually than any sport or anything else. I mean, imagine putting that type of production value into the UFC. I think that's one of the oh biggest leaps that we can have. I've always talked about how much I love the WWE graphics and just the uh, the visuals, the freaking... They always have the highest uh, great cameras and everything as far as it goes. Vince is always ahead of technology, at least. So basically, uh, Ariel Emanuel, um, the CEO of Endeavor, is going to be the lead of this company. Vince McMahon is going to be the executive chairman of the board, just like he was in WWE. Mark Shapiro was gonna, is going to be the president and chief operating officer of both Endeavor and the new company dana white's gonna stay as the role of president of ufc nick khan will be the role of president of wwe there's gonna be 11 members of the board and um they're gonna be named at a later time uh vince mcmahon was quoted as saying given the incredible work that Arian endeavor have done to grow the ufc brand nearly doubling its revenue over the past seven years and the immense success we've already had in partnering with their team on a number of ventures, I believe that this is without a doubt the best outcome for our shareholders and other stakeholders. Together, we will be a 21 point. We'll be at 21 plus billion live sports and entertainment powerhouse with collective fan base of more than a billion people, and an exciting growth opportunity. The new company will be well positioned to maximize the value of combined media rights, enhance sponsorship monetization, develop new forms of content, and pursue other strategic mergers and acquisitions to further bolster our strong stable of brands. I, along with the current WWE management team, look forward to working closely with Ari and the Endeavor and UFC teams to take the businesses to the next level. Another thing that's come out of this is according to him. Yeah, according to Fightful, Sean Sapp was saying that another source in Endeavor was confident that a sale would lead to additional opportunities for talent. With the source pointing out that when you're in the UFC, fighters are allowed to have exclusive content pages, such as an OnlyFans, Brand Army, for additional income. However, an agent that has worked with both UFC and WWE talent was quick to point out that UFC has let top fighters walk over paying them, passing on dream fights, in addition to repeatedly taking steps to eliminate outside advertisements and cage for fighters. It should be noted that the UFC arranges their own outfitting sponsors. Though the money varies based on what a fighter could command themselves. The Sound Journal has been a major talking point backstage at WrestleMania. But talent truly aren't sure of what's going on. Nobody from the bottom of the car to the top was given any indication of what the potential buyer would be. Several talent contacted them to stay and were ecstatic that it did, didn't end up being sold to Saudi Arabia. And but the, but the relationship, however, between WWE and Saudi Arabia is, in fact, set to continue. As a result of this merger, Nick Khan is going to receive $15 million in bonus. Triple H is going to receive $5 million in bonus. In light of the significant contributions to the company prior to and in connection with the transactions and to promote retention. So everybody's making money on this deal. Those of you doomsday people out there that are like, oh, this is the end of WWE as we know it and everything. Shut up. This is like, there's no way that this is the end of anything. You're out of your mind. This is probably the best possible scenario and it's just a stupid way to uh, discuss this kind of stuff. Dana White also released a statement. Um... Uh, 
I sent it to you guys before I sent it to me, so you could read it to me probably, but that would never work right. And I'm bringing it up on my screen here. It says, he says, this company has been on fire for the last seven years, and now that we will be adding WWE to the portfolio, I'm excited to take this to another level. Vince is a savage in the wrestling space. Ari is a beast in what he does. And then we add what what we at UFC bring to the table, and there's no limit to what this company can accomplish in the next few years. Now, that being said, everyone who's saying that this is like the end and all that other shit, I don't know like where their thinking comes from because Endeavor bought the UFC, what was it, two, three years ago? might have even been longer. Dana White was left in charge and almost nothing changed. The biggest, most drastic change I was able to visibly see was that they got rid of Mike Goldberg as the, as the commentator. But honestly, besides that, UFC has been running. Can you guys, can any of you guys that are worried about, UFC, about WWE dying pinpoint exactly when it was that Endeavor took over UFC? Do you remember the exact pay-per-view or what the changes were that you saw that offset it? Because if not, then what are you worried about? They're just dumb. You guys heard about Dana selling the UFC and you never thought about it again. And because you're not as embedded in that world as you are with wrestling, at least in this community, you didn't even know the name of the group was Endeavor or who the guys were. You probably heard it once and then it went out in one ear and out the other. But ever since, they, they operated the same. Nothing really changed in the hierarchy of UFC. They're just basically a parent company. I think that they'll allow the WWE to operate accordingly. My tinfoil is that maybe... In all of these offers, because WWE was given different offers by different people that wanted to buy them. Hey, maybe these guys said, hey, Vince, and they did this strategically. Hey, Vince, we're really interested in having your company. Most especially with you as the chairman, because we know that you're the visionary of this company. And we want nothing more than to have the company and you stay on board. If, if I wanted the WWE and I had the money for it, but I know it was in competition for it. I know that Vince's selling point would be, because he was willing to sell it as, even if he had to step down. But if I was WWE, if I if I wanted to definitely sway him, I would just throw that offer out there before it was even asked. I'd be like, Vince, your vision and what you have done and what you brought to the table is what leads us to the desire to purchase. I'm not saying this is the way it went down, but for all you know, that's what it was. The selling point, it's not that he said, I'm not going to sell it to anyone who won't buy. Maybe the person wanted the highest bidder. Part of what the sweet which sweetened the deal was that he knew he was going to stay on. And they as a, as, as a endeavor knew this. And that's something that they were willing to do in order to guarantee the uh, the purchase of the company. It could be a million and one things here. And not one person who's talking about it, it's all over thought of them. No. But then again, that's why we're here and there, wherever they are on Twitter. But you know what? Vince McMahon spoke to CNBC's Squawk in the Box. And he got to talk. He was there along with the owner of Endeavor. And they got to have an interview, essentially, about everything that happened, which we're going to get to listen to here. Endeavor was mentioned throughout this entire process. And now you're the last person standing. Why the WWE? He decided not to body slam me. (laughs) But, um, you know, we brought together in a uh, pure play UFC and the WWE into a new publicly traded company. Um, It's very rare to get iconic brands like the UFC and the WWE uh, together. Um, Together, I mean individually, they're incredible assets. Together with the flywheel of Endeavor, which we built, I think makes them unicorns. Let me say it another way. Go. This is the biggest thing. R.E. Manuel at Vince McMahon. Vince and his Walt Disney look. Right? It, it's such an uncomfortable look. Grew a mustache, dyed his hair. Did he dye his eyebrows too? 
I think he did. Those eyebrows are scaring the shit out of me. Yo, Vince, fix that. Put that back. Fix that shit. Yeah, doesn't he look like Joe Dana Jameson? Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker sold WWE because you couldn't get a picture of Spider-Man. He dyed his eyebrows, grew a, grew a crooked mustache. Doesn't it look crooked? Oh, it's just his lips. His it lips looks like the, it, it looks like the right side weighs more than the left. Yeah, mustache is as unbalanced as the company circus reported to be right now. But anyway, yeah, his hair too. Like this, why? What did he? He's the oldest guy here, and he has like the darkest fucking hair. <laughs> Vince Vince going, was through a crisis while he was gone. Yeah, he's going through his midlife crisis. He didn't have time while he was working WWE 365 days. Look at this motherfucker. Combining forces like this is there's nothing like this. There's never been anything like this. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time. There there's, were a lot of other suitors sure here. Were, you know, but Ari, really, the synergies, everyone was, was very interested in us, and, and I appreciate that. But the synergies that Ari brings, totally different than everyone else. So the Saudis were said to be interested. Sure. Liberty yes. said to be interested. Mm -hmm. And others. Yes. And you had your pick. Yes. And Endeavor and the place. Right. Well, you know the fun thing? We've known each other for 23 years. He, when I was a young agent, said, you know, why don't you represent us? It was an honor then. Throughout the pandemic, we got even closer. We sold the media rights. There's a lot of trust here. Um, but I think we've built a flywheel that Vince realized the value. And what we did with UFC, he could see what we could do with his assets. Um, and I, I'll just give him a little credit right here. You know, he saw cable when nobody saw cable. And he built a national brand way back in the day when there were about 15 different promoters out there. He, he built an in-house sales force to sell the product that nobody had, pay-per-view, took it public. And last but not least, I think, you know, five, six years ago, he went direct-to-consumer when none of us were thinking about direct-to-consumer. So us being in business with Vince, and now you're sitting there with a the guy who's seen around the corner better than anybody in our space, and him being able to play with our flywheel, just look out. That said, many doubted we would ever see this day, that you would ever be willing to sell a controlling stake in right. your company. Right. You are the WWE, and the WWE is you. So why? Uh, it's, it, it's the right time. It's the right time to do the right thing. And it's the next evolution of WWE. I could probably do what Ari is right now with UFC. It'd take me 10 years, you know? The time I would grab those 10 years, it'd be 10 years ahead of you. So it's like, it makes all the sense in the world for all these synergies that we have you know, to extract all of the value we can out of the marketplace. I can't help but wonder, and I have to ask you, had the scandal not happened? Right. Would we be sitting here today? Absolutely. Why? Because it makes sense. You take nothing's ever happened like this before. And again, I'm always looking what's best for our stockholders, what's best for the company. This is the best thing that's happened in a long, long time. All of the WrestleManias combined have been 39, including uh, tomorrow. Um, does it really equal to the magnitude of, of what we will do together? I wonder, what do you think of that statement? I question whether or not he would have, we'd be here if, if all this shit didn't happen, the scandal. I don't know if we would. Because it seemed like, is it maybe one day, probably later down the line, but I don't think, I definitely not this soon. 
Yeah, like I kind of feel like, like this was his way of sticking around. Okay, yeah, I can see the scandal just being like everything just kickstarted at that point. Like, all right, let's just go, go, go. Did that event push you towards this day faster than you thought you'd ever be here? Um, no, it didn't really in and of itself, no. But uh, it's great that we can combine all of this news together at the same time. You know, I, I was talking to him when we didn't go public the first time. He and I started talking about we should be combined, right? I've, I've, been, a bit, I've been in business with him actually for 23 years, seeing what he's done. Like I was in business with USC for a long, long time. And so I always thought about this combination, especially with the Endeavor flywheel that we could add on to it and what that could become. And putting it into a new company as a pure play, um, uh, there's nothing like it out there. And then I also think it shines, it, he, he gets value, which I don't think is captured presently in the WWE. We don't get, I don't think we got pure value for the UFC combined. I think the market will understand it. And I do also think for the Endeavor shareholders, they'll have a different perspective on Endeavor and the remaining assets. Is this a good day? For Vince day. McMahon and it's the WWE, a, or is it a, is it a great day? Is it a tough day as well? Life. This this company's been in your family for seventy years. Mm -hmm. Is it a tough day? No, it's a great day. You know, things have to evolve. Stop trying, trying to make it a tough day. All has to evolve for all the right reasons. Motherfucker, fucker. Business decision thus far is the right family decision. What I thought was interesting, Ari, is that Vince is going to be the executive chairman yep. of the new company. Right. That implies that he is going to have a say. Well, I would have said the following. I would have body slammed him if he thought he was going to leave. <laughs> um, because as I said to you before, here's a man who has seen around the corners at every beat over the last 40 years of this business and has a vision for where this business, way before a lot of people see it. Him now being able to utilize what we have built in our flywheel, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I got Vince McMahon, a visionary that sees around corner. I got Dana White and what we've built. That's pretty unstoppable. So you wanted him to stay? Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. Did he have to convince you to stay? Uh, not that much. Would you have been content? I love what I do. I've loved building WWE all my life. It's I don't want to go anywhere, pal. To have an opportunity to have it grow like this from an exponential standpoint is like, can't be better than that. It's an interesting plot twist because <laughs> not a lot of people saw this coming. In fact, your own CEO, Nick Khan, told our David Faber just back in February, quote, Vince has declared to the board, to me, to other upper management, he is 100% open to a transaction where he's not included in the company moving forward. Sure. You were ready to walk away? Absolutely. I wasn't going to let him. And let me see, you, we have a relationship for 25, 23 years. There's a trust. There's a friendship. When you're going into business and going forward, I think that's important. I'm glad he chose us because it was a very competitive situation. Um, but for us, it's an honor. And also, we're so lucky because of his vision about where the business is and where it's going. The deal values UFC, you mentioned some numbers, $12 billion and WWE at $9.3 billion. That's a big number. Well, here's the WWE's market cap is six and a half. Here's what I would say to you. Exactly why we did this, because I think we weren't getting the pure value. I don't think the WWE was no, getting we Combined, it's, uh, it's rarefied air, the two of us. And I think the analysts will be able to do it. It's good for the shareholders of WWE and for the shareholders of, of Endeavor.
And then when you look back, I don't believe that the Endeavor shareholders were getting pure play for the rest of the assets that we had. And I think for the first time, you now have the ability to do that in both situations. And that's a win-win, which is what Vince and I have always talked about. When I throw those kind of numbers out to you, I mean, the, the word on the street was that you wanted $9 billion. Mm -hmm. This values the WWE at 9.3. Right. So despite everything that's happened. I'm a visionary. Well, you hit the number. <laughs> yes. Deservedly so. But here's what I would also say to you. We paid a fair price. Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, we paid a little bit for control premium. Um, with our cost cuts, their new deals coming up, which is right now. Um, and um, our cost savings that we think we can extract from the business right now and grow the business with all of our levers, whether it be international sales, domestic, sponsorship, gambling, all the things that we do. Um so a couple of things here. His cost-saving measures, he doesn't say what they are. What do you do? Are we going to have less pyro? Or are we firing people? Like, what do you mean by cost-saving measures is a concern? And he's right. The television deals are coming up soon. So, does that mean they're going to be pulled from the USA Network? UFC still airs on Fox, right? Does it still have a Fox deal? No, right? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, boy. Yes, I mean, Endeavor's not going to probably keep them on USA or anything. They're going to keep them on whatever their, whatever channels they have deals with, which are going to be the channels UFC airs on, which are, I believe, uh, what is it, ESPN mainly? Yeah, I believe it's ESPN now. Hmm, Interesting. I think it's right. I would also say to you is when I bought IMG, everybody said I overpaid. It was actually one of the cheapest deals in sports. For sure, when I bought the UFC, everybody was like at 4.2 billion. They were like crazy. We've tripled uh, the EBITDA in that period of time. And now with this, this is going to be UFC 2.0 um, as it relates to all the things in the flywheel that we can bring. Um, to them. And we have unbelievably attractive economics. The balance sheet's incredible. Our uh, debt ratio is less than three times. Our free cash flow conversion is- It's interesting that he referred to it as UFC 2.0, the whole combined company. Right. Assets for both shareholder, it's incredible. Are you still as committed to deleveraging as you've told Wall Street that you are? You, you said at a conference about a month ago, we've taken the company from eight times levered to four times. Below I'd four sleep times. a lot more if we got it lower. You still committed to that? Well, right now in the new company, we will be at, uh, I want to I wanna make sure I say it, below three. And at Endeavor, we'll be below three also times. So I think we're doing our job there. Why didn't Wall Street see this coming? I read a analyst notes which said, Deutsche Bank, we believe a WWE acquisition's off the table at this point. They thought maybe you were going to go in a different direction. What did Wall Street miss? Everything. You know, listen. I, I don't think people realize, one, that Vince saw what we built with the UFC. He knows what he wants to do with the WWE and take it to the next level. We had long conversations about it. We think this is right for both, um, both groups. I think they just missed the, the value proposition and the flywheel effect on both of the companies. What happens if you guys disagree? Executive Chairman McMahon right. says, I think we should be doing this, CEO. Right. Emmanuel says, no, I think we should be doing this, and this is my show. What happens? Well, what happens there is we have a little contest in the ring. 
<laughs> Some people I, are going to say he's not joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll wait, I'll outweigh Ari by 100 pounds. <laughs> so I think that's the answer. But seriously, what happens if you guys disagree? Here's what we, here's what we said, right? Um, and I said it to him. If we disagree on something that we want to do, guess what? We're not doing it. Um, it's the relationship I have with Silver Lake. Um, I would never put that, and it's the relationship I have with Dana. Dana's got the say as it relates to the UFC. Vince, as it relates to the WWE, he's going to have that. He's going to have the say. We, we we have nothing to do with the creative process. Um, that's Vince's and that's Dana's situation. All the back stuff, we're going to try and do what we do. I think that's what he wants. But if there's a disagreement. That's called a relationship. We will work it out, and that's how we have it. Well, let me make it clear. I thought you worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> On the creative side, Vince, do yep. you plan to be as involved as you have in the past? On the creative side, um, yes and no. On a higher level, yes. Uh, and the weeds, which I always love to get in the weeds in the past, no, can't do that. What happens if Vince says, you know what? Mr. McMahon, character, <laughs> Mr. decides he wants to get back into the ring. You let him? His choice. Purely his choice. Purely. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Famous okay. last All right. words. Okay. All right. Famous last words. 77. <laughs> I know we're, we're coming you know, towards the end of, uh, of our time, but the, the TV rights. Yeah. Um, where are we in the stage of renegotiating that, given where the economy is, given some of the concerns about the escalation in rights fees. How optimistic are you in renegotiating those fees? Well, the rights fees are now coming up. Um, here's what I would say to you. Is, have you started the, the talks yet? No. Um, they have not started the talks yet. Here's what I would say to you. Is, the number one show in cable is Raw, 1.8 million viewers, up 9% from the same period of time 2022 to 2023, even though everybody says cable's dying, Raw is up. SmackDown, uh, I think it's 2.3 million viewers, uh, up 7%, same period, same period. And the unbelievable thing is the 18 to 49 demographic is the best in the business. And the rate card is way below market by a significant amount. Um, so when you think about those things, and in my opinion, and Vince and I talk about this, content's king. There's, there's linear players, there's cable players, there's the SVOD players. Everybody wants the young demographic, the social. I mean, we're across the board, male, female, young, old, both assets. Um, I think they're going to get uh, a proper price. And the idea here is there's nothing like the two combined. It's live. That's really a key, because our events are live. People want to watch live. Yeah. One of the reasons why we are a success and continue to be a success and can fit in every, every, every medium, can fit everywhere. Uh, and uh, in terms of social media and everything else, we, we fit everywhere. Before I let you go, I want to ask you specifically about how, I want to ask you about how you think about your legacy, given where you took this company, what's happened in the last year, the regrets you may have as a result of all that, and how you think your legacy will and your story will be told. Well, 
Let me just say I've made mistakes, obviously, you know, both personally and professionally through my 50-year career. I've owned up to every single one of them and then moved on. I'm not sure you know, the legacy stuff, I'm not going to write it. So I don't know. Um, I want to say it's someone who had an extraordinary amount of fun, great passion for what they did, and wound up doing the biggest deal he's ever done in his life. You say you're not going to write your legacy, but you did make that deal that you get a multi-million dollar payout if the company gets sold and you control your IP. So in a sense, you are going to write your legacy. How <laughs> about that? I just did. <laughs> you wrote it for me. What about that deal? People thought that was rather peculiar. Which deal? About the getting the payout if the company gets sold and then also uh, owning the rights to your intellectual property so that you can tell your story if you want to. Um, it is what it is. But let me just say my opinion, because we talked about this, I think that's fair. It is his legacy. He's the one we're coming together. He's the one that should control his legacy. It shouldn't be controlled by somebody else. And that's actually fair. A legacy, he's built 50 years. It shouldn't be held by anybody else. It should be held by him. That's the right thing to do. When do we get a name for the new company? We're working on it now, actually. Very soon. Very soon. And when do you expect it to go public, as you say, on the New York Stock Exchange? Hopefully in the next four to six months. So, depending on the government. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it very much. Endeavor was mentioned throughout this entire So what process. are your thoughts? And now you're the last person standing. This is game-changing. Like, it's probably two of the highest caliber, I guess you could call them combat sports, and now they're gonna be one. Do you happen to remember who that who that interviewer is? Because that's supposed to be somebody's uh kid that's known. I just don't remember the name of the person. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know him. He doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, I have no idea. See, I don't even recognize him like that. I I knew who that was, and for some reason, it's slipping my mind. But yeah, it doesn't sound like too much is going to change with the operations. No, sounds like if anything, things are just going to get better. And uh, yeah, this might have just been a strat strategic way. For, it's going to improve the company for sure, but this might have just been a strategic way for him to stick around. It could be. Yeah, absolutely wild. But yeah, that show was halftime. That's what it is called. And yeah, I believe it's halftime. Let me have a look. I'm really curious of who that guy is now. It's starting to bug you now, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just because of the amount of data that I keep in my brain at all times. Let's see. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. When I look at the names, none of them ring a bell. So maybe I'm wrong. I thought he was. I thought I could be completely wrong. You know, we we see so many interviews on this show. They start running together. Yeah, totally. It just turns into you with the face. Like, yeah, because nobody's name rings a bell. Oh well. Anyway.
moving. Yeah, on. I'm excited to see what happens. Especially it's about to get a whole new name too. Like, yeah. For sure. But yeah, dude, everyone's acting like that this is some sort of an apocalyptic event, and it really isn't. People just like to think the worst about everything when nothing's happening. Yeah, according to 401 Media, um, after this announcement, the stock rose to its highest point in almost four years. It closed at $97.23 on Tuesday, which was a seven, basically $7.93 increase, 8.88% from the previous closing price. This is the highest since April of 2019 when it closed at $98.50. And then after I was trading, the stock was slightly decreased to $96.95. It was down by $0.28 cents for the closing price. He earned the, Vince McMahon himself earned $198 million in the stock and uh, is now worth $3.1 billion. His all-time high worth was $3.2 billion, I'm sorry, which was back in 2019. So this was good across the board for everyone. Not one part of that sounds like the end of the world. No, not at all. Motherfuckers hear Vince's name mentioned once. It's like, it's all over. Shut up. But yes, unfortunately, this means he is back in the creative fold. To what extent? Like he said, not micromanaging, but he is there in some capacity. You know, but that doesn't seem to matter as as far as business goes. That is going to matter from a creative aspect, but that's not going to matter from any other aspect. Right. Yeah. Tell me about it. What an absolute crazy situation. A lot of stuff to take in as far as that goes, though. But I think it's all going to be good, unless we hear otherwise. You know, yeah, no she'll reason. be fine. Mm-hmm. And a bit of sad news. While this all happened, it somehow kind of flew under the radar. But Butchwhacker Butch passed away at 78 years old. Yeah, I heard about this. Like, yeah, like you said, it just kind of slipped under the radar. Like, how many people talked about it? Yeah, Bushwhacker Luke went on Facebook and he said, Last night, late last night, I lost my friend, brother, and tag team partner over 50 years with the passing of Bob Butch Miller. My heart goes out to his wife, Helen, his lovely daughter, Sharon, and Kirsten, and all of the grandchildren. From the early 1970s when we were young mates wrestling for John the Silver in New Zealand, my first impression of Bob the Chess Miller, as he was called in those days, was that he was a first class redneck. And what a bloody redneck he was. But he also, but he was also an all around good guy and a great friend. By the time we reached our mid 20s, we found ourselves traveling the world together from New Zealand to Australia to Malaysia, Singapore and Japan before invading the North American territories in Canada and the United States as the sheep herders. In the 1960s, in 1980, we were in our 40s and still at the top of our game when we got a call from the offices in Connecticut with an officer to join the largest and fastest growing wrestling promotion in the world, the WWF slash E. The Bushwhackers were born. As with the Bushwhackers, we appeared in the largest venues in the world in front of the biggest crowds professional wrestling had ever seen, and we were eventually honored by our fans and peers with our inclusion in the WWE Hall of Fame 2015 and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame fame in 2020 we did it all we saw it and we accomplished it all together this past weekend in los angeles bob flew in from new zealand to join me for wrestlemania weekend and the related festivities neither of us knowing it would be our last days together and his life days and his and his last days of life if you were to read the story of my life it would say that i am an only child but it would be wrong in life i had a brother and his name was bob miller i love you bob until i see you again whoa yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. he, rest in peace to what happened with the grace. Right, he passed away attending the WrestleMania festivities, is what it sounds like, right? That's wild. Jesus. I ain't glad with a bang. <laughs> yeah, right? What the hell? 
That is rough, man. That one caught me off guard. Yes, head here. Marty Janetti's back. Oh fuck! It is Janetti. It's Janetti. I am Mario. Let me down. <laughs> My friends ask me, "Hey, MJ, why do you like black girls so much?" I actually like all girls. If there's a difference in my experience, white girls are like kind of quiet. Ooh, 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 it feels good. Black girls are like loud as hell. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Don't stop. You know, which one turns you on the most? Good old Marty. Always with, always with a hot take. Right, Marty? <laughs> That's none of your business, Marty. <laughs> Wonderful, Marty. Very classy. And I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I have to figure out where exactly it is that you're going for your white girls, man, because they invented that shit. So, I don't know what you're, what, what kind of non-freaks you're messing with, but my condolences, Marty, we fuck with them basic bitches. Yeah, but to each his own, Marty, you know. Good thing that he has these hot takes all the time, you know. Right. <sighs> Do you ever think that this would be the wrestling world and these would be the takes? Not everybody has social media. Hasn't it become a wonderful fucking... It's fucking weird. Become absolutely insane. In the days of the Rockers, nobody knew that Marty Janet was batshit crazy. Nope, not at all. Okay, I don't even know what the hell to do here. I mean, I guess we're covering the Raw after Mania because we're still doing the basically WrestleMania. We have to knock WrestleMania out of the box here. And if it's oh, yeah. WrestleMania related. So that brings us to the Raw after Mania in Los Angeles, California. Guess where? Guess where? The Crypto Center. The, or the Crypto.com Arena. As as uh it's been we've been educated. It is now the uh it was formerly the Staples Center. Right? Now it's Crypto Decking. Thank God King Quest let us know. Monday Night Raw. This is after Endeavor has bought WWE. them all four decades later beyond my wildest expectations thank you to every superstar he lay their bodies on the line for all of us i wanted to take a moment to say thank you to the staff and the crew that make a weekend like wrestlemania possible they truly make the spectacle of what we do possible entertain you thank you We ain't going nowhere. Then, now, forever, together. Greatest of all time. Why y'all hating? 
Yeah. I guess, I guess after last night's performance, we should probably do it like this tonight. Hollywood, acknowledge me. The tribal chief. Roman Reigns. would be standing here undisputed universal champion at wrestlemania 39 in the main event you were the better competitor rematch tonight good time for a rematch <laughs> You think I'm in a normal mood today, Mr. Heyman? Why don't we at least do a tag match? Something now! Your challenge accepted. Yeah, the stipulation was it had to be someone that wrestled last night, right? Yep, and the bat person could never get another universal title match. Yeah, and they pointed out Brock already fit that bill, so he could just go. The tribal chief and the enforcer Lesnar will join forces. Spectacular flashes. I think it's safe to say the special counsel. You're watching the Raw after WrestleMania. Oh! Check this out. I think this might have been during break or whatever. But this is Roman basically telling a fan that he smells weed and he can see by his eyes that it was smoking. The entire arena. <laughs> you got that goo goo. <laughs> Yo, how funny is his facial expression? Look at the way he's fucking smelling. The entire arena. Are on their feet. He made sure everybody out there in TV land knew I smell your shit. I smell your weed. Look at his face. I've never seen somebody stick their nose up in the air like that. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking Roman, man. Whoever thought he'd be such a personality, right? He's like, I smell it. Elias versus Omos. Poor fucking Elias, right? Oh, God, I blame Ezekiel. Yeah, you're right, Quest. Off mic Roman is hilarious. Oh, dude, it's crazy. And he's dead. That's it. Standing tall in Los Angeles.
I took care of it, my tribal chief. Ah, I took care Liar. of it, tribal chief. So, how excited are you to be bringing WWE back to Puerto Rico? ILA, Los Angeles, get okay. I'm very happy to be the host of Backlash in my island, Puerto Rico. Just enjoying Raw uh, like a fan, so I'm grateful. Ready for everything. Booyaka. How cool is it? Rey Mysterio. Truly timeless superstar. What an emotional week. I just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. You have welcomed me with open arms. Gracias a ustedes. Los quiero mucho, pero... Bunny, I want to take the time to thank you. Gracias, hermano. Austin Theory is here. Me and you are the only two that did exactly what we said we were going to do. I beat the greatest of all time, John Cena. I'm the damn champ. And all of these tontos didn't believe in me. <laughs> The Raw after WrestleMania where all of you are going to eat me alive. Where's it at? Because I'm on top of the world and I can't be touched. You're not going to get Cena, man. Cena already went to the movies. He's shining his head. They should chant your name to the top of their lungs. Because I'm going to beat you too and add your ass to the collection. The only thing you'll be collecting is your teeth. I hit you with a six, one, nine. Yeah. Look at Austin Theory, man. How he's not really making it, man. He went from he's the, the United States champion, top champion on the brand. Beat John Cena. You know, fighting a terrible idea. He can't work. Fighting Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio. Poor guy. What were they thinking? This should be a Cena open challenge. His run sucks so much. His wallets must suck too, right? Like, what a poor, unsuccessful guy here being featured on every, every fucking brand. You know? This is success here. People just don't realize it. Yeah, there's Dom out there, of course. And now look at that. Now you can add Ray to the list of people that he beat. Yeah, Dom's mad. He's, he's not going to stand for the abuse anymore. He had to take it in prison, and he has to take it from his father. <laughs> and now Bad Bunny, too. These freaking ruffians here. Is it bullshit? He didn't want to have to do that. Yeah, look at that, man. You got to jump with that choke slam, homie. Look at the way his body flailed. <laughs> Damn. Poor Bunny. That is rough. Oh, yeah. So what I did was the issue. You provoked him. Yeah, it is an issue. The same energy you have right now. Was that the same energy you had with him because of his actions at WrestleMania? Took a swing at Dom tonight, man. If he wasn't my friend, if he wasn't my boy, if I didn't like the guy, you really would have a reason to be angry. I would have crippled his ass. 
<laughs> That's what we're basically saying, right? It's the new champs. WrestleMania Saturday was definitely one of the greatest nights. Give Dana Brooke a chance. By the way, that guy got thrown out. Where didn't he throw out? They took a sign. You know, but you're very stalkerish, though. You can't be promoting insanity. He came off a little stalkerish to my like. Yeah, Daniel Brooks sign. He can't be right now. But none of this would have been possible for me wasn't for you. So thank you. LA likes to celebrate. So if anybody back there wants some, we are right here. The street profits are up. They want the championships as well. LA. What a marvelous day it is in the land of Los Angeles. You guys versus the Street Profits in LA. We want the smoke. It's Cody Rhodes teaming up with Brock Lesnar to take on Roman Reigns and Solo. Oh, yeah, the tag team dream match that we wanted, but first the champions in action. Street Profits trying so hard to get some gold. Like they haven't had all the gold twice. Mm -hmm, non title match. It's kind of funny there was a non-title tag match though. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. They were like, you guys won titles, but we just want to get our asses kicked. <laughs> Ain't nothing like that pose made your ass whooping. I guess so. Apparently. <laughs> Great match though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely exciting. Yeah, that crowd is feeling that. Wonder how many people from oh, yeah. Mania are still here besides the green guy. Halfway through this, I forgot it was on title. I was like, oh god, this is intense. Yeah, I completely forgot. <laughs> I like how he was centered, then he had to back him into that corner for it. <laughs> You're not leaning, you gotta go. Kick the shit out of you with the hell of a kick. Seth freaking Rollins. Night one, you defeated Logan Paul. How are you feeling? I am feeling good, baby. I am on cloud nine. WrestleMania weekend. It's the Raw after Mania. Little buddy KSI. Back to the wasteland of social media. Something about tonight is missing. It's wait a minute. The party isn't back here. The party is out there. Hey, Mr. DJ. <laughs> So this is where things get a little bit weird. Just a little. The Seth Freakin' Rollins musical continues next. So Rollins goes to the ring. Where he says the party's out there, never to be seen again. And it's because production apparently told him something. There was video footage of it. But production told him something at ringside, and I guess they called off his segment. So he gets in the ring and then leaves. The fuck? Now, while we're hearing that Vince McMahon was personally and heavily involved in Monday Night Raw, they said that about 15 to 20 minutes before Raw went live, there was a whole bunch of rewrites 
and uh, and described as not the feeling like the type of talents and staff had come to expect under Triple H. Changes for the episode continued throughout the show and all came directly from Vince McMahon himself, who was at the office. Um, even after he stated that he would not be, quote unquote, in the weeds of the creative on the CNBC show, there was been reported by multiple sources that he was pretty much back in charge um, after the acquisition. There was some talent that they spoke with that they said they, they there was a huge negative shift in the morale as they realized that things were going back to exactly how they were before. And uh, one person reported that the place felt nuked. Others didn't really go that far. Um, but the feeling was that going forward, Vince would be overseeing everything again. And uh, yeah, so that was pretty much a big issue there. As far as that goes, at least this is what's being reported. So the Seth Rollins thing might be a product of that. He came to the ring, sees that the party's in the ring, and you never saw a party. You never even see him. They just made him look stupid by going all the way out there and it's coming back. He looks visibly upset. I don't really have time to keep jumping to clips of everything. You have to take my word for it there. But, uh, yeah, they just... I don't know. Things are a little bit disorganized and not not looking good. There are a few people in the company that are anonymous that have said and some of them are saying they're top talent that said that if this happens that they're going to resign other people said they're just going to write out their contracts and leave i don't we're going to take all of it with a grain of salt let's see what happens because everybody's doomsday you know i mean i know certain things are weird and this raw was definitely not great which is yeah, the first this time didn't in a while feel like a mania raw first time in a while something didn't feel great My guest, Bobby Lashley, where you won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. How are you feeling? I got a lot of pent-up frustration. Having to go stand in front of that WrestleMania crowd and not compete has, like, burned me up. Can I call your uncle, Bobby? No, you can't call me. Hey, 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 hey. You want some? You want to go fight me right now? He's up, Tiger. You'll learn your lesson. Ay, 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 It's a whole lot of no's coming your way lately, Bobby. I mean, a match against Bronson Reed? That's a no. No? Oh. Yeah, he basically said, well, what if I have a match against you right now? And he didn't want that. But he wasn't as nice about it as Rollins, who just kind of danced to the ring for it. He brought his ass out there. He's like, no, it's not optional. No means yes. Whenever I've seen somebody come crawling out of girl, I've always known that means their day's about to get shittier. <laughs> no one's ever successfully crawled out of Gorilla. Poor Ali. Wise man. Are my cousins gone? Yes, my tribal chief. They went to the jet. Wise man. Did you know Brock would be there? Brock Lesnar usually takes six to nine months off and leaves everybody else hanging. Which is a life that you rescued me from, my tribal chief. Which is why I love you, my tribal chief. How did this happen? If you remember, SummerSlam was the last match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar ever. So Brock Lesnar will never get another championship match against you. Who could figure that he would answer the challenge because he has nothing to lose? Good. Great. Doesn't matter. It's one of my greatest accolades of all time, smashing Brock Lesnar. Let's do it again. Perfect. When I'm done with him... I'm going to smash Cody, just like I did last night at WrestleMania. Oh, when I'm done, I'm going to tag you in. And then we can see who's ready now. Show Cody who's ready. 
That's a tall order there. Exactly. Who did she? Right. But you really are just the luckiest woman here in the WWE. I decided to challenge Charlotte Flair instead of you. We will get back to this. So I'm the lucky ass because you decided not to choose me? I'm all about getting in the ring with the best. Which one of us is the best? One day occurs sooner rather than later. I like that they teased that. That's pretty cool. Rodriguez will earn a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship opportunity. Damage control with no mention of Bailey. Dun, dun, dun. WWE Women's Tag Team Title No More Contendership Match Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Damage Control's Dakota Kai and Eo Sky. What yeah, are they doing? a little bit of chaos for this one. Yeah. Liv and Raquel going over here, making them the number one contenders. Good for them. Oh, yeah. Wonder what's going to happen to Damage Control, huh? There seems to be something going on. Yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, they don't seem to be in a stable place right now. Good job. Against the Hall of Famer Lita. Miz, the host of WrestleMania, is here next. Did you all enjoy WrestleMania? Did I know that all the surprises were for me? I had to take on four people. Surprise! <laughs> That's such a great thing to be able to say. I mean, like three and a quarter. Riddle's back, which means that one girl is pissed. Yeah, bow-legged Riddle. <laughs> Did you miss me? Miss from behind. Miss is like, fuck that. I'm not going to just keep challenging people out here. <laughs> Sick of this shit. Ladies, how did it feel to earn such a monumental victory on the grandest stage of WrestleMania? Amazing. Um, and also to beat damage control, also amazing. Still riding that high from Saturday night and we're just getting started around here. Feel like my life has been on repeat. Now that, that chapter has ended, we can get back to our goal. Then beat Liv and Raquel next week on Monday Night Raw. One on one against the A. Yeah, there you go. And that brings us to the tag team match. Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa against Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. With the mind-blowing fact that this would be the first time Brock wrestled on Raw in 21 years. Psych. But not have a match. Is 
this is one of the things that had me like, okay, Vince has to be back in charge. Because like, Triple H would never take Funny Rock from us. He does work better as a heel, and this is good for Cody Rhodes. He's going to get to have a match out of pay-per-view, probably at WrestleMania Backlash against Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Roman Reigns has a ways to go to a 1,000, so there's no point in having the rematch at Backlash. He wouldn't win there. It'd be stupid to win at WrestleMania Backlash and destroy the 1,000 streak on a shitty pay-per-view. Oh, well, 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 no, well, no. He, he'd have passed 1,000 before uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, will he? That's awesome. Good. Yeah, because yeah, uh, remember, remember night two of WrestleMania, he was 15 days away. I would still do this at Backlash and save it to SummerSlam. That's a good place for Cody to win if he was to win the title, you know? See, what a lot of people are compared, what I've seen compared, this compared to is um, when Cena lost to uh, Rock the first time around. You think it'll be first a year in the making? It better not be a year in the making. I love that ending, though. <laughs> well, not necessarily a year in the making, just like it's kind of funny how Cena loses to Rock, Cody loses to Roman. First time, first thing they do when, when WrestleMania is over, Brock. Yeah, I mean, sure, you know, but like I said, it's just it's just something cool to have. Oh, it's gonna be great. Good selling. Follow him all the way up the ramp. I thought we were over. Like, is it just low crawl up the ramp? Damn, guys. Y'all was about this. You get the point. I'm sure he makes it up there. Raw did 2.260 million viewers with a point seventy six. Holy shit. In the 18 to 49 demographic. That is so high. Right below SmackDown. I mean, not even a dude, 0.76. They normally do like a 0.53. <laughs> right below Smack. That shit is high. I mean, I talk about like the overall number. Oh, yeah. Well, 2.260 million is really high compared to 1,843,000 from last week. So, yeah. Skyrocketed. It's a shame that they had a shitty Raw, really. It's episode 1,558. They were probably hoping they would be as good as Mania, and it was shitty. Yeah. You know? That's a shame. Yeah, it's pretty fucking miserable when you think about it. God, we have so much freaking stuff here. It is insane. Don't worry, we're done with most of the dirt sheet stuff. There are a few things we might have to push over next week, but we still have fucking... We have, we have AEW stuff, and we still have to talk briefly about uh, NXT 675. 
And since we don't have time to talk about that in its entirety, what we're going to do is we're going to just look at the top 10 moments. We watched it and everything. Matter of fact, Willie and I watched it in the lounge earlier. But just to give a quick overall run on what happened there, we're going to look at the top 10. Dragon Lee's NXT debut, and also, finally, he arrives. Come on, Destin, out with it. It's like the, the, the highlights are fast. Who arrives? <laughs> yeah, basically, um, Noam Dar with his Heritage Cup, uh, the last <laughs> member of uh, NXT UK, finally makes his NXT debut. Fair enough. Singles match, Dragon Lee versus Nathan Frazier. Dragon Lee goes over. I didn't expect him to bring the Heritage Cup with him, though. challenge for my NXT Heritage Cup because there's levels to this and I'm at the tippy top. Continue with your little daft match. Go on, do your match. Now look at my eyes because you're this guy decides for no reason whatsoever to pick a fight with Ilya Dragnoff and Robbie basically tells him if he loses this that they're done. Robbie's breaking up with him. It's over and I'm taking the kids with me. Whatever, I do what I want. <laughs> get out of my head. I'll get it for you next week, okay? But hear me out. If you don't win, we are done. We were Frazier's. Oh, we got caught! Lee and Frazier with a banger of a match. Excellent stuff. I do that one again. <laughs> Good old Wesley. Lee. Oh, and I think the, I think Axiom got his knees up. Axiom, Axiom. Yeah, very solid match. Only Wesley would wrestle a five way and then be like, "All right, I'm wrestling on the next show after." Wesley goes over and and uh. Stupid scripts comes out just to get kicked. Just take your fucking mask off and we know it's Reggie. I see the hidden corners of your mind. I 
Bang! All that dramatics just to get kicked in the face. That's so funny. What a way to bury that character. It was buried from the beginning. Dragon Lee trying to fire himself back up. Right back in! That's gotta be it! What a match! What a win! Pretty deadly. Eat Elton Crimson, Kit Wilson versus the D'Angelo Farms, Channing Lorenzo, and Tony D'Angelo. Pretty deadly, deadly going over here. Decent match. Oh, yeah, great stuff. I haven't seen the head to head collision done in a while. Yeah. Look at that twin magic. <laughs> got you a twin magic, bitch. You don't gotta be just fucking John Cena to do this trick. Surprise, motherfucker. We lied, motherfucker. Indy Hartwell versus defending her championship against Zoe Stark. Of course, Indy goes over here. She wasn't going to be a short champ. Very smart. I love the fact that she catches the first time she falls out. When she goes to catch her the second time, that gets reversed into the roll-up for the finish. With Indy retaining. It's probably if you reverse that K3, K360, Zoe pays for it major. Surprise, bye. Tiffany Stratton's looking for her. But instead is Cora Jade. Surprise. She's back, Beatrice. She's returned with some badass leather. This was unexpected. As it is about them. The NXT universe. All right, we, we listen to you guys. All right, we've been, we've been, I, we hear you. We hear the mellow chants week after week. And it's, look, it's my honor right now, man, to congratulate you. Give it up for the new NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes. Make some noise for the A champion. Make some noise for the A champion. Make some noise for the A chip. I said make some noise for the A chip. Hey, hey, before you leave, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
show of respect. Make some noise for the HM. Make some noise for the HM. Surprise. Boom. <laughs> the poor trick got killed too. Yeah. Look at that. He's not going anywhere. He's just going to have a heel run now. That poor Melo. He's that nasty ass speaker. Wild stuff, man. Absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. So the things that they didn't talk about on the top 10, I'll try to get some of them in process now. They didn't talk about Chase U. Just bear with me because I got to get to the freaking Chase U stuff. We can't not talk about the U. And Chase U. This takes me a while. I have to literally fast forward through all of this. I didn't know ahead of time what they wouldn't cover that I would want to cover. Uh, it was overall a fun, a fun um, NXT after staying delivered though. Very, very fun. Very, very I'm wondering fun. if they're going to do what they've done in the past with some call-ups, like Braun's going to get his rematch, lose, and then go up. Here it is. It felt great to kick the out of the schism in front of the largest standard deliver crowd ever on Saturday. And speaking of Saturday, I'd like to give a special shout-out and thank you to honorary Chase U alumni, Tyler Bate. His hard work and dedication to this university helped keep Chase U alive. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Tyler Bates a great guy and all. Big, strong boy, whoop-de-doo. He's not the <laughs> one that got the job done at Stand and Deliver. It was me. You're right, Duke. And I was actually in the process of honoring your special efforts on Saturday, but then I remembered what you said about awards and ceremonies, and I just knew that's not something that you'd be interested in. <laughs> It's not really the same thing, though, is it? I mean, we're, we're not talking about some trivial match over here. We're talking about me outsmarting every single person at the biggest event of the year. With the biggest stakes, securing a historic victory for the university. I mean, that kind of performance. The legacy I have created in Chase University, surely that is something worth honoring. something worth honoring so you know what next week we're gonna have a ceremony to celebrate your commitment to this university and we're gonna award you the mvp trophy there you go who's gonna crash that party oh god that is quite the honor and this has been quite that the is amazing and the other thing they didn't cover that was really cool was Alba Fire and Isla Dawn here. This was dope. And now the rightful NXT Women's Tag Team Champions sit on their throne. We vowed to burn all opposition to the ground at Stand and Deliver. We defeated our opponents. We seized the championships. We did not scorch the earth, Alba. Nothing in NXT is ever that simple. There will always be ashes left smoldering. 
Do you feel that? Oh, I sense we are not through with our troubled souls. Aye, there's a challenge hanging in the air. And when it comes, we will welcome it. And now that the unholy union of Alva Fire and Isla Dawn has materialized and risen in NXT, all challenges were. We are merely beginning to crack the surface of just how perilous we can truly be. And I curse any team who dares to test the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. <laughs> we save our energy for the day that challenge comes. But for now, Isla, we celebrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good promo, right? <laughs> There's something scary about a wish with a lisp. Yeah, I really like the two of them together. Oh, they fit like they fit perfectly. The other thing was the, I guess the hillbilly stuff was the other important thing. But you know what? That's that really important? No, not really. So I guess that means there was nothing else important than with that stupid, <laughs> that stupid fucking angle, that love triangle thing going on. No, we don't need any I of love, that shit. I love how I can hear you in the middle of it. Like, did I just say hillbilly stuff was yeah, important? Fuck <laughs> NXT born an overnight average of 555,000 viewers with a point thirteen in the 18 to 49 demographic, down from last week's 620,000 viewers with a point sixteen in the 18 to 49 demographic. Yeah, it's still a good episode after the uh, stand and deliver. You know, really can't complain oh, yeah. too much about it. You know, it was a bit insane. Uh, you know what? We did Ring of Honor. We did a watch along for Ring of Honor. I can't cover everything. There are some things that I do want to talk about in regards to Ring of Honor, mainly the six man tag team title match. Is that the one that I want to talk about? No, not even. Where, where is no, the you're one? You're thinking of the four way ladder match. I'm, I'm thinking the of the reach four for the sky way. ladder match. The reach for the sky ladder match. Yes that thing i don't even know where to begin <laughs> this was fucking crazy i gotta try to find it i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm pretty sure i did find it you okay over there did you fall oh no sorry i'm good <laughs> get my hand on the side like, what the fuck <laughs> i'm gonna see okay I'm getting that spot, don't worry. Oh yeah, the spot that basically everybody's been talking about. Okay, so here we go. Dante Martin oh. hurts himself pretty badly because they're all full of shit over here and they do crazy dumb shit. Let's go ahead to, to what it is that they try to pull. This is This is like what, a freaking code red through all those tables? It was, it, was, it was Penta's, uh, Penta's Lucha Destroyer. Yeah, so it was a Lucha Destroyer through all of those tables below. Watch Dante's feet. Oh. You see his leg? His leg literally gets turned around his fucking foot. You know, you know, his foot gets turned around his leg, one or the other. Everything's facing the wrong like a broken toy. Mm. 
what I feared, Riccoboni. Teams that are wanting to hurt each other instead of win the match. Oh, my God! That was such a stupid spot. That was such a super stupid spot. I don't approve of dumb shit like that. You know? Didn't make any sense to do, man. Whatsoever. And Ray Phoenix goes up and wins the titles. You know? We'll get back to that injury in a minute. Because honestly, no highlight reel is better. Aside from that spot that they don't show, no highlight reel is better than the one that comes after the match. So for you to get an idea of the anarchy, which a lot of it was good. The spots in this match. <laughs> this was fucking crazy. Look at this shit. Crazy. Oh God. Crazy. This match is You would have thought insane. they were headlining the way they did this. That is crazy. See, we, we, we wondered why the Destroyer didn't make it into the highlight reel. We didn't know about Dante's foot till later. Yeah. So that was Dante's injury. For anyone that wants to see just the injury, I'm linking it in the chat. And that boy's foot got turned inside out. Tony Khan tweeted out Dante is in pain but I'm wishing yeah, yeah you don't fucking say but I'm wishing the best for him we're all praying for Dante he's an amazing wrestler obviously his brother has been through serious injuries and missed time we love Darius too and and missed him when he was out I guess Dante will also be out of action for some time yeah I guess fucking so oh you, my mother, God, you, you motherfucker you he did it twice in the same statement <laughs> I've <laughs> that motherfucker said Dante's in pain. No shit. Guess Dante will be out for a while. No shit. <laughs> yeah. There's so many understatements. We look forward to Darius God. taking God. I, I love this next part. We look forward to Darius taking the time to grow and learn from it. I love that he moves on to that. It reminds me of at the end, if anybody's ever seen um freaking Michael Bay's Transformers, the first movie. Um Megatron takes yes. Me Megatron takes the one black fucking Autobot jazz and he rips him in half. And at the end of the movie, they find, like, Jazz has two parts. And it's, like, after everything's over and Optimus is like, oh, Jazz. But fuck him. We made a lot of cool human friends like Witwicky over here. And then it plays <laughs> and then it plays fucking Linkin Park in the credits roll. And I'm sitting there like. I forgot about that. I was like, I wait a minute. Jazz getting what happened. I forgot yeah. when he was just like, oh, Jazz. Well, Literally. fuck him. Go he didn't exactly say, but it was May as well. He was like, but fuck Jazz. We, we have Witwicky now. And then you hear, do, 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 the fucking Linkin Park song comes in and everything. It's like, oh really? Oh, how disrespectful. That's what he kind of said here. I guess Dante will be out of action for some time. We look forward to Darius taking the time to grow and learn do, from do, it. Do, do, do. <laughs> I love that he says, we look forward to Darius taking the time to grow and learn from it. Learn what from it? Not to do it? He should have known that. Dante is someone who's going to be with us for a very long time. He's also going to be out for a very long time. I care very much about Dante. It shows in the spots he longed to do. I've got to know him since he came up with us during the pandemic yeah and the pandemic was safer for him than you are and this injury hurt a lot of people in the back including myself i bet no one that's fucking hurt of dante <laughs> and actually as ironically the next sentence is his next sentence is but it hurt nobody more than poor dante and we just and we just <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Tony? But it hurt nobody it's more so than bad because nothing about the injury is funny, but Tony Khan's fucking killing me. 
And we just hope he's gonna be okay. Yeah, we all have the same one. Eventually, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, what is this fucking company, dude? You're the boss. Dude, he... oh. So AEW botches. The famous Twitter account that Tony hates released a tweet. But not only did they release a tweet about this, Jim Ross retweeted them. And that's the that's the tweet on the screen right now. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. I doesn't surprise me that JR must not like this kind of shit. But all it says is prayers up for Dante Martin after this horrifying botch. Time is running out, Tony Khan. Stop encouraging this shit. And Tony that's the and Tony Khan retweeted it. Yeah, dude, like have have a line. But then again, I guess when you're trying to be everybody's friend, you don't have to have a line, right, Tony? Man, they consider all elite botches the enemy account on Twitter because that account's the one that puts together like the Aubrey. Remember, we had that Aubrey package. This just her popping out of everything. <laughs> they're the ones who they're the ones who do every time something's gone wrong. For anybody that doesn't know, this account's been through hell because Tony and them come and harass it and get it taken down all the time. But uh, yeah, anytime we play, most of the time, if it's some crazy shit that's happened, this is the guy who puts it out there. He's like damn Matthew. Except worse, because he's like putting out every little intricate thing. But yeah, Jim Ross fucking retweeted him, bro. Oh, God. All of a sudden, we're not going to hear Jim Ross on commentary anymore. And then Dante tweets, Blessed to work for a guy like Tony Khan. Great to see him right after getting out of the hospital last night. Thank you, Doc Sampson, AW Medical Staff. Come back soon. Come back season, I guess is what he put here. Z-N. Yeah, comeback season. It might be comeback decade with that fucking bump that you took, bro. Like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking crazy? Come back my ass. That's one of the worst botches that I've ever seen. I can't believe that they even allowed that. I, if you guys go and watch my live reaction to when he hit the air. Like, if you literally go back on stream as this move is being executed, long before his foot's turned upside down. In all of the eight, nine years and as however long I've been on camera. Tell me if I've ever reacted to a bump like that before. I knew it was over the moment they started. Like, go back and watch. Literally, put my shit in slow motion if you want. The moment that that move was definitely happening and they hit the air. Watch my reaction. Dude, we were freaking out. Like, I knew he was going to hit the ground. There's no... What right way would it be? What right way is there to land? On his neck or on his head? What fucking right way would there have been to land from that? (laughs) You're gonna laugh, but there I don't know if it'd be the right way, but there's a better thing that could have happened. Yeah, just scrapping the spot. No, I'm talking about with the spot, because it's Tony Khan's company. The spot's happening. Penta, when they went for the destroyer, they hit they they, they went completely over the closer set of tables. If they would have hit that one that was the closest, the, the table probably wouldn't have fixed shit, but it would have kind of cushioned the blow some dude there's Maybe. so much you can't we can't we can't calculate in that kind of physics just like we didn't think his head his his fucking foot would be the thing that turns us out that that would have just probably created another injury maybe even god forbid there's no reasonable way you can calculate a spot like that this isn't like dragon ball 
where like you just get better and better and better until eventually you're just power bombing each other off of universes you know what i mean like there is like a limit just because they get better and better it's like what so what's next we're going to just start doing it off of buildings as long as you land safely there's a physical limit to what you can physically do without literally risking your life you know what i mean and i think that that was the bar right there you can't you just fucking can't do things like that there's no clean way to calculate a bump like that 100 percent of the time there's just no way if there's a 75 percent chance that's too fucking low for a bump like that you know what i mean there's no way for them to be able to calculate the physics of both guys and the tables so much could go wrong even the different every table one thing that we've learned from the i am the table is that every table has a different bump and gift to it you're going to try to put somebody through three tables of varying bumps get the fuck out of here from the sky basically no that this is this this is kitty shit and I'm surprised that, that because at the end of the day, I get it, everybody's young in this company, but I'm surprised that these grown men, not fucking one of them had a reason within them to not do that spot. This is what happens when you work for a guy who doesn't tell anybody no. In these moments of lack of common sense, and nobody would be like, shouldn't we not do this? No, Every other not. company has this moment, but don't even, nah. It's just... Like, like, I know how you say you're surprised. It's Tony Khan's company. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it wasn't worse. It feels like, like what's I'm it gonna the tables weren't fucking on fire the way Tony lets them do shit. Like, what's it gonna take? You know, somebody's going to have to die in Tony's company, and even that might work. Oh my god. And then lastly, we had, uh, I mean, not really lastly, there was a lot of stuff that happened here. We just can't go over all of it. But, uh, Shibata winds up winning his match right yep shibata is the new roh pure champion yeah he winds up becoming the pure champion was there anything else massive that happened that you remember um nothing game changing out of the whole night it was really the latter match and um shibata winning the pure title those are the two title changes of the night because claudio retained over eddie kingston yeah again we were there for the watch along so we're not going to sit here and review everything from the week you know that's why i encourage a lot of you guys to just listen to the podcast come into the watch along you not only get our opinions and reviews of the match you get our real live reactions you know which you know because i can't always double down on every single thing i'm not i can but i'm yeah. not gonna you know <laughs> not at this i point. will say though if, if any of y'all out there watch the roh one the worry in everybody's voice in that spot i don't think we've ever been that genuinely grouply scared before <laughs> We 100% have it. But for anybody that wants some quick results here, I'll be happy to give you that. This was in the Los Angeles, California, Gallon Center. The zero-hour matches was Jeff Cobb against Tracy Williams with Jeff Cobb going over. Willie Mack against Takeshita with Takeshita going over. Willow Nightingale against Miranda Elise with Willow Nightingale going over. Final zero-hour match was Slim J being accompanied by Aria Devari against Stu Grayson with Evil Uno. Stu Grayson going over. 100% of the votes went to Stu Grayson there. Triple A mega title match, El Ijo de Vikingo defending against Commander. Is that what I'm saying? They might Commander? Yes. And uh, winners, El Ijo de Vikingo. The RH six-man tag team title match, the Embassies, Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, and Toll, Leona with Prince Nanda defending against AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Met- Metalik. The winners was the Embassy. RH Women's World Title Match, Athena defending her championship. 100% of you guys voted for Athena, by the way, as far as that one goes. Also for Stu Grayson and the other one. But uh, against Yuka Sakazaki, Athena going over. Ring of Honor World Television Title Match, Samoa Joe against Mark Briscoe. 100% you have Mark Briscoe, Samoa Joe goes over. Hiroshi Tanahashi against Daniel Garcia, 67 for Daniel Garcia, 33% for Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
Ring of Honor World Title match, Claudio Castanoli against Eddie Kingston, 100% of you for Eddie Kingston. Nope. Claudio goes over. <laughs> Hell of a pay-per-view. Yeah. It was yeah. a fun watch-along. Everything overall was fun. Just certain things had little hiccups here and there. Final segment of the night, guys. We're going to just combine all the AEW into one quick one-off. We still are in a runtime much shorter than even the first WrestleMania night. And we covered everything. Jesus. That's something to be proud of. Hell yeah. All right. Last stretch here. Rampage came to us from St. Louis, Missouri's Chaffetz Arena. And of course, you guys know they like to start right away, straight off the bell. Get in there. Takeshita versus Sammy Guevara with Tay Mello. Again, a fun little bit of styles. I like this one. Fun match, you know. This they, they have no problem with matches. They know how to put together fantastic matches. You, you know just gotta they, be ready the second rampage starts. <laughs> it's weird how the more I watch them, though, the more I understand the way the WWE works. You know what I mean? Because all the shit these guys are doing to themselves that we've been watching all weekend, in contrast to WWE. Not one fan is reacting the way they were to anything in the WWE. Basic shit. Like Sami Zayn kicking out. You know what I mean? Look at these crowds in contrast to what we see at a WWE event. And these guys are doing Spanish flies, fucking moonsaults, springboard 450s, fucking Canadian destroyers, fucking blue thunder bombs. Look at this shit. This is crazy. Look at the fans. They're chill. WWE just roaming cranking his fist and everybody stands up you know what i mean like that's what it is that they're trying to say that it factor of just having the audience at the palm of your hand where they want to know what's going to happen and they're really invested in it this company is missing that with great wrestling no one's emotionally invested it's like watching a montage of fighting scenes on youtube of movies you've never seen it looks cool but it's hard to get excited about anything because you don't know the characters you know, I like that description. That's and nice. it's, it's a shame because we know the characters here. After months and months of ups and downs, it looks like it all comes to a head next Wednesday on Dynamite, where you will be facing off against Hook in My his man. hometown. You got the paperwork done, Matt? Okay. It's absolutely official right here. Ethan Page versus Hook. No clue how any of this works. The paperwork, Stokely's been off, clearly. And we had some miscommunication on Dynamite, but don't sweat it. We're going to be best friends. Here you go. Hey. Look, this pin's ready. I got your back. Give me yours. You got it. I've already got Hook to sign. Name on it, yeah, and we're official. You got it. You got it. Done. I'll see you in New York, Hook. It's like some Bugs Bunny shit. Right, <laughs> you know? Like, you can tell he's up to something, you know what I mean? It's not as funny. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Tag team match. Best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta against the, the the kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black. Once again, very excellent match. Yeah, Julia Hart's there too, of course. This is basically a DQ we no contest. House Black wrestle more. Yeah, this is basically DQ no contest. So it all gets thrown out and falls into chaos. Sad face. Sad face. <laughs> 
Like I said, it's weird because it's easier to go silent when you're when you're covering dynamite shit and rampage shit, because there's less to talk about with more wrestling. And unless we're just gonna sit here and be like Joey Styles and call spots, you know, top rope spring, you know, tornado DDT or whatever, you know, like there's not really as much to talk about in regards to the progression of the people or where they're going in the company or what's happening, you know. Best friends hug, yay. You know, the stuff like the problem good. with AEW and they're in so deep, I don't even know if it's fixable anymore. They set the bar of stuff the fans are supposed to react to so high. And none of it is booking related, all of it is stunt related. It's not even like, 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 like Roman and Cody couldn't have a match here. I don't ever see matches as good as what we saw, like with Sheamus and McIntyre and and, and uh and Walter, you know, like you never see a good old fashioned match here. Everything is fucking just. Spots. It's become very Lucha Libre more than it was Ring of Honor or New Japan. Because even in New Japan, you got your strong style matches and they're hitting each other with hard forearms and hard clotheslines and they're on the ground and shit. This is like, not like that at all. They just go. That's honestly what I respect about you and admire you the most. You're upset because I took out Trish. I watched you be so triumphant in your career just because I look benevolent. I cherish the day that I take you out for good. I have an army assembled to take you out for good. Do you need an army, fam? Have a wait. <laughs> Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir against Taya Valkyrie. Despite what Impact said, she's alive. Yeah, she wasn't taken to the dark dimension or whatever shit they did. <laughs> you know, they're really building her up. That might be it for Jade Cargill's run, huh? This might be the chosen one to get that shit out of the way. Too bad for Marina Shafir. She never really became anything dominant. She's being fed to people, whether it's an NXT or an AEW. Ain't that a bitch? The jobbed out horsewoman. She's the only one that got a raw deal. We are suing you. Jataya, you've been served. She knows how to take the move. Why? Well, you know, I was watching JAS versus House of Black. Julia Hart, you really pissed me off. You know, I almost died in that street fight. Does anyone know how painful dislocated ribs are? Do you know what I realized? Pain doesn't really bother me. House of Black, they claim to like pain. Well, I think it's time to find out, you spooky bitch. I'm gonna choke you out! Okay. But coming up next to she ran, she wasn't taking no chances. Good old Juice against Action Andrade. It's always nice to see Juice. Yeah, Jericho had a good eye for him, this Action Andrade kid. Yeah, he sure did. Really good job with him. You know? I mean, I see what he saw in him, but again, like everybody else, he needs some personality in here. Yeah. 
They need to start putting that on the job application at AW like that's a personality. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very good stuff from him though. Mm-hmm. So is Juice all in? I guess he is, right? Yeah, yeah, Juice is I believe Juice is all in. And Ricky Starks for the save. With his two tight white teeth. No. <laughs> yeah, they did 308,000 viewers. According to the past <laughs> nationals. Yeah, they're up from the Saturday version, which was 355,000. That goes to show they actually do better on a random Saturday than on the, their scheduled slot on fucking Friday night after SmackDown. Good lord. That's a sign. <laughs> it really is. Finally, we get AEW Dynamite 183, which came to us from Elmont, New York. The UBS Arena. We're gonna continue things right where we left off with Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks. <laughs> you know, and we're gonna start just like Rampage with everything immediately happening. Look, there was an interference as the match starts, and it's Jay White. Yeah, you hear the reaction of the crowd? They're still sitting down. I actually heard that they taped these after Dynamite, which is the reason why they always start them hot. Because they, the crowd's going to be a little bit burnt out. Dynamite just ended. You want to get them directly invested into something right after. So they don't like try to start it like soft. Since it's right after Dynamite. Which I guess would make more sense, you know? Yeah, kind of try, try to give them a little jump start. Because it'd be weird to watch this as a show. And then all of a sudden it's starting all over again. Unlike Raw, it doesn't give a fuck. Because they would do superstars and they'll have their intro. And then they'll do Raw right in front of you. <laughs> they don't try to make it seem like one show. Look at that. We got Bullet Club in the house. Now that it sucks. Can you explain why you would come out? I've got nothing against Adam Cole. He's a tremendous talent. He's a huge part of AEW, and I'm happy. He had a great match against Danny Garcia. You punked him out, Cole. You made him look like a piece of trash. And stop your disrespect. <clears throat> Just passing by and heard you mumble disrespect. Since I've been here, you are the poster child for disrespect. I'm not going to harp on the things you've done to present this, but I myself have had a couple of wars with Adam Cole, and I have respect. I know a lot about that. You, however, perhaps next week in Milwaukee, I teach you a thing or two about respect. He's so well-spoken. It's like you'd rather go out to a diner with him. It's like a 300-pound thespian. Let's just discuss philosophy. The meaning of life. Yeah, exactly. AEW World Trios title match. House of Blacks, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black with Julia Hart defend their championship against the best friends being brought by Trent's mom, Sue, in a badass van. Look at that van and the upgrades. We're here. (laughs) They out there. Do it. (laughs) Sue shits. (laughs) Oh, God. See, certain things are still fun. I like that beautiful meteor over there. But yeah, I, you know. I like it. How long has it been since we've seen Sue? It's been like a year and a half, right? Yeah. 
So AEW, yeah, you know, their, their style's a lot, like we could see it's become even more fast-paced, less methodical, less strategic. Like, like, it's just a fucking top speed all the time for everything, you know? And it's not terrible, don't get me wrong. I don't mind these kind of matches. I don't even mind this kind of wrestling company, but it gives the audience less time to process things, and that's what makes everything less dramatic, and then you don't get those big pops or people at the edge of their seats so all that shit. It's like you could barely process what's going on. Like, by the time you do, the next thing's already happening. Right. You know? Nice apron bomb there. I still, like I said, I still like it, but I could see what the problem is. They need to find a more delicate balance than what they have. You could still have the big moments, but just slow it down a little bit. So that that is weird. Like Ring of Honor had the perfect balance to me. That was my shit. Or New Japan, you know, they know how to do it. But like they'd also they'd start slow and then gradually kind of work up to that full throttle. AEW is just pedal to the metal right from the go. <laughs> it really is. It reminds me of the old SmackDown versus Raw games on like the PlayStation One and Two. Oh my god! <laughs> just the speed, you know. Get that motherfucker in there with five finishes and just go in. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the flashbacks. I see. I hate to say it, but I see what Cornette means when he says it looks like a video game, you know? That's, that's how those games used to run. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Still a good match, and that's the thing. I can't take away that the matches are good for what they're going for. Christian! Christian! And he brought Lucha Soro. AEW Women's World Title match. Jamie Hayter defending her championship against Riho. Of course, he got somehow Riho still getting title shots. Oh my God! Look how small she is. Good lord. Her midsection is to me what really blows my mind. <laughs> Like the midsection is distracting as hell. Like, <laughs> yo, look at the recoil when she kicked her. Good God, I can't believe how small she is. Oh my God, dude, it's so fucking distracting. <laughs> she floats to the end. It's like no midsection. You got no guts. No, really, she doesn't. Looks like Dumby. <laughs> she can turn into anything. Oh my God. With her pals, Pokey, Prickle, and Goo. <laughs> Back from the <laughs> That makes me laugh more than anything. It's <laughs> you remember the fucking song. Because I don't even remember the song. Fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have to rainmaker her in the gut to get, like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Shook her unconscious body. That's respect. <laughs> Needed control and we're I like the way you move. Da -da -da. 
And my brain finished the song. I hate you. <laughs> That's what they are, right? Outcast. I like that one. Thanks so much for your time, like ladies. Yeah. Well, they, could they come out with that? Why should I would have worked. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm done. See, and some of this shit is just obnoxious, man. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh. You pull out a knife? Why does everybody try to steal scissor? You guys don't scissor. Yeah. That's a proper scissor. If you have to have one. That's a phrase I never think. It's a phrase you never think you say in a podcast, bro. You can't have the people with the hard nipples doing the scissoring. <laughs> and the hat. This place doesn't just feel like home. This place, it, it is home. It means everything to me. If you want to achieve in life, you give 110% and you never let go of your dream. Pound a voice to bay, hero. MJF, Long Island hometown boy. Belt to hold and I'm the guy to beat and ain't nobody going to beat me because I'm a Long Islander. <laughs> UBS Arena is proud to present a wonderful new show, the music of Mike Rogers and his great band. They really went all in for Long Island's MJF Day, huh? Oh, they were not joking. Only in Long Island, New York, can the heel literally be where where, where the heels are all baby faces. <laughs> with the most the devil himself jfd and we're celebrating it live in the most magical place in the world long island <laughs> you'll find your fortune falling all over town is up, 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 up upside down and train them for a package of you'll find your fortune falling all over town all over town all over town no, I get you. good god man <laughs> For those who know, I can't believe he made it all the way to the ring and it didn't end. And run over me with <laughs> Joseph Saladino. I know this guy. I got a lot of heat in the town. <laughs> Fucking Taz. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, they picked a day that was that was unoccupied. Smart move. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, guys, to pick an unoccupied day. 
this. Some would even say, you deserve it, clap, 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 clap. And there are people out there who frankly, losers like Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. Only thing Jungle Boy's ever gonna have is a girlfriend with a wandering eye and a tiny little penis. This is my life. This ain't Do you have a, a penis? Story because I'm MJF <laughs> He's Eat his own, Jungle Boy. I would try to focus in school. It just wouldn't happen for me. On the last day of school, Mrs. Benedict, she pulled me over to the side. And she said, Maxwell, where does your brain go during my class that you can't pay attention? Professional wrestling. She said, Maxwell, the probability of that happening is slim to none. Well, Mrs. Benedict, looks like your math was a bit off, honey. Don't be like Mrs. Benedict, and by that I mean, don't be a stupid bitch. Oh, they got a pop for that. <laughs> and I'm only talking to Long Island kids because, Daddy, I don't talk to disgusting pores. Just know if you bust your ass, you could be anything you want to be. Except one thing, me. <laughs> and I'm better than you. Talk about being over. You know what? You know what? Do you people want to hear an encore or what? Do you? Want to hear an encore? We practiced this for months. I said on my tempo, you bum on my tempo. It is not your fault. It is not my fault. Uh oh. Uh -oh. We will get through this together. Uh -oh. No, on my tempo. Jack Perry. Try to pull. A pull apart. I love how they didn't have, they're, they're in such a rush to do shit that they didn't even have time for the pull apart before we went to the next segment in the middle of it. Singles match. Sammy Guevara against Commander. <laughs> a Lucha Dream match. Two guys who could do some bad shit, crazy stuff. This is going to be very slow paced and methodical. Whoops, I guess I was nah, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, everybody take to the skies! We're all fucking crazy here. Look at this shit. This guy can't stay off the ropes and out of the sky. Look at this fucking shit. It's crazy. It's good, but I mean, look at this. Every fucking thing. Every clip, every thing. He is in the sky. It's like fucking ridiculous. Springboard Phoenix Flash. You see, he's fucking like, oh, fucking religious, <laughs> Like, come on, bro. Like, it's too much. Every match, man. You get desensitized to it. Like, fuck, we get it. You guys are very athletic. You gotta build this company a little bit fucking different. Every fucking move. You, my man, certainly should be considered for a title shot. Hey, look, Tony. I just did something a world champion doesn't do. Wrestle. No, Max, you came out here and you said you beat every single one of the pillars. 2021, main event of Dynamite. I had you beat. Another person you used came out and helped you win. Max, you didn't beat me. Sean Spears in a steel chair beat me, bitch. If we're supposed to be the four pillars, the four people that have been building up this company since day one, your side was built by the people you tricked to get here. You were Cody's friend, and then you're not. Oh. You brought him up right after WrestleMania. You guys can boo me, you can cheer me. I'm not going anywhere. So I'll be damned if I'm going to let some 
rich bitch from shitty Long Island of all places tear everything down with this bidding war of 2024. Right there by Guevara, man. Yeah, MJF very displeased as he looks on. Welcome back to AEW Dynamite. We are just moving. Oh, anyway, moving along, you get the FTW title match. Hook defending his championship against Ethan Page with Matt Hardy. At least this one was rounded, right? <laughs> I mean, because it's Hook, it's more grounded, you know? <laughs> like the other stuff, man. They just literally don't care. The, the offense doesn't have any strikes in between it, you know? Look at that. Matt Hardy turned face. The reluctant heel that never wanted to be with them in the first place. Swerves. Red rum for the win. I love how someone signs says, I trust Bully Ray. Why? Is he booking this? Looks like a sign out of nowhere, right? Look at that. They're all buddies now for some reason. Where's the other guy? Who knows? I don't care. Unconscious. Here comes Tony Khan's big announcement. Moments in my life that I could never have imagined. Moments that seemed impossible. You were about to announce is one of those moments. Nigel, it's great to have you in AEW, and I'm so excited about tonight's announcement. Five years ago, before AEW was founded, four pioneers, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega, put on a show called All In. It was the biggest independent wrestling show of all time. AEW is going to make our debut in London, England, Sunday, August 27th. AEW All In. As those visionary pioneers five years ago, it's Adam Cole, baby. And listen, I'll get right to it. On August 27th, AEW All In is coming to London Wembley Stadium. AEW fans in London, AEW All In, we celebrate Wembley Stadium, baby. <laughs> First of all, um, so the tickets go on sale Friday, May 5th. This is all the way fucking at the end of August, practically the end of the summer. We're not even at summer yet, and they're talking about the end of the summer. I get wanting to hype something. Here's the problem with the psychology of AEW. It's backwards. The way that wrestling used to be and the way it came up was you would have these little venues, these little small, like the Hammerstein board, these little small intimate settings, these bingo halls. And as your product grows and as your audience grows, you eventually need arenas and then these big stadiums. That's what we did. We went from arenas. Vince McMahon eventually realized that to house WrestleMania, he needed a fucking stadium for 60,000 people. As much as we joke that, that it's a work number because they say 82,000 or whatever, it's still 62,000. He needed a fucking stadium. You know what I mean? They put like the, the chicken before the egg because like this is a 90,000 seat capacity stadium in London. I don't know like, if you have 90,000 people to fill. You know what I mean? Optimistically, if they hit WrestleMania numbers, which is still unlikely, they would be at something like 60,000, which means they'd have to put all of them like down at the bottom or group them together or whatever. Look at the fucking shot, dude. This is Wembley Stadium. You know what like, I, I mean? Like, there, there's is, artists and like performers. This is their goal. These motherfuckers showed up like, no, this is the start. I'm not trying to piss in their cereal or anything here, but it's like they don't... It's questionable if they would be able to sell out 90,000 capacity seats in fucking Wembley Stadium. My hat's off to them if they do, man. But I don't see them doing that. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. weird to have a stadium that large. And I don't see 90,000 people in attendance for that. I mean, it's good that the tickets go on sale this May. They would need to. 
for by any miracle of even coming close to hitting that number. You need to start selling those shits now. Again, WrestleMania was a huge success. 62,000. One of the largest WrestleManias ever was the Houston Astrodome, WrestleMania 17. That's something at like 87,000, if I recall. Huge place. Yeah. The Houston Astrodome doesn't even exist anymore. Huge place. But these big astronomical numbers nowadays, especially there when we're talking about AEW, they like the sound of Wembley Stadium, but they forget what it represents. The reason why it's a big deal to be in Wembley Stadium, it's not a big deal to be in Wembley Stadium. It's a big deal to sell out Wembley Stadium or fill up Wembley Stadium. I could be at Wembley Stadium. I could announce tomorrow that Destin and I will be at Wembley Stadium. Let's put our money together and just fucking physically go there. We're at Wembley we Stadium. That bitch up though. There it is. Me and him. But it's not going to be a sellout. It's just going to be us at Wembley Stadium. That's kind of like what they're doing at the moment. I kind of, I think maybe they could, but I'm just saying it's a very long shot. So for that to be the big announcement and for it to come in April and also for it to come the weekend after WrestleMania, kind of annoying. It felt like he needed to have a big announcement. And it is big. Don't get me wrong. It's Wembley Stadium. I mean, compared to some of the wet farts he usually gives us, like, huh? But this isn't like when you hear, like, back in the day, like, if somebody like Michael Jackson was performing in Wembley Stadium or fucking Elton John or something. You know what I mean? This is this is AEW, a new company, at Wembley Stadium. Let's keep that in mind. Because I know everybody, especially AEW fans, are flexing on this. Like, it's such an amazing thing. It's like, no, you can go to Wembley Stadium. Nobody's stopping you. You better fill that bitch up, though. <laughs> no, you don't have to even fill it up. They'll allow you to go. It's not like this is some, you know, this is some high security. Oh, you want to work? It's their business. You pay money, they'll let you go to Wembley. You don't have to, like, earn a gold medal or anything to get the fuck in here. Just pay in order to, you know, make your agreement. But we'll see. We'll see, man. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, moving along. Six-man tag team match. Aaron Rourke, Alvin Alvarez, and the Brother Greatness. Let's say that one more time. You see what I, you see what I mean? It's kind of hard to even feel bad about being critical at this point. AW <laughs> Dynamite. After WrestleMania. Big announcement to draw a bigger audience, which, spoiler alert, that ratings were higher. It did draw a bigger audience. So your intention with this big announcement was to bring more people in. You have the roster that you do, of the talent that you do, and you're fucking telling me that toward the end of the night, you put John Moxley, Wheelie Uta, and Claudio Castanoli against Aaron Rourke, Alvin Alvarez, and Brother Greatness? Who the fuck are they? Why did you do it out on Dynamite? What are you, self-destructive at this point? You made people- I don't give a shit who the other guys are. Who the fuck is Brother Greatness? You, you sucked people in to come here and watch this? Now how are you going to get them back next time? And these marks keep bragging about it. Like a brother greatness is a flex. Like even if I know it's going to be somebody out there that's like me fucking 10 years ago that's going to be explaining us all the great matches that brother greatness had in fucking PWG or something. I really don't give a shit at this point. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, at, at this point, I'm not even saying you can't have them, but I'm saying this is a dynamite that was designed to draw with a big announcement and to keep people invested. You brought in brother greatness and friends and immediately it was a squash match it wasn't even like you showcased them so nobody left this knowing anything more about these kids nobody feels like they were cool or wants to see more of them in action it was just an excuse to squash them to have brian danison shoot this fucking promo that gets interrupted shortly before he makes any points by hangman page which leads into a fucking coming to blows you know what i mean it was just kind of like blah 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 <laughs> 
what the hell is going on? What now we're just going to assault them. Are the only real professional wrestlers in this building tonight. An unconscionable After we attack him with a fucking foreign object. What was that, a screwdriver or something? Yep. Yeah, that's really professional wrestler. That screams professional wrestlers. <laughs> AW, yeah, yeah, yeah. AW World Tag Team Title Match. Titles versus careers. If TFTR loses this match, their careers are over. We have to stop for a minute because of this intro. But anyway, FTR, Cash Wheel, and Dax Hoff, they lose, they, they lose their careers. Obviously, the guns lose. They lose their titles. Did you see this intro? Did you see this intro? I've seen this intro. Okay, look at this. Right now, live tonight. FTR, they are facing... Are you shitting me right now? That's a badass song, but all the guns though? It's just so funny that it was the fucking guns that came out to that. <laughs> That's something that I would do like in the universe mode, you know what I mean? Like I can't believe that happened. Just look They sold the fuck out of this intro though. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it'll grow on me, man, because it's not that it sucks, it's just it's so different from what they have before, you know? So anyway, you wouldn't expect it from them, right? I didn't know what was going on, man. Anyway, AEW World Tag Team Title Match, Title versus Careers, Old Austin and Colton Gunn against Cat Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Good match. This is probably the best match of the entire show. You know, I don't really have I much to complain. That highlights with them starting out in the fucking air the whole time. No, I'm kidding. You know, this is. <laughs> the, I like. I. You know what, man? Maybe they deserve that song. Considering what everybody else is doing, this is like a good wrestling match. This was great. Yeah. You know, so it's what it's what we need. That's what I was talking about. It started slow and then it gradually ramped up as time went on. So much on the line here, Excalibur. See how fun he is when he's not podcasting. It's great. Yeah, right. Kind of like me. You <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Oh god! I walked right into that, so I can't hear say shit. Piece of shit. Of course they want the DQ because that will end the match. Good call, Paul Good call. I'll give the guns their credit at this point, man. Compared to what we have going on, this was a good match, you know. This oh, match yeah. had the perfect balance of offense on the ground and in the air. Good storytelling too. It wasn't just a bunch of flippy fly shit. A lot of drama in this one too. Tons. And that's it. No more ass boy champs. That's the only thing that's weird to me. How do you give me new music and then job me out right away? That's what the hood like contender thing. Well, at least he got new music. Motherfucker, I get new music. I'm going over. Fuck. They did. They're up because of this. They did 877,000 viewers with a point 30 in the 18 to 49 demographic. That's up from last week's 833,000 viewers with the point 28. So they're up by two points in the demographic. They're up by, what, like about 50,000 viewers. They didn't do bad, but a lot of that was because of the big announcement. They keep using that big announcement shit to lean into. You know what? This time it didn't get them over a million. It only bumped them up a little bit. 
Actually, it was about forty-four thousand. Right if Tony Khan could could look less like he's reading the teleprompter, that'd be nice. What's up, Willie? He says if only more of their matches were like this. Tell me about it, man. But then their fan base would get mad. <laughs> oh my God, folks, that is it. We are wrapping up here, but there is one last announcement that I want to talk about. I want to tell you guys: look on Kick. The streaming site kick.com follow talk brunch there we're probably going to do some content on there and if i do happen to just spontaneously decide the next thursday's episode is on there i don't want you guys to come in here and wonder where we are of course there will be posted reminders i don't do big announcements when it's time to try other platforms just because of the fact that i don't like to usher everybody like freaking shepherd here uh, we all have individual relationships i'll contact you individually those of you that are part of our main community and i will let you know you know, there's a chance we're going to start doing things there. That doesn't mean we're leaving here or anything, but it's always my, it's my responsibility as a creator to try every outlet that we can in order to progress growth. The more we grow, the more stuff there is for us to do. The more stuff there is for us to do, the more fun we have. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is just going to be one of the things we try. Once again, kick.com slash talk brunch, I believe is the URL. You can just follow us there, make an account. Uh, again, we could start as early as the next show being this upcoming following Thursday. So you will know where to find us. Just make sure you check social media because, of course, there will be links. I want to thank everybody who hung out with us for this entire WrestleMania week of content and was cool enough to visit our humble community and look at all of the great content that we have here. Of course, this is not the end because we will be back, I would say tomorrow, but more like later today now that we've been here since till freaking sunrise because we're going to have to do other games we have other games going on we have the content we have the new story mode and fantasy star online we have a bunch of other stuff happening across the board with uh, all of the other titles that we tried there's going to be more wwe 2k23 streams with all the new content that that has so this isn't goodbye this is just see you later check us full of the extra content as for now this is it ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to talk brunch live episode 569 hosted by yours truly rick dyer aka captain brunch for myself and my co-host we're out of here Happy wrestling, everybody.